You are watching the vodka stream. What's happening, everybody? Don't look like there's anybody here. Oh, hey, there's somebody. It's a placeholder. Huh? What is happening? What is going on? What is, what is, why does, you know what? That's what's going on. Hold on. I didn't fix my camera. Need to fix it. I'm blurry. I didn't realize how blurry I was. Is it better? I don't even know. Hold on, guys. All right. Hold on. There we go. Better. Just realized I was blurry. It's a little blurry right there. Probably still on blurry. I'm sorry. Anyways, guys, what's happening? Who's out there? What is going on, guys? Ah, already disliked, huh? How dare you, sir? How dare you? It's okay. Good evening, Mark. How you doing? <laughs> Had to wear it. Had to wear the jersey tonight in the hat. It's currently 2 nothing Giants right now in the fifth inning. Got the game on over here. Of course, I got to watch. It's going to, I'm going to have to have it on, you know. I'm not, it won't distract me. Too, it won't distract me. Don't worry, but it is playing in the background there. What's going on, Aloxy? How are you doing? Luke, how you doing, sir? Uh, you're listening to James One Essential. Oh, there you go. Yes. Good, Scott. Hopefully you're joining later. Talk some Bond. James Bond. Going on there, Mark. Good to see you. Nice. Sit back and grab some snacks. There you go. Do it. Do it. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason. How you doing? Always good to see you. Hope everyone's good. We got Mama Film Junkie here. Hi, Mom. Go Giants. Ah. Have a good show. Good Dodgers. Yeah, well, now, nah. not right now. Not right now. So, yep. Who else is here about them Red Sox? Yeah, I know, man. That was a good game. I had to change it, though. I didn't see the end, but, you know, what can he do? What can he do? What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But, hey, let me uh, let me pour my drink here. As you can see, I wanted to uh, represent some James Bondness tonight, so I picked up a, a martini glass. I did pick up a shaker, but it was uh, it malfunctioned, so I'm just going to use my Yeti. I'm just going to use my Yeti uh, mug here. I'm going to go ahead and pour myself a vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. To Daniel Craig, end of an era. I got plenty in there, that's for sure. That's going to be a lot of martinis. It's going to be a lot of martinis. Got an olive and everything. There you go. So cheers, guys. Cheers to uh, Daniel Craig and uh, his last James Bond, which I enjoyed, of course. And my full review will be out tomorrow, as well as my spoiler review, because, yeah, there are some spoilers you want to talk about. Anyways, cheers, guys. Ah, Yep, tastes like vodka. That's mainly what a martini is, just vodka with a little, uh, what is it, vermouth? Tiny bit, just like a little, barely anything of it. When I looked up how to make it, I thought vermouth was like a, like a significant ingredient, but it barely like is anything. When I watched how people made it, it's basically you just wanted to kind of code your ice in there and that's about it. And then you got the olive, which I'm not a fan of olives. I'm not an olive fan, but you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do it right. So. Oh, there it is. I know I can't promote, I can't pronounce words. You know, I can't vermouth, vermouth, vermouth. 
Something like that. I know. You know me. It's like last night. <sighs> and I said that James Bond drives an Austin Martin, not an Aston Martin, an Austin one. So, you know, what can he do? Vermouth, vermouth, vermouth. There we go. Make a Vesper much better. I'm sure a Vesper would be better. So, uh, yeah, I know. A Vesper martini has lemon twist instead of an olive. Yeah, that probably would have been better, but don't you have to like, you know, you have to peel the olive. Yeah, you have to make that the little garnish, little peel the olive garnish. And I'm like, eh, it's just easier to stick one of my little toothpick things right into a uh, right into an olive. So I thought that was a better choice. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, not too shabby. So hopefully you guys are having a good day. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm having a good day right now. That's for sure. Shit. Still two nothing. Still good. Logan Webb is uh, throwing one hell of a game right now, so I'm enjoying that. We'll get uh, we'll get Jordan in here pretty soon. Uh, actually, he's backstage right now, so we'll get him in here in a little bit here. So we'll get started, get started talking and everything. Let me uh, do something here. Hold on. Make sure I got everything. But, yeah, hopefully you guys are doing good. My Friday was pretty – it was pretty uh, – it was pretty uh, – it wasn't bad at all, really. Work hasn't been that crazy. It's about to get crazy again, which sucks, but what can you do? And uh, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't actually too bad. So actually, let me not do that. It wasn't too bad. Work today was pretty good. And uh, yes, I know there's some info that came out today, which everybody was talking about. And I'm sure we'll have some conversations about it. But you know what? Um, it's it's a lot. I mean, <laughs> it is a rumor. It's not concrete information but i always say that if you're going to listen to a scooper rpk probably the one i mean it's not like he bats a thousand or anything like that but you know when it comes to scoops it's like all right we'll see maybe and you know some of it does make sense but i mean the reaction of it all is just it's insane when it comes to that but i was more thinking about you know we have christopher nolan it's it's locked in confirmed that keelan murphy is going to be playing Oppenheimer in his movie. We have David Fincher. It's going to be doing a movie with Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. We got Jake Gyllenhaal that is in negotiations to do a, a movie with, with Guy Ritchie. All I'm saying is when it comes to some of my favorite directors, W's all around. W's all around. And even Zack Snyder himself. They even There was like a, a piece of news that came around that, yes, at the beginning of the year in California, they're going to be, of course, shooting Rebel Moon, which is fantastic. So... Nothing wrong with that. That's the way you got to look at it, guys. No doom and gloom. No doom and gloom. Let's not do the doom and gloom. Doom and gloom is no fun. But I know a lot of people always dwell on the doom and gloom of everything, and I'm just like, for God's sakes, why? Why do you have to do the doom and gloom? Don't do the doom and gloom. Come on. Come on. Let's not do that. All right. Let me get my guest in here. He's been on the uh, Vodka stream before, but... uh, Wanted to come back and talk about some things. So let me set my tweet. Has joined the stream. All right. Is that the right? Yeah. All right. Let me get him in here. All right. It's Chainsaw Reaction. Jordan, what's going on, sir? Hey. Hello. Hello. How you been? Oh, I'm uh, tired. <laughs> oh, shit. That's Sorry. All good. Sorry to keep you up so late. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. All good. Okay, good. Well, thank you for joining, man. Appreciate it. No problem. No problem, man. 
Yeah, it's been a little bit since we've talked, so it was about it time. And, I, and, of course, you had a nice little project that I think you actually talked about the, when you were a guest the uh, first time on here. I think I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, because last time I was on was the Robert, Robert Meyer Burnett episode. Yes, yeah, you joined was, late on that one. You yeah. joined the panel. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. That uh, was. That was a nice, long conversation. really liked talking to that guy. I could talk to that guy forever. I mean sure. – all the knowledge he has. It's crazy. So yeah, yeah so much knowledge, so much knowledge. Uh, I was just like, I don't even need to talk. I just want to listen to that guy. <laughs> just, yeah, you just, say, say. Just, just say one thing and he'll just go. Yeah. He'll just go. He just yeah. keeps on going, man. I would love to have him back on again, but uh, yeah, you have, let's see. Yeah. You have a, a new project coming out, which is of course a star Wars motion comic. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see. Yes. I forgot to pull it up right here. Apologize. Oh, um, good. Well, I was going to pull it up right here, but I'm not logged in on my stupid laptop. But uh, yeah, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Well, um, we've been making Star Wars fan films the last number of years, live action. And uh, a fan reached out and was saying how he wanted to animate the films we've already done. And I'm like, how about you do one that we haven't done, like an original story? So I gave him a script and he's like, all right. So when I wrote it, I I made it really short, not a lot of dialogue. And he kept saying, so do you want to add more to this? I love that shot. It's a good shot. Good <laughs> um, shot. But like he was like saying all this stuff, and I'm saying like, just just add more stuff to like like what what whatever's in the story, just add more to the visuals because I didn't want to add too many dialogue moments. Mm-hmm. So cool. He worked a lot on that um, to get all that stuff to where he wanted because he kept sending me rough drafts of it. Yeah. Oh, no, I watched it. I was like, wow. Yeah. Damn cool. And and I, I found the music. I'm like, I gotta use this music. Yeah, it's good music too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good teaser. It's a damn good teaser. Ah, the duel. And I never had a title for it until I was making this teaser. Yeah. I never had a title. It just it just kind of came to you as you were editing it. Yeah, because it was it's all about it's all about a fight. So nice. that's gonna be happening tomorrow, man. Yes. Cool. What time tomorrow? Um, I don't know yet because I have a bunch of videos I need to schedule out because so I'm watching Squid Game on my channel and watch that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I so I have it. that. Yeah. And then Trivium dropped their new album today. I saw, you, so I saw your video that you posted. Yeah. Three, three videos in a row. I'm like, <laughs> I still got three more to go, but I'm just trying to figure out all the time. So it's going to be tomorrow evening. Yeah. But um, I'm excited for people to see it because he's been working on this thing since february i think maybe even before that maybe when we were shooting the last one he was actually like working on it and he kept sending me like drafts of it mm-hmm. and then it would randomly cut to black when i know it's not done because i know the script and i'm like he's like don't worry i'm still working on it and yeah. then literally every single time he sends me a copy he's like okay watch it but it, that's not it and he keeps yeah. going back and adding stuff he's just like and that's what i like because a lot of motion comics i was doing research on it before we kind of collaborated on this idea and a lot of motion comics are just the camera just kind of pans over a picture yeah and there's no real movement yeah yeah um, it's like it's like it's like a it's like a comic book panel that kind of leaps off the page and then yeah it kind of pans in or yeah. something like that and you might see a little bit of movement but it, it just kind of just makes it look 3d almost yeah and so for of, him yeah the plan was to have voices unfortunately we can't have the voices um yeah. for it, unfortunately which is a bummer yeah but i'm working on another project which we will have voices um and i'll i'll tell you that in a second but i know you'll like it so 
so yeah, so he put a lot of work into all the movement because he's like, I don't want to, as he said, half ass it. Yeah. Makes so I, I, I'm really happy with it. And I, I can't wait for people to see it because the shots I showed, I'm like, should I show this shot? I, I guess I should. Because I want to show the motion. I want to show some of the duel, but I don't want to show too much because there's a lot of cool shots that he added in that was not in the script. Oh, but really? he's like, yeah, because originally he had like one bad guy besides the Sith in the teaser, Darzan. He had like one other bad guy. He created like three other guys to add in just to have them. So it was really cool. Um but see, that's yeah. always good, though, when, like, you're collaborating with somebody and yeah. all of a sudden they just put in their ideas. And sometimes it could be like, uh, what the fuck is this? But it sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's it was something like he was like, ah, there needs to be something else in here. And then when he ran a bar, you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he, he didn't even tell me what he was doing. He just yeah. he's like he's like, trust me. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he kept asking me early on. He's like, this is a short script. You don't want sure you don't want to add more dialogue to it and stuff. And I'm like. No. Let the, let the visual speak as well. Don't let yeah. don't let the dialogue narrate it. Like actually show more. So he added way more fights, like an actual fight sequence to the fight itself. It's way longer, and he really just takes it takes his time when it cuts to another scene. Instead of just cutting right to like what the script says, he's like showing certain shots, wide yeah. shots, like like what a movie would do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool because he spent all that time drawing it out and mapping it out and he showed me behind the scenes of him like working some stuff and how he was layering stuff on top of each other. It was like really cool. Dude. I mean, I don't, I mean, it, it's, it's how, cause I I've dealt with, you know, just even designing some of my, my stuff, just the artwork mm. on my, you know, and I've tasked some guys to do it. And it's always interesting too. Like even for instance, um, for the Batman, the Fanimated um, mm-hmm. art, I remember just like talking to that. I was like, Hey, so basically just make, put me and Scott on top of the building, just like how Batman is at the end of the intro. And I was, it was just like, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure he could do it. And then once he just showed me, and not only did he just show the image, all of a sudden he sends a GIF of the lightning strike and it just going from shadow to bright. And I went, dude, (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to go that far, but like, that's awesome. It's really cool. Watch When you shared it, it was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, dude, he just nailed it. Absolutely. And that's Alessandro mask of shy. And nice. then when it came to the other shot where we're like we're in the spotlight, at first it it was a little back and forth because at first he had Scott wearing a Superman shirt, and I'm like, well, it's a Batman show, so just change it to that. Yeah. And, and it was like instant. All of a sudden, it was like a day later, he just boop. How about this? And I'm like, perfect, you got it, you nailed it. You know? That's the and best thing about it too, because he yeah. worked. The guy worked on it for his name's Charles. He worked on it for about maybe a week or so in terms of getting the character designs down, yeah. and I just told him. Look at Darson because this is a prequel before any of our films, and just look at that. And he basically took our outfits, made them even better because we can't afford really good stuff, and he made it even cooler. So I'm like, awesome. Um, so you mentioned Batman. I am collaborating with this guy on a Batman motion comic. Oh, really? And there the t- we go. The title of it. Uh-huh. It's a weird title, but it will make sense. I like once weird it's titles. Out. Yeah. Batman Amnesiac. Amnesiac, huh? Yes. So Batman losing his memory a little bit, or what's going on? Or maybe something is taking memories. I had this idea, and I'm like, yeah, I got to write this. Um, Batman, of course, is in it. Alfred's in it. Commissioner (laughs) Gordon's in it. Batwoman and Batgirl. Batwoman, Kate Kane. Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Have to have Barbara. That's that's, that's where I am. And... Tim Drake Robin, and that's all I will say who's in it because there are some surprises. 
I'm but, sure there is some cameos, maybe, or something. Other characters, yeah, maybe, maybe. Like, so I'm, basically, I'm gonna have an open audition for fans if they want to audition for voices ooh. and reach out to other people that I've met through these films over the last number of years if they want to audition for voices. And that's gonna be tricky because if I hear someone's voice and I'm like, oh, they'd be good for a character that I haven't announced, I can't really. I got, I got to trust that they're not going to say anything because, like, I don't want to spoil it if there's yeah. people that are actually interested in it, you know? That's cool, so, man. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm about three-fourths of the way through the script, and I'm I'm always looking at it because I'm always worried the Batman dialogue isn't going to hit well with people, so I'm, I'm trying to make it the best I can because everyone else, I can kind of get away with it because they're not brooding and dark and people know Batman like yeah. some of these other characters. So I can't go, like... Yeah, Batman has to say things a certain way. Yeah, <laughs> like, like there's a thing yeah. where t- t- Tim says to Tim says to him is he's like, "Hey, can I tell Aquaman about this?" And Batman just starts walking away, and he's like, "Well, can I?" And the Batman interrupts him, "No," and then mm. just gets in the Batmobile. I'm like, I feel like that's something he would do. He wouldn't yeah. just he, he would just like, I didn't just, hear you. Just put his foot down, just like no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would say, I mean, when you reference even Batman the animated series, even like the later ones when it's like the Batman and Robin adventures and stuff. I mean, some of the dialogue is not that great, but there's sometimes yeah. there's some really great dialogue in those. I mean, just going through it, Scott and I doing that, just mm-hmm. going through like those episodes and just really paying attention to the dialogue. I mean, we'll have fun on the cheesy episodes when it's like, and there's some cheesy uh, <laughs> Batman lines, there definitely oh, yes. is, but. There also is some really good dialogue on some of the big, I mean, we did Feet of Clay. There's just a lot of good, a lot of good dialogue that's going through there. A lot of good story going through there. I think that's the, that's the best part about comics and especially like shows that really are serious about telling a story. Dialogue is most important. Visuals can be great, but if your dialogue isn't that great and you're not really expressing these characters and you're not really engaging with the audience and really making them care yeah. Then your show's a failure, in my opinion, or yeah. the story you're telling isn't isn't as good as it could be. Exactly. You hear that, Titans? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I, having a, I'm having a difficulty going getting through Titans season three. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, a little difficulty getting through Titans season three. Some I hear of the you. dialogue. Woo. Yeah, I woo. I think it's doing better than the past first two seasons, but I hear yeah, you. Yeah, it's got some I moments. Hear you. It got some, some moments. I mean, but it's like, funny. yeah, but it's funny well, too because like. I was really like, okay, where is season two? Season two's got me. Let's go. And then, of course, season finale. Just, ah, shit. You didn't stick the landing. You know? caught, are you caught up on Titans right now? Are you? Uh, I haven't watched the last episode yet. So. But you saw the episode with Donna and yes. Tim. Okay. Yes. Well, her, when they go into the afterlife, whatever the fuck. Her, yeah. her referencing her death. <laughs> just the way she's so angry. I'm like, I wonder if this is the writer saying we understand or the actress going, I need to vent. Yes. So let me vent. I know. She literally was just like, you saw how I died. And she was like frustrated. With like, yeah, it was like, everybody. She might as well just looked at the camera and said, right, right, guys. It was stupid. I'm, yeah. I'm Wonder Girl and I died at a carnival. Yeah. <laughs> Getting like, electrocuted. It would have been different if Donna was killed by, say, like somehow Deathstroke killed her. Yeah. Something. Okay, but at Carnival, after everything's already finished up, oh no, that thing's falling. Instead of pushing people out of the way, she pushes them out of the way and holds it. Like you could have pushed them out of the way. Yeah, I know. Isn't she fast? She yeah, can actually just go whoosh, 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 whoosh. They show that every ep- every episode this season, they've showed her running and showing yeah. how fast she can be. And she's like, nah, I'm just gonna hold it. I'm yeah. gonna hold the electricity. And then but why would even the electricity just And then literally 
Wonder Woman rides the lightning in Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> and like Wonder Girl can't stand some lightning. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. Oh, man. She literally rides the lightning. I wanted to hear that rip. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted awesome. somebody to dub that. I wanted somebody to dub that on there. Metallica just shows up. Right. Yeah. That'd be badass. Uh, but no, but yeah, I'm having a little difficulty. So I'm, I'm going to catch up this weekend. But I need to catch up on Squid Game, Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things Ooh. that people keep talking about. Midnight like, Mass. Oh. Yeah. I hear it's fantastic. I mean, have you started it yet or no? I haven't even started it yet. See, that's the thing. I need oh to catch God. up. I know. I'm so far behind on things just because, you know, last weekend it was just my birthday weekend and it was just basically going out every night or each both nights and then recovering in the morning. But I, I remember recovering watching something, but yeah. for some reason did not. I did a lot of sleeping, sleeping and napping and stuff. So I remember our first stream when I was first yeah. on the vodka stream, we talked about Hill House or no Bly Manor, Bly Manor. We did. Yeah. I, yeah. And this is Mike Flanagan's best work in terms of TV, yeah. Midnight Mass. It's the it, to me, yeah. pure master. I keep on seeing everybody say it's a pure masterpiece. And then now he already has his next show already lined up on Netflix. They already got him again. Yeah, wasn't aren't he? Isn't he doing Edgar Allan Poe's Raven or something like that too? Uh, I don't know. I, I know it's a, I, I know I know it's an Edgar Allan Poe poem that oh, he's okay. adapting for a for the series. Okay. It's just so funny because Netflix is like we can't lose this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he is he is too good. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I'm yeah. wondering if they, I mean I think maybe they haven't revealed it. They just said it's an Edgar Allan Poe. I think oh. they did announce it. Uh, the uh, I, I, I could have swore I saw Raven that it was actually the you know the most popular. I guess Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, it's uh, the Fall of. Let's see, Scott's got it right there. Fall of the House of Usher. So. Yeah, th- yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, people are already making like fan art and stuff, and he's like really excited to get into it. Um, right. Yeah, I mean this. Th- he's a genius. He's so yeah. good. Well, I mean, Doctor Sleep, right? He did Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you that, remember that movie Hush? Did you ever see Hush that he made? Hush. Which? What was that about? Uh, deaf woman out in the woods. God, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I did see it. Now, well, it's funny because his wife, who's of course been in all of his shows, uh-huh. um, she plays the woman, and then the, the there's a woman you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna meet her midnight mass, and you're gonna hate her. But she plays, I guess, I think a friend, and she comes up and she's holding a book called Midnight Mass, saying, <laughs> I just read your book. Because he's been trying forever to make it a book. He tried to turn it into a movie, and then Netflix is like, we'll take it. I mean, that this is what I love, because I th- didn't the same thing happen with Squid Game? I thought I heard that the, the creator of that was trying to pass it around everywhere, and he kept getting turned down yeah. for like 12 years, and then finally it's here, and it's a fucking hit. I mean, this is mm-hmm. why this is what I love about I mean, and when people talk about streaming and and uh, when they when they want to say that it's not as good and blah, blah, blah. And it's like but it opens up so many doors for yeah. like these sleeper. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of garbage. Sure. There's going to be garbage. Oh, it's yeah. just going to happen. You could go in Netflix and just find some the most B-roll shit ever. But you get these little hits that just come out of nowhere and then it's all word of mouth and they just blow up. And I, that's what I love about all this. And I love the fact that he's getting that recognition now because then people are going to go, oh, wait, this guy directed he directed the sequel to The Shining. Well, shit, I got to fire that thing up. And people are going to find that movie because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. Director's cut, of course, better. And I'm going, yes, please watch Dr. Sleep because it, no people slept on it. Pardon the pun. It was like, come on. It was a great movie. It was great. It's just crazy how it is. I mean, literally, it's like. I think Netflix just pretty much just picks up and just says, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do your show or whatever, because 
<laughs> they don't know what's going to hit uh-huh. because Squid Game, I had not heard a peep about that. I had no word about that whatsoever until it blew up all over social media. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I would never have heard the show because it popped up on Netflix once. I think that's when it was starting to get traction, but I, no one was talking about Squid Game yeah. like back when it released. It was like September when it released, and no one heard about it. So it's one of those things where Netflix just doesn't know. And Netflix movies, a lot of them are crap. Oh, but yeah. their shows, they have a lot of great shows that people are discovering over time or they just don't realize they're that good because they there's so much stuff on there. You don't know what to pick. Because, yeah. like, I just go on there and I'm just watching, like, stuff I've already seen because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I know. There's sometimes where I go, okay, maybe this will be cool. And then I'm like, ah, I'm, like, halfway through going, geez, um, this yeah. is very, very B-roll. Very B-roll. And then, you know, and then it's, you know, we got the new Resident Evil trailer that just came out. And I, I you know, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I kind of I, went, I went like, okay, this trailer sucks, <laughs> first off. <laughs> It's not good. Um, it could be fun. I never was super into Resident Evil, but I did play the game, the first couple of games a little bit with friends. And, you know, I did not, I mean, when it came to the Paul W.S. Anderson movies, the first one I enjoyed, and then it just got ridiculous because Paul W.S. Anderson, my God, he gets ridiculous sometimes. Um, I mean, but, you know, as long as he keeps on putting uh, his wife in movies, I, I'm, I'm all for it because I love her. But, mm. yeah, so then when I watched this, I went, okay, the VFX, whoa. That's there, it's, all, it's, it's all over the place. Yes. Like, some of it's really like, is. okay, someone's like, what? Like they they didn't they didn't think that through before adding that in. Yeah, like it, it's it's kind of crazy because like, okay, the Resident Evil franchise years back when it finally wrapped up, no one cared. Like people stopped caring after those movies. So I guess they're they're trying so hard to get another franchise going, and I, I just feel like and I also hate it too. You click on the trailer on the YouTube channel and it plays like a little five second thing. Here comes the trailer. I know. Cause I clicked on it. I, I, I remember cause I, I've been reacting this long. I remember yeah. clicking on a trailer and had the little green thing pop up. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen thing. anymore, huh? No, it's, it's all about shot, shot, shot. The monster is like resident evil. Like I know I clicked on it. I hate that. I hate I that hate now it. when like, when, I yeah, when you, when you click on a trailer and it goes, do, 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 do. And they show the final shot in the trailer. They show it in the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what's the point? Yeah. I, I, I do miss the, you know, this, trailer has been blah 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 for all they do that in theaters still but now yeah yeah thank god i can't you know once they start doing that in theaters i'm gonna be like oh shit here we go now they want they won't do that but yeah i don't get why they do that where that they have to show you a teaser to the trailer that you're about to watch because i think the upload is also what they use for the ad that plays over other videos gotcha so Hmm. when people have that five second thing before they skip it they put in that little thing so that you're like oh this is an ad for that Okay, this is this is a trailer ad. If I click skip, because it, it stops and shows the logo right as the skip ad pops up. If you're gonna, if you can skip it, that's true. That's what that's why. That's why because they're using that upload as the same thing for ad. But why not just upload two different? Uh, because, you would think like you would think like I thought there was like okay, you have your initial upload, but then you can also have if you're gonna have an ad. I don't know how it works when it comes to posting an ad on well, YouTube. You, you go to Google and uh, there's like a there's like a, a specific way to you. Um, you advertise your video and you can advertise your video on the side of other videos or they can be on videos itself. You kind of dictate that, yeah. but it's with the YouTube link. So they have to yeah. use 
that same upload. Uh, okay. So it's, it's, it's more of a YouTube thing and they're just kind of optimizing it. But it also helps their views on that video because if it's an ad, it also helps increase the views. So they have, they just use the one. It's a pain. It's a pain because that's their way of having it play on other videos as an ad. And for me, I play for YouTube premium, so I don't see that crap. So for (laughs) me, it's like, and, but you just can't find a version of that with, 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 with all that stuff cut, unless you find someone else who re-uploaded it, cutting it out, which is like, why would you at that point? <laughs> just, right. just kind of shut your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's always fun when, like, yeah, especially when you're doing a reaction video, it just and then you you press play, it almost scares you because it's like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like, like sorry, I have to sorry, check the boom. audio sometimes. Like Jesus, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh that, man, but yeah, that trailer yeah. was. I, no, yeah, it was. It was not that not that great, and it was just kind of like, all right, man, I'll give it a shot. But yeah, you would think that. It's Resident Evil. It's an existing mm. property. You guys have it. Um, you're rebooting it. You want to be a, you know, you want to do something with it. You want to start a new franchise with it. And I don't know. I saw people that did that thought it was great. And I'm like, all right, good, good for well, it's, you. It's, it's interesting because they waited till now to release a trailer for it. Yeah, like it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, so they, <laughs> and they waited they, till they, now they to put out a trailer. Yeah, I know. It kind of makes you wonder when it, when that stuff happens. It kind of makes you wonder. It's like, what's your problems? Reshoots? What's going on with that? Or they have no faith in it, <laughs> or that? That's true. Yeah. Oh God, that, that that drink is making me hot. <laughs> I'm sweating over here. <laughs> is it? What kind of drink are you drinking right now? Banana pudding. Uh, I can't even think of the word moonshine. Oh shit! You're drinking moonshine? Holy lord! Yeah. Banana pudding. Yep, I mean, it's it good. sounds delicious. I mean, banana pudding is delicious. But... <laughs> <laughs> they hit back hard. Oh, man. Stuff's mm. going to give you COVID. <laughs> oh. Oof. Jesus. Right. I had nothing I mean, else to drink. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I mean, yeah. that works. I know I'm over here drinking a martini. It's a little rough myself because I'm not a fan of olives, but I wanted to stay true to the James Bond nice. of all this. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make a vodka martini. Did you see No Time to Die? I did not know. Ah, I I know my stepdad is going to freak out when he sees it. He loves James Bond. He's going to lose it. Um, Were you big on the, uh, the Daniel Craig bonds? Uh, They're pretty good. I mean, I, I, and it's kind of crazy how like it's been so long since we've been waiting for this last one because he was supposed to be done last year and he's had to wait this long for this one to come out because, and I get it too, because the budget and everything in the art, the marketing they already put into it, it makes sense why they had to push it off. Cause like we can't release it now. Yeah. It's the same so, thing with Maverick also, it seems like when yeah. they, they, they didn't have another spot to put it. It's like, what do you, I mean, yeah, Warner Brothers had their entire library can go on to their very own streaming service. Sure. And then Disney has their thing too. Yeah. But it's like when it comes to some of these other ones, Paramount, MGM, they had nowhere to do it. That, yeah. What are they? Cause there was like a while there where they were thinking about selling it to Amazon. There was rumors that it was going to sell to yeah. Amazon at one point. <laughs> that probably would have been a mistake because oh, yes. I think, I think now it's, I mean, after Venom coming out and doing gangbusters, Shang-Chi kind of really just started really kicking ass. Oh, yeah. And then now we got Venom, and then now we got No Time to Die, and No Time to Die, you know, started off international. It's weird because even Dune is doing fairly well internationally. I was about to say, Dune is doing good right now. And I'm wondering how Dune is going to do here because a lot of those markets that have Dune internationally, they don't have HBO Max. Yeah. Like, it's not available. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes out and it releases on my birthday, by the way. Um, exciting. So I'm yeah. wondering you're a Libra too. Then I, I don't know. I don't keep, I don't know. Yeah. October. <laughs> All I know is that every single time I'm in a the theater and I see the Dune trailer, I'm like, shh, 
whoever's <laughs> with me. I'm like, I gotta watch this shit. This is magic here. It's so oh, good. I and I don't know the source material. I bought yeah. the Dune book. I have it back there, and I keep looking at. It. I'm like, that's that's a big book. I'm like, that's oh, it's, a, it's a it's a tough read. I'm I'm like halfway through it. Uh, okay. It's not like something I just crack open all the time. Like get back in because it'll get exciting, and then it just gets like, whoa, okay, really yeah. just deep. And I'm like, God damn. And then, you know, usually it's at night when I uh, read this. That, sorry. Home run, Giants. That's right. Sorry. I just call it right now. Sorry, Dodger fans. Who was it? Bryant. Chris Bryant, you beautiful bastard. Uh, I see you there, Scott. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but it, it is a little bit of a tough read, Scott, especially when it's all said and done. I've done my work, both my work, you know, my show and everything. And so then, you know, I try to cr- I crack it open and like halfway through it, just when it's not super exciting, I'm going, whoa, you know, I'm starting to nod off, which is good. That's what you want to do when you read because you want to, you know, you want to help you go to sleep. And to be honest, something Dune does. But when it gets exciting and there's many parts where it does and I'm going, oh, and I and what's great is the anticipation for the movie. When I'm reading some of these scenes, I'm going, oh, this whole scene right here at this dinner party. Oh, it's going to be good to see on the big screen with all these people. And then it's great that I can visualize all the actors mm-hmm. now when I'm like, you know, when I first cracked it open, I'm like, okay, who's playing? So, and I'm looking at IMDB. I'm like, all right. So that's Oscar Isaac. He's Leto. Okay. We got Gurney right there. That's Brolin. Sweet. Obviously Timothy Chalamet's Paul, you know, it's like, we, yeah. I get who everybody is. So it does, that does make it a little easier to be honest. So, but yeah, it, it, it can be a little bit of a tough read, but I think I'm almost to the point where, the first movie ends. So I think I'll be gotcha. in shape when, uh, when the movie comes out and then I'm going to rewatch the David Lynch one just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that one. I was thinking about oh, watching it and people are like saying, don't, yeah. um, <laughs> I get your point about reading though, because like, uh, I finished two books back to back pretty quickly. Um, there was a couple of issues I had with certain things, but I'm now reading a book, uh, a Marvel omnibus, uh, an actual book omnibus. It's the, um, the X-Men and the Avengers, Gamma Quest Omnibus. It's like a 570 page book. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading through it and I'm on the first book of the Omnibus here. And I'm like, wow, there are just certain paragraphs in here that just don't need to be here because it's over explaining stuff. You already know, like, like the way storm is using her powers or the incredible Hulk. I'm like, <laughs> like, I already know, like, cause I'm yeah. waiting. Cause like, there's like long chunks of time where they're not, no one's talking. And I'm like, okay. So you're trying to overly explain action or overly explain how storm can fly in the sky and create clouds or the Hulk gets meaner and anger and how his veins are getting. You know, it's like, I got it. Get to the dialogue. I want these people to talk. To I want these people yeah. to talk. Cause like there's certain chapters. I'm like, all of it's talking. They're just talking back and forth and they're in information and we're moving the story along. And then there's like bits where it's like, okay. Okay. It's it's frustrating because I'm like I want to read I want to read a story here I don't yeah. want to read about how Storm can fly and how this reminds her back in this one time like I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't care yeah no, I mean it's got to be it's interesting when they take you know especially when you're reading an actual novel with all this stuff like I remember reading um the uh, you know that's that's a Superman novel version before mm. I actually read that before I read the actual graphic novel version or the, you know, the comic book version. And it actually, I remember I read it twice and it actually, I I should read it again because now, I mean, that was back when I was like third grade, fourth grade or something like that. And I remember it being good. And I remember the cover was, the the cover is just like a beautiful, it was a beautiful cover. And I, it was funny too, because I was at the comic book shop 
um, a couple of weeks ago, and I almost picked up the novelization for Court of Owls. I kind of want to oh. pick it up just to see, you know, just because I haven't read that story in I don't know how long, but I kind of want to read like the novelization of that because that's such an interesting story. And especially since the Batman might be touching a little bit of that, we don't know quite yet, but yeah, I kind of want to get familiar it with it. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to get familiar with that. How, how much are you looking forward to that trailer? Oh, oh I'm so excited. <laughs> so I, I cannot wait because <laughs> now they're done shooting. Oh, yeah. They're now now just, we got a full movie they can actually put in that. They're that just strictly in post-production at this point. But I'm wondering if... Though, wait, did they already do reshoots or they have not done reshoots yet? I haven't heard anything about reshoots because usually anytime that one of these damn movies do reshoots, people start freaking out. So, <laughs> yeah, so my guess is if there's going to be a reshoot, it's going to probably be the end of the year because yeah. they're getting close to release. But um, I'm excited because like with what they had, they had 25 percent because we talked about this last time. It's true. They had 25% of the film shot. And of course, I think at that point, they weren't filming at that point or they had just started back. So they had like hardly anything to show, but they had a fantastic trailer with just 25%. So now they got a full 100. So I'm wondering what direction they're going to take it because they've already set the tone with with how they opened the trailer with Gordon and then Batman just walking in the crime. Because we talked about how that hasn't really been established that much in the movies in terms of live action. You never really see that. I mean, like, we, you kind of saw it a little bit yeah. in, like, Batman Begins where he shows up at a crime scene. But he just kind of shows up. He didn't just walk into an active crime scene where there's FBI agents. And then, and and then the Dark Knight, uh, the, the bank yeah. scene, he shows up and the officers leave because, you know, yeah. they get out of there. Gordon won't talk to him. Yeah. But it never was, like, an establishment of, like, they're all on the same side in a sense. Like, yeah. you know, there might be some cops who have some issues. But it was never a thing. So I think Matt Reeves was trying to make a statement. He definitely I, was. He definitely was, and I think I'm doing this. Yeah, when when it comes to the next trailer, we're gonna get we're gonna get the plot because if you think, I mean, yeah, we kind of get the plot in the first one, but it's it's mainly okay. The Riddler apparently is killing people, doing something, and then Batman's trying to figure it out, and he's somewhat tied to it. And then there's, you know, and we b- briefly see the Penguin, but this time I and briefly see Catwoman. It was a bunch of just like it was for what they had. It was like. Oh man, it's just such a fucking like it was just such a chef's kiss of a trailer for what little they had. So now we're gonna get more dialogue. We're gonna finally probably see Andy Circus as Alfred. And I'm like, ah, can't wait to see what he looks like. It's like a thing too, you gotta think. Like they had like compared to actual other trailers that come out where they've already done shooting and that then they put out their first trailer. Yeah. Twenty five percent. It looked that good, number one, because they beautifully put it together. They they found a way to make it really work. But also, two, Matt Reeves shot the hell out of everything we saw. Like, it looks so good. So every, anything they could have showed would have looked good because yeah. he just knows how to shoot a movie. Exactly. He knows what he's doing. And so, and then I, I love how that shut up pretty much everybody about Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like, he, oh, they pretty much, he put that, he put that nonstop punching sequence just because, okay, <laughs> you don't like my decision. All right, he's gonna beat the shit out of this dude. Yeah, and then instead of saying I'm Batman, he's gonna say I'm Vengeance. You're gonna hear that little bit of Batman voice. I yeah. think we'll hear. I think we'll hear a little bit more Batman voice in the second trailer. I hope we hear Bruce and Batman. Yeah, both. we're gonna probably hear, both. hear. Yeah, I think we'll hear an exchange. We'll hear an exchange between Bruce and Alfred and Bruce and mm-hmm. Selina. I believe we'll get more Penguin, and then we'll also get more of that score. We'll actually get the actual oh, score. Oh yes. 
you know, because we know that uh, what's what's his name is uh, he's been shooting it or he's been um, recording and playing it. We saw that he's been at work on it. So we're going to get all of that, too. And apparently it's like two and a half minutes. I mean, who knows if that was like an actual runtime. But my God, it's going to be, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny when it was all like said and done. I remember it was like, just because work and everything's been crazy. I thought it was, I thought DC Phantom was this weekend, earlier, like this week or something. I was like, yeah. oh shit, I got to wait another, oh God. It's, it's some sucks. reason, I thought it was the weekend after my birthday weekend. And I went, I was like, oh man, now I'm just, it's just going to be, it's going to be another week longer. Oh shit. Damn it. I just wonder what surprises we're going to get because they're, oh, they're very clear about, well, we're announcing all these people, but we got more stuff that we're not telling you. I know. That's going to be interesting. I mean, fingers crossed for maybe another Superman, Henry Cavill. Who knows? That seems like it can be a long shot. Air <laughs> you, cut, a lot of people are talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, did you hear about this air yeah. cut? Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen there. I hope, I mean, I hope I'm dead wrong. And I've been saying this on my show and people ask or have I talked about stuff that Ayers put out? I go, I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope I am 100% dead wrong. And if it does, I will gladly be like, that was wrong. And I it cannot be more happy being wrong about this, but I don't think it's actually going to, I don't know. It's just, I, it, to me, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But do you think it's going to happen, or do you think I, it's not going to happen at DC? I Fandom? think it's going to happen. There's going to be an announcement sometime, but I just don't see it happening at DC Fandom. The announcement mm. at DC Fandom. I see I, it sometime next year. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. and there's not. I mean, and it's not like this. It's not like Zack Snyder's Justice League. It doesn't need seventy million dollars to finish. If anything, it needs less than ten. The I mean, ten would be the max. To in probably probably like even eight would be the max seven I don't know where he just needs to you know they just need to re put it together maybe add a couple of visual effects that that maybe didn't weren't finished on certain scenes they cut out but I I, I just don't and they're not gonna I don't think he's gonna have to reshoot it or like add additional photography or anything like that unless they allow him to do it and he had like some idea like Snyder did which I'm like I'm all for that if if he yeah, wants to add like another scene like Snyder did. I mean, come on, let's face it. That nightmare Joker and Batman scene was fucking amazing. How did, how did you like that? scene? I don't think we really even talked about the Snyder cut. Um, I don't think we did. Uh, it was really, it was crazy. Cause it, it kind of fits so seamlessly with everything else that was already shot years ago. Yep. And just seeing Ben back, it's like, wow. Oh, this is what we needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I was kind of, like I love the trailers leading up and they revealed Joker in the trailer. I found it kind of interesting how Jared went a different direction with the voice. Yeah. Like he went a different direction entirely. And I'm like, that's interesting because I would have thought he would have stuck with suicide squad in terms of the voice. Maybe not so much that over the top because time has changed now. Like everything's yeah. just gone to crap, but like I would have thought he would have kind of kept with like that. But the fact that I think he had a second chance to do something else with it. Yeah. So he said, okay, and, and I'm assuming Snyder and him talked about, you know, what they were going to do with him and how he's going to look and what he's going to be wearing. And they probably figured out the best way to approach it's Jared's Joker, but it's a newer kind of version of him. Yeah. And I think, you know, Zach even talked about that. It's a, it's a road weary Joker. Like he mm-hmm. said, you know, it's not, and they ta- they did have discussions about that a lot where it's like, yeah, this is not the, this is not the gangster Joker that yeah. was, driving the fucking Lamborghini, you know, at, sitting at a club, all blinged out and whatnot. This is now he's lost Harley Quinn. Yeah. He's seen some shit. 
you know, he's seen some crazy shit. And now he's just like, he doesn't care if he dies or not. I mean, that's what's so great about that scene is just the fact that when Superman shows up, he's just like, eh, we're going to die. Like, You're all going to die. You know, he's just laughing about it, you know, as opposed to just being scared. And all he wants to do is just, even though he's teamed up with Batman, it's like, he just wants to push his fucking buttons. That's what was so great about that scene was like, man, it was just like, I mean, talk about just when you, when you think about Joker and Batman, cinematically i mean obviously you think about the the dark knight interrogation scene which is still yeah top notch but this iconic. is not to me for for me it is not far behind like that exchange because of the setting and because of the fact that you know we have batman dropping an f-bomb <laughs> threatening to kill him yeah. i mean it's just such a beautiful thing man um, was was there any truth behind margot robbie was going to try to be in that sequence but it couldn't work out due to scheduling or is that you know what that's crap? one thing i would like to uh find out i never asked the man himself so i would love to know because i i don't know how that would alter the scene because obviously you, you couldn't bring up her death yeah. but just having margot's margot's harley jared's joker and then ben's batman in one sequence like in a Jesus scene Jesus Christ, yeah. would be crazy yeah, I'm wondering. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think Zach even said anything about that at at any point when he was doing promotion of it. I mean, the, the only thing I know that was that when when it came to Jared Leto wanting to be wanting to do Joker, he wanted to do more. Oh, <laughs> like of apparently, oh yeah, he was like all he was like way back into it, like and to the point where they were pretty much done with the movie. And Jared's like, hey, so are we gonna do this uh, me killing Robin scene? Or what's going on? And it was like, uh, you know, or something like that. Because I, I, we know that he wants to do that scene. And we know that Zach was like, well, there's a plan. There was a plan for the sequel to actually where they had that. Where basically all the characters who were surviving, they were going to talk about their point of views. Batman. I mean, that's, what's, that's what sucks that we're not going to. I mean, hopefully, who knows? Maybe we'll get it. Who knows? But just the fact that you would actually have a scene where Batman and Joker tell their, their different perspectives of the killing of Robin. I mean, my God, can you imagine that? I mean, that that'd be really like insane because it yes. would, it's a whole new perspective on an iconic moment that changed yes. the Batman mythos and changed the Batman lore. Like it's a, it's a big moment that it's a big know. moment. And then the fact of the matter is that, you know, it's for this story. It's not, it's not Jason Todd. It's, it is Dick Grayson. Like, because, you know, yeah. Zach wanted to make it, hit this story it's not going to be this grand huge story it's going to be he, he i mean he explained the first time he was on here he was just like he thought it was just it would impact batman more if it was dick not jason which does make sense and i know a lot of people there's some people that did not like that idea i don't even think i like that idea at first too because just being a batman fan i'm like nah it's got to be jason because it's fucking jason and then of course it could lead up to you know red hood what's going on you know and then we got titans that tried to do something like that <laughs> i'm like not sure if it actually nailed it but okay anyway so but i'm like just yeah, i really understood the fact that he was like well he's just like he was just trying to make this story you have this batman who's in him like in his mid 40s pushing 50 maybe and the fact that you know he lost that child that he did full-on bring in who lost his parents to that child and uh you know as opposed to i mean a lot of people have a, a different debate about it. i've seen debates about it a lot where some people that are for it and some people are, are not about it i see both sides but I see where Zach was coming from, from it, you know, with his story. And I think it's something different. It was like a little bit fresh 
And the fact that that would be added to, you know, the fact that it is the Dick Grayson Robin and they would have that exchange in the nightmare world. Holy shit. I mean, it's, it's interesting too, because I think that would, that makes, it kind of tracks with how Bruce was acting when we met him in BBS yeah. because yeah. he didn't have a second Robin when yep. Dick Grayson left to go to Bloodhaven to become Nightwing. Yeah. Didn't happen. Didn't so happen. for him, Everything changed that night. Dick Grayson is now dead. There is no second Robin. He can't pull himself to do it. And yeah. even Hardboiled Entertainment says, even in the comics, Bruce has said that if it had been Dick Grayson, he'd lost. It would have driven him over the edge. Yes. And it, because if you think about it, it, you know, if you look at the, the, you know, the source material, like Bruce probably looks at Dick Grayson as an accomplishment, you know, yes. because he took this boy in, trained him and turned him into his own person. And he went off to do his own thing, still alive, kicking ass in his own city. So it's like, all right, that was an accomplishment. Can you imagine if that didn't succeed and he pulled this kid in and he fucking died, got killed by his arch nemesis? It's the first time he does it. He yes. brings in this kid who experienced a similar situation that he did when he was a kid. Yeah. And it fails. Exactly. And so at that point, it's like he could have thought to himself, if I never had taken this kid in, he would never went through what he just went through from the Joker. Yep. I mean – because yeah, Jason's, cause, yeah, because Jason's introduction is completely different. Oh yeah, in terms of totally how is. you know, so, just different, different yeah. personality too. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. So I mean, it totally makes sense why Snyder was like, you know what, let's just cut to the chase on this one, you know. And uh, but of course, you know, WB wasn't having it. Is there uh, what other trailers you looking forward to uh, when it comes to fandom? Oh, All of them, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Um, yeah. What I'm looking forward to the most, besides of course, uh, uh, the Batman is Young Justice Phantoms. Oh, season nice. four yeah. of Young Justice. I cannot wait. I was someone back in 2016. I was on my Twitter account tweeting out, renew Young Justice, bring the show back. I was, I made two videos. I was like, promote. The, I was like, cause it was on Netflix. I was like, binge watch the show. The creators like binge watch the show. Let's let the, let's let Warner brothers know. I remember those campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. And so it got, so I'm heavily going to invest in that. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to show because I know that that leak thing came out from the Flash a little while ago. That leak thing. I wonder if we're actually going to get something else because that leaked. Because I'm thinking they finished shooting today. They knew they were finishing today. They get a scooper that just goes, "Hey, guess what? This is what's happening." Well, yeah, not that. But, oh, <laughs> but, oh, you're talking about but the fact they finished shooting. Oh, yeah. Like the film was wrapped. Yeah. So I'm wondering, since that thing leaked a little while ago in terms of what they were probably going to show at fandom about the movie and oh, behind the scenes. okay. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're going to put out a teaser because – They have to. That thing's already out there. People have already seen it. They might re-air it, but I'm thinking they'll go, oh, and oh by the way, here is your first official teaser for The Flash. Yeah. And then boom. Because, I mean, all they'd have to do – because teasers are normally like a minute long or minute 30. Like they're short. So just – do a short little teaser. Don't show too much. Just, you know, you don't even have to show Michael Keaton. You don't have to show him. But yeah, they, now they will. They have to. Well, they will. I'm saying like for the yeah. first teaser, if they oh, want to surprise fans. Because yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what we've known, they're they're like behind the scene look of Shazam Fury of the Gods, behind the scene look of the Flash, behind the scenes look of Black Adam. It's like surprises. Drop a yeah. teaser for the Flash. Shazam, I think they're still shooting that, so maybe not. Black Adam, same thing. I don't think they're ready to put out a teaser for that yet. I think they might put out something. They have to put out something for Black Adam. Well, I, mean, I think behind the scenes, have... though, and I think they'll show off, you know, Black Adam, yeah. like the rock in a suit. We're going to yeah, see him yeah, actually definitely. wearing it. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see Keaton in the suit, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they definitely, yeah, like I, I'm I, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, when the, the leaks that happen, sometimes you just wonder, like, 
It's just, who the fuck leaked this? Like, how could this possibly happen? <laughs> I was wondering that, too, because that thing was yeah. everywhere. I'm like, yeah. who found this behind-the-scenes <laughs> discussion about the Flash? And everyone's like, where did this come from? And someone just said, I think this might be from D- this might be for DC Fandom in a couple months. They're like, yeah. How I did they, I'm like, how did, did they get it? Yeah. It's just, it, it is kind of strange. And it's almost like, Bill, I mean... Even like what I've, you know, just talking with people behind the scenes, some of you, some of you said like, yeah, we, I think it came from Warner Brothers. And I'm like, you think he's like, well, look, if you think, if you think about it, it's like they showed the Batmobile, the Keaton Batmobile in the Batcave. Look at the size of the Batcave. They literally built that stage. And, and it was funny too, because this person I was talking to goes, think about that too, because they're investing a lot into this. This shows you that Michael Keaton's not doing a one-off because they are literally building his cave. You think they're going to use that for one movie? Fuck no. They're going to no. be using that for something else too. Whether it's Batgirl, probably Bat- there's going to be some Batgirl. Who knows? And then Batman Beyond, that's what I kept hearing too. It's like he was trying to push to get that Batman Beyond either movie or series. I don't well, know. They're, they're thinking it might be Batgirl Beyond with... Um, I know. I don't really like cast. that idea though. I well, don't like that. I, I don't know. I just think yeah. that... Your point is is because I think yeah. they're leaked set photos. Yeah, they're probably putting it out there. Yeah, it's free, I mean, it's, like, it's free marketing. Hey, it really is. Like, you know, I mean, there's smart people that go like, "Hey, guess what? You want to build up hype for this? Just throw throw a shot of the monitor out there that you know, like, who the fuck? How could you just take a picture and then someone just posts it on Reddit? I mean, <laughs> you know, what I, I mean, because yeah. anybody can make any anybody can make an account. I bet somebody True. over at Warner Brothers was sent a photo. Yeah. Okay. Post this. Make, make an account. Post it. Post it on these subreddits because they all know what's being said over there. They know what's happening. They know what's happening with DCEU leaks on oh, like, yeah. Reddit and all that crap. They know. Um, I was thinking that the suit. I think they might tell people who go around and um, take set photos because when they went off to go shoot at what would be presumed as Wayne Manor, like they immediately knew they were shooting over there. It's like I yeah. bet someone tipped them off saying get some photos of Wayne Manor because. People are going to, oh, they're shooting at Wayne Manor because yeah. people are now talking about the movie. Yeah, not it's everything's built- yeah, not everything's a leak. No, yeah, yeah. there's some things where it's just they're, because they're controlling it exactly controlling because it. in the age of the internet and they know it could spread like wildfire. It's like anytime that something like that happens, guess what? It's on the trending page, and yeah. it's like, come on, you can't you can't tell me that that this is not building more hype for the movie, and it really is. I mean, and then it, it it'll even turn people around. I've seen people that go like. You know, I wasn't excited about this, but Jesus Christ, I've seen this. Wow, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's that there you go. You just got another ticket sold right there. There you go. It's just from the lead. And then you know, that's especially nowadays with how movies are not weren't doing that well because of everything going on. So now it's like we gotta get people excited to come back to the movies. Yeah. So and then uh stepping off the uh the movie topic, man, 30 years, black album. Metallica, and they're back playing shows again. Have you been watching those clips? Yes, oh. uh, yes, they're so good. Oh. Um, like it's so weird because they had Harvester of Sorrow, I think, from their first or second show back. Um, yeah. and it was weird hearing it because they slowed it down, but it was slow to the album like tempo, yeah. And it was like, this is this is interesting because I'm used to them playing it so fast. Oh yeah, especially and, when you watch. Yeah, you watch like that Seattle fucking concert. Jeez, well, it's it, well, it's yeah. like nowadays, like 2018, 2019, they would play yeah. songs way faster, and yep. 
okay, but it would also cause him to be a little sloppy, especially Lars, who wasn't. But it feels like Lars is really practicing a lot, but those shows have been really good. And they're opening with Whiplash. He's just going on and doing the Whiplash <laughs> intro. It's like <laughs> so yeah. cool. And oh. they're playing a show tonight. It's <sighs> like Kirk, Kirk posted a photo of him wearing a mask saying, I'll see you guys and wherever they're playing. And they're playing at a festival, I think. Um, they played the Black Album uh, from Struggle Within to Inner Sandman. So that was cool. Dude, um, I know. I saw the uh, on Twitter they posted "Struggle Within." That is mm-hmm. that might actually. I don't know. It, I'm it's debatable, but that's one. Of, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. It really it, is because it's so fucking fast. It's got so many good, and that solo is fucking crazy. And then the riff after the solo. Yes. And it's funny because every single Black Album related video they post, they post that riff section, and they repeat it again. Such a good riff. Like I remember, I remember like when when I was when I just back in the you know in my high school days, I remember playing that song just the solo for my for my buddy on the phone landline. Remember those kids landlines. Cause I was like, dude, you have to listen to this solo. It's crazy. And then, but it was like, he was like enjoying it. And then I remember when that riff came out after it, he was like, he went, Oh, like I heard him go. Wow. Like I heard him say that. I'm like, yeah, isn't that riff crazy? And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm like, that's might be the, one of my friends could be like, it's top up there on black album. Let's face and it, it. And it's so sad that that, that song was never played until 2012. It's really crazy. Cause you like, never fucking played that live. It's it's insane, but I think it's because they even talked about this too, because they they were being interviewed around the time they started playing the Black Album in its entirety, and they were saying how we were trying to learn this stuff. We're going like, what were we thinking? Like, especially like, don't tread on me. Like, just the way it starts, it's like, what were we thinking? Yeah. And it's like you guys are saying the same thing about Injustice for All. Like, what were you thinking when you were like trying to like relearn and figure <laughs> out how to play Freight into Sandy? What were you thinking back then? Because that is all over the place in terms oh of tempo and, and time <laughs> signature changes. It's like what Freight into Sanity when it goes off when it does that fucking going off and it goes and then it just goes off and it's just it's like riff after riff after riff solo. It's like what the but that riff is so great when it does go off that and it's so good that the first time they play that live it actually came off somewhat decent because other times <laughs> lars when he hits that he starts to hate by that part and he, he fucks up and they're like oh what are we supposed to do here and then you know that part Freddie is like down like that they do like that build up uh-huh. There's a Lars every single time misses like one. He's just like, he's like, oh shit. And you can tell like, they're all like, damn it. Like it's timed out. We know how many hits and he, he always misses it. He starts the riff and he goes, Oh, oh man. I know. But I mean, yeah, just, but it is funny because yeah, the beginnings of some of these songs too. It's like, you can't even like, you have to just play the track or like even with struggle within the way it starts. It's like, yeah, yeah you got to play a something over it. Yeah. And then they have to come in and start playing. It's like, you can't actually play that. There's a lot of Metallica songs that seem to be like that, where you watch it live and you go, yeah, that they're, they're, pumping in the actual album part yeah. of that and then they have to lead into it <laughs> it's like they tried to do that um with uh dyer's eve they actually oh, played yeah. it when they played it for 2004 for the first time and throughout the rest of the, that tour they're playing it they would play dun, dun, and then eventually like okay so when we start playing it again in 2009 which 
they shouldn't have done that. Um, it wasn't that good. <laughs> they would play the intro tape. Yeah. And interestingly enough, when they started playing the Judas Kiss live for the first time, they played the intro. Mm. When they they didn't play it that much, but when they played it in my 2009 show, they actually just played the intro tape. And I'm like, it's weird because I remember seeing a video online earlier that year of them playing it like at the intro as is and just playing the whole song. And I'm like, oh, okay, they just play the tape now. Okay, like I didn't. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Fight fire with fire and battery. You have to play the interest blackened. You have to play the interest. You can't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, but yeah. I mean, it's a cool little like when you start off. Like if you start off with that. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, every time I look at it, like uh, you know, binge and purge, whatever in Seattle. I mean, that's what they. St- but then when they come in, it's just like it's like holy shit! Like like it's so much faster than the the, the actual album. Because you know? it's like, and justice for all. It's yeah. like dun dun dun. It's like all of a sudden it's like dun 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 dun. <laughs> it's like oh god, there are explosions everywhere. It's like guys, calm down. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> oh, I know. And then they even do that now. I mean, it's it kind of sucks because I love the bass riff of All Nightmare Long, but they even do the in, intro track to that. They yeah. don't play that anymore, you know. But it's just like, it's like I want to see, I want to see, I want to see Raw prop it on his, you know, you know, prop it down and prop up and just playing that riff because it's such a cool bass riff but they never they never play that actual live here's what they should do hmm. and I, I i just now thought about this okay Maybe because i've been drinking um <laughs> they need to write an instrumental song for rob to go crazy on the bass oh he God. knows he knows what he's doing oh video went out Video <laughs> went out. sorry my okay. stupid yeah i'm using my iphone 8 as my webcam and sometimes it goes out uh, but anyways, I was like, uh, watch this happen. And it did, yeah. <laughs> but he could go crazy on, I'm not saying copy, call it Cthulhu, let him go crazy. But like, yeah. I think, cause with suicide of redemption, he played the intro and it, it, it but he's not really doing anything bass wise. Yeah. He's just playing. Doo, 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 doo. It's like, okay, actually give him a bass solo. Because he kills it on Orion and Call of Cthulhu, he nails it. He just goes crazy oh, like Cliff did. He, even like in the beginning of uh, I saw it even recently, he did uh, My Friend Misery, just that oh, opening. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. So, it's so melodic. Just man. the way he plays, it's like yeah. just give him the opportunity. I mean, I know the opening of, what was it, Man Unkind, I think that has like some bass in it. Yeah. Um, But so, let yeah. Rob just let him let him shine. Let him have his moment because he, he's killing it. He's he. I'm not saying he's playing it as good as Cliff because Cliff's on another level, but Rob Nobody is Rob is killing it in terms of honoring Cliff and playing these songs that Cliff was he wrote. Yeah, so, well, yeah. It, I mean, there's not nothing against Jason either. Jason was great, but I mean, oh yeah, J- Jason's my friend of like misery. That have you heard the original My Friend of Misery that Jason wrote? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It? It's I, uh, so good. There's a there's a concert. I think which is the no. It's uh, there's a concert that he does. There's a concert where he plays that opening. The, you know, do na 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 na. I think it's, and, uh, then, and then he goes off and he just starts going on his own little thing. And then they did it in cunning stunts, and then they did it back in the nineteen ninety one or ninety two yeah, show. Where yeah. like where Kirk and uh, James just come in and they and they're just sitting there and they start playing a uh, God, what's Clips to die. Clips to die. There it is. But like my friend or misery doing like cunning stunts in the nineteen ninety one or two live show, he would play. He was playing my friend or misery. He was playing his original version of it. Which mm-hmm. is really cool because I mean, he thought, okay, well, we did an instrumental for Injustice for All. We're gonna do the instrumental again, and it didn't happen for the Black Album, which I think it should have. I think that would have been interesting. Should have kept that going. 
They really yes. should have. There was something so, uh, and I'm glad they brought that back when Death Magnetic came in. It was like, all right, they got to do it. And then they did so suicide. So now we have to manifest Mataka to do it again for the next yeah. album. Which they, we know they're working on it. We know that they've been working on it. They had to be working on something. Yeah. You know, and, and it's crazy too because, I mean, God, these guys are pushing like six. I mean, it, shit, you not last weekend. Even last weekend, my, uh, it was something, you know, I was. After we got done drinking, of course, we're back at my buddy's house drunk <laughs> and still drinking, by the way. And <laughs> it's funny because, you know, uh, my buddy Chris, he's, you know, he's a big metalhead. So, like, we're always, like, listening to different music and stuff. But my buddy Johnny was with us. And for some reason, I was just like, I brought up Metallica. And I'm like, hey, they still got it. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, motherfucker. I, I put up spit out the bone. I'm all, listen to this. These are men in their mid-50s. And I played it and, you know, when it started opening, he goes, he goes, oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. You know, and it was just like, he was like, oh shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I told you. Yeah. Listen to this whole thing. Listen to the riff changes. It is insane. Like, and, the, and then Lars and Lars wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Lars, I'm like, Lars wrote it. I know. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, when you watch a play it live, I've seen a play live. Not as good, but yeah, you know, still, <laughs> I think the live premiere was the best performance they've done of it. Yeah. Cause like I think they were like really polished on it. Cause I remember they they for months they were getting ready to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wonder if the next album is not gonna is gonna do that again, or if they're just gonna gonna go. We're gonna go more because I feel like with the black album is a good uh, load reload. Yeah, I I kind of see black album in terms of like. Or black album. It's like yeah. now that we're dead, I think that's kind of like where they may go our mouth in the flames. Nothing too fast, but yeah. Enough to get us. That, it's still got that dent, 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 you know. Yeah, that, the chug. Yeah, that chug, chug, chug Yeah, I know. I love watching the behind the scenes. And like, James, like, oh man, I wasn't ready for the chug, chug, chug. I got to work that out. I got to, I got to get the chugga, chugga. Yeah, that's uh, what he said. Or something. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah, I got to get chugga, chugga shape. <laughs> and there's one, there's, there's one thing people keep pointing out too. I laugh so much. Lars is talking and James is sitting there on a stool. Rob is over here and they're and and James is just sitting there, just like staring out into nothing, holding his guitar. And then Lars is just talking and James is acting like he's he can't hear anything. Yeah. He's not even alive. People are like, James is just waiting to be told what to do, and then he'll start doing it. Like he's just like a robot just sitting waiting. It was so weird. It is I, I know exactly the video you're talking about because I watched that too. But it yeah. that's that's what's so crazy about those two dynamics. And I mean, even like James said, I mean, I remember when James saw, did you watch him when he was on Rogan by the yes. chain? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he like, I remember him saying like, Hey, you know, he's my brother. I love him and I hate him, you know? And it's just like, he has, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, that's the, I mean, when you watch um, some kind of monster, I mean, you see the demons come out and you see like, Oh, how the fuck have these guys been together for so long? But at the same time, when you see them, that's what I love about when they release the videos of them making the songs is, oh, yeah. You just kind of see they get in that sync together, mm-hmm. like they just get in sync, and it's kind of funny because with um, with the last album with Hardwired, it seemed like it was just it was the three of them. It, Kirk was not really there; he just kind of came in and just did his part, which was kind of interesting. But Rob was there and kind of keeping up. But yeah, Rob but, was like there trying to give ideas. I think Kirk had lost his phone with a bunch of ideas, so he had nothing really to contribute. Yeah, that's right. He did say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I crazy. Hope- like. That'd be cool if he gets those ideas. Yeah, something, or at least or starts remembering them. Um, the Death Magnetic stuff's great. Hardwire stuff's great in terms of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I would kill to have some behind-the-scenes footage of like Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets. Oh, my God. Like, if they had something like that. I, 
what they when when they talk about that back then, they talk about how they go into the studio back then with our, all the songs already written. They just have to record them. I would still love to see that because I'm wondering because Cliff because there was thing about where Cliff was just adding all that stuff in the beginning of Damage Inc. with the the bass wells. He kept adding stuff into it as they're recording. So like I would love to see the process of Cliff trying to figure out how to add more bass wells to kind of harmonize itself because. He like had original version, then he added, kept adding more harmonizing bits in the swells of Damage Inc. leading into the actual done, done. And it's like I w- I would love to see Cliff just sitting there, just like re- recording different swells and just adding it in. Yeah, I would just love to see that kind of stuff because there's also thing too about the second riff of uh, well, the second part of Welcome Home Sanitarium. They're saying that Cliff wrote that. Uh-huh. Throw it on a guitar and he played, he played it on the guitar and no one has a photo of it. And I ah. hate it. I want to see that so bad. At least, just a photo of him with a guitar going, this is how you play it. Yeah. <laughs> and every time they play it, I'm thinking like Cliff wrote that you guys are playing Cliff's riff. That is so cool. Uh, and yeah. I learned, I, le- I learned how to play it. It's, it's so fun. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I mean, like my buddy who uh, who I was once roommates with, I mean, there'd be time. I mean, there'd be so many riffs that he just, you know, just like, all right, play this one, play, play, ride the line, play whiplash. And then he would just, he'd be like, oh, how does it go? And then he would just like learn how to play it. And it was just, oh man, it was just amazing seeing that, like just somebody I know just like busting it out real quick. And then just kind of just like, how does it go again? And then we'd just play it. And then he would just, just, just start strumming and then just kind of learn it as it go. And then you could tell he was having just like a lot of fun with it, but, it, but it's funny too, because even like the most, you know, popular metallica song which <laughs> is inner sandman it's like that that process i mean some people might not even know it's like the fact that yeah kurt wrote that wrote that then you know dan and then but it didn't go it didn't go the way that it does in the song it went dan and then and then but then lars came in and said you have something there but do it three times before you go into the other one. It's like, yeah, going it, 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 would just play, and, and, it would just keep playing the ending over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. And then that ended up being their most popular fucking song. <laughs> All because like, Lars came in and went, change that. And he went, all right. Cause I wonder if yeah. they would have kept it as is. It probably would have had a different outcome. Yeah. Cause it would have had a different feel. Because yeah. it would just, it would just keep ending over and over and over. Because that da 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 da. It's like okay, that sounds like the ending of the riff before the repeat. Yeah. But they're just playing it over and over and over. Yeah. It's just amazing, like crafting a song like that. I mean, I mean that's just what it is. I mean that's what Lars was always good at. He's and then when you see them talk about it. I mean, I, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about when sometimes when he when he's telling James, like, what if we go back to the, you know, and you go back and he does this like his little hand gesture. And he's just like, you go back to that first one. And I'm like, let's go to that riff doing? before the chug. It's like, yeah. what? like I, I hope that James understood that because he's like, and he Wait, does. Which one? that's the thing is like James does understand it. That's why they're so in sync when it comes to that. So that's yeah. why they come up with these crazy songs and these crazy <laughs> changes. I don't know how they do it. It's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I forget what song it was, but he had mentioned, let's end it like that. The ending of bleeding me. And he goes, like he starts like mouthing out the guitar part. It's like the ending of bleeding me. And he, and James is like, is he, you remember that? And James is like, yes. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, cause they're just trying to figure out on the spot. Cause there's, I guess they, cause they were so used to going into the studio with the albums or uh, the album already pretty much done in terms of songs written. 
They just yeah. have to record it. But in this, they're like, they have their own studio. They can just work all the time. So it's like, yeah. it's we're seeing the actual writing instead of them coming in and going, okay, let's record it. It's yeah. a very different process. It's weird. And then it's funny too, because even with the last album, Hardwired, literally the self-titled song wasn't even part of the, the tracks. They were like, we need an opening song still. Yeah, it's right, crazy how they lived and went, well, none of these are openers. Because realistically... Yeah. They're not. There, there was no real opener on the album without Hardwired. Like Moth and a Flame. I mean, Moth and Flame would be interesting, but it's not. No, I don't know. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's good where it's at. Yeah. Fourth song. Fourth song. It's a fourth song. Good. Yeah. It's it's fourth song, right? Yeah. Because Atlas is second, and then, Atlas rise. Yeah. How does it feel when you're? Yeah. No, but it's like it's just funny how they're like we don't have an opening song, and then they just automatically go, "All right, well, let's just come up with something." And then they do, and it's. It's a fucking, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's absolutely you, nuts. And you it's, are correct, sir. Yeah. Hardwired, Atlas Rise, Now yeah. That We're Dead. Now That We're Dead. There you the go. Flame. Yeah. Yeah. See you right there. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty good at like when Metallica comes out, I memorize the song order. We better, we better get another double album. That's all I'm saying. Oh. We better get another one. We've had a lot of time. Trivium dropped two albums during this whole situation. Metallica, uh-huh. give us one double album, please. Jeez. That's all I'm asking. God, that'd be insane. I know. It's like, Go out with a bang. I mean, I, it's, I, that's what I wonder. I'm like, how much longer are these guys going to go? You know? I mean, I finding out that James is 58 right now, and he sounds as good as he does. And they have the 40th anniversary this year. I was trying to get tickets, and my, it's so hard to get tickets. It is, yeah. Because they're not even selling them properly. You have to have an account on Metallica's website as a fifth member, and then you have to submit that you want the opportunity to maybe buy tickets if they give you the chance. So you have to submit, and then – they're going to randomly select you. And then I got sent an email about a, t- a couple of days after saying, nah, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Cause I guess regardless of it being in like mid December in California and I'm all the way across the other part yeah. of the whole, I, I, I don't care. I would have spent the money. Cause I'm like 40th anniversary. You have to be there. I know. I'm, I'm like, come on. I gotta, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to have to like look into it. I gotta, I gotta just, just gotta, just gotta, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I would hope that they record it for uh, a DVD or some. Oh, sort I'm sure of they would. They have. To I hope because 30th anniversary should have gotten, but they had so many. They had four nights, so it's like yeah. they couldn't really do that. I mean, they probably could. They could release like a big box set of like 30th anniversary Blu-rays of all four nights, but I feel like just doing, doing, doing two nights. Yeah. Do a do a big Blu-ray compilation of both nights because I'm assuming they're going to do a, a different set each night because I'm assuming they're going to have guests. And other things going on. Jason's probably going to be there. It's going to be big. So, get, like, release it. Like, it's kids. They're they're filming it in the same place they did S and M too. Is that what? Oh, really? In that same mm-hmm. spot? In the Damn. same in the same arena? Yep. So they're going to go I remember back. Watching S and M too, and just this was when the pandemic like really just was like getting into it. I was watching yeah. it one night, and I'm like, Are we going to be able to do this again? I just that that was my thought. I'm like, This is awesome. How this is, you know, what they're playing right in the center, and like everybody just you know in it's, it's crazy because i was thinking of that too like you see stuff that was coming out releasing around all this and you're thinking they can never do this again yeah like, not properly until they got everybody vetted and making sure that everybody coming to set is a-okay yeah uh, other than that no they can't do this but like out in public like a public thing like that but with this i mean they've already made it very clear when you sign up that everyone's gonna be required to show a vaccination card like they're gonna do everything they can to protocol it like okay, whatever. Like it is what it is. Like for because I, I want to go. Like, 
yeah. want to go to see this. It's 40 years because I was kicking myself because back in 2011 when they had the 30th year, I, I was in a place where I couldn't afford that to yeah. even go. But now I'm like, I can do it. Uh-huh. And they didn't give me the opportunity. Oh, who knows? Maybe something will pop up. I don't know, but hmm. it'd be gotta amazing. Figure something out. We got to figure something out. That'd be yeah. something out. Go. I'm trying to remember. Like the last time I saw them, yeah, it was. It, it was. I don't. It wasn't the 30th. It was after it. It definitely mm. was after it. But it. It was. God damn. It's been a bit. It's been a bit since I've seen them. You know, and I'm like, God, it was over at Ontario, actually, and it would sounded beautiful. And I remember <laughs> it was funny because me and my buddy, it was funny because, man, I tell you what, I always had the best of luck when it came to winning Metallica tickets on a local radio station that's over here, KCAL. Mm-hmm. Twice I've won Metallica tickets. It was it was crazy. Nice. Like, yeah, there was one time where you had to call at a certain time, and somehow I just magically Whoa! And it was the summer sanitarium tours when they had Limp Biscuit, and that was horrible. <laughs> People booed them. People threw beer at fucking Fred Durst. It was hilarious. And it was uh, it was it was actually uh, it was an awesome concert. You know, Lincoln Park was there too, I believe. Yeah. Um, and but then I was I took a piece of shit car and it ended up dying on me, and I had to like leave it there and get towed. And it was it was a long night. It was really bad. But then the second time, it was funny because I bought tickets. And this was when it was at the new um, the new uh, arena over here in Ontario. Uh, I bought tickets, got tickets, and I was like, cool. But then I, the, the radio station was doing a whole ticket thing again. And they were doing a contest where they were playing four Metallica songs sped up. Not like sped up, like sounding like chipmunks, but just like, you know, like kind of like that. And I remember I was I, this is when I was still a cable guy. And I remember I pulled into this apartment complex where I had to like go uh, fix someone's cable. But I was like, all right, I sat in my van and I went, okay, let me listen to this. And sure enough, it was like, I heard it and I was like, oh, oh. and I knew instantly knew all four. And I called in and the person on, you know, who answered the phone goes, okay, if this next person doesn't get it right, you're next. Sure enough, they got it wrong. And I just fucking got on the radio and I was like, all right, it's, this i don't even remember which songs it was i'm gonna say do you remember <laughs> no, i don't remember what i was i was so excited uh, i think one of them was blackened i'm pretty sure one of them was black and maybe the one of them was am i evil too also mm. so i don't know um but i just named them all and sure enough bam got them and i'm like but i already got tickets i was like so i had to like so i like sold them to like uh uh my buddy's uh brother <laughs> and it was like we all ended up going they were on the opposite side but it was such an awesome <laughs> concert but it, what was funny about it was the fact that you know you're drinking beer and you don't want to miss the show so you don't want to no. be in the bathroom line suck so it was great because i all of a sudden it just hit like it was like halfway through the concert i'm like oh man i have to break the seal so i'm like all right they're gonna be playing one sometime and the lights will go down and as soon as they go down I'm going to piss in my big ass beer cup. And sure enough, when I heard, when the lights went down, I heard boom, bam, boom, bam. I went, I went down, crouched down and I fucking pissed in a beer cup. And that was the only time I, that was the only time I had to pee that whole time. Other than that, I was good for the rest, but I just remember doing that. I was like, I knew I was like, I was ready for one to happen because I knew the lights would go down. And sure enough, that was, that was smart because, uh, it was funny because we had talked about this on the, on the first stream we did, uh, that I was telling you about how there was people at the 2017 show 
this couple next to me literally was there and they're all excited. And literally the woman was just gone half the time she was drunk and they didn't know where she was. And the guy had to keep leaving to go find her. And it's like, guys, you're missing it. You're missing it. I, I I like drinking during a show, but I want to enjoy the show. I don't want to get because I was sitting there next to them and uh, they were like talking about, you know, they haven't seen him in a couple of years and all that. And all of a sudden it's like, she started drinking way too much. And then literally she's just gone. And I'm like, Wow, you wasted your money. Like, especially that guy is still like you both wasted your money. Oh crap. I'm I'm assuming that she was uh probably throwing up. I'm guessing. Oh really. Know. She was probably in the bathroom most of the time, but it's like, why would you want to actually do that? You know? Like, I mean, I, I there was a I went to um the last show that I actually went to was um was actually um sorry, I was trying to uh send links out to get the panel in here and I sent the wrong link out. So uh- yeah, I was like, whoops. <laughs> so I was like, that's what it actually is. Sorry about that. So that's what I was doing right now. But uh, no, I went to, um, it was a it was a metal show that was over here and Slipknot was going to be the headliner. So I was like, sweet. But what sucked about it was the one of the guys we were with got, he got so completely wasted. And then my, and then he got my buddy so completely wasted. So I had to be like a babysitter, you know, I had to be a babysitter. And, but then, you know, I got, I was a little tipsy myself and it got to the point where like his friend was got to, where it was like, he was getting threatening, you know? Yeah. It was, it was not, it was not, uh, it was not fun. It was definitely not fun. And I, it's just like, and I miss Slipknot. I was there for mainly Slipknot and I got, I, I saw like three songs and then that was it. And I was like, come on. I want to see them live. They're, oh, they're, 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 like they're killing it right now. Phenomenal. They're phenomenal. But uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in Mr. Scott McClellan. What's up, sir? I was wondering how long it was going to take you to read the freaking DM. I Dude, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, you know what? I had the wrong screen up. I had an old screen up. That that You know what that link you got was actually for a post show that I I was going to say, it said ended 23 minutes. So I was like, <laughs> that was a short broadcast, whatever that was. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. I was like, damn it. And then I was like, oh, I sent that out to a couple people. It's like, shit. You know, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. So what's going on, sir? What are you drinking? Uh, this is my Woodford Reserve. Okay, that's probably delicious. Oh, it is. It, yeah. it is. And I have been. And I've actually been sipping on the. And this is a sipping whiskey. Yeah. And, cool. bur- and bourbon. Yeah. And I've been mm-hmm. sipping on it pretty much this entire show because you know you don't you don't chug this stuff like no you I, don't you don't no. no you pour you pour about you pour about two fingers yeah. and. You nursed that two fingers for a while now. Well, you know, what's funny is like during my birthday, it was like uh, the first place we went to where we went to dinner. It's this Italian place. And my uh, my friend Kathy was like, what shot do you want? And I was like, mm, shot. And then I just told her, I was like, Jameson. And so I got a Jameson in a shot glass. But I'm like, you know what? And I told her, I was like, this is not a you don't shoot Jameson. You sip it. So, so I'm like, I'm like, with my beer it's good with a beer. Like you get a cold beer and you just sip it with it. I'm like, that's what I do. And she was like, all right, that's fine. I'm all, we'll get a shot somewhere else when we're not, cause we're about to eat. I'm like, I don't need to get like, you know, I haven't <laughs> lunch. Let's not go a little too crazy. Let me get some, let me get some carbohydrates in me first and then we'll do some shots. So I'm going to sip on this Jameson, you know? So yeah, Jameson's also another one. You can't. You got to sip it. You got to no, sip. It. Why, why would you waste it by exactly. shooting it? I mean, seriously. Yeah. So what's going on, man? How's your week been? 
infinitely better after watching No Time to Die last night. Oh, yeah, I know. God, my God. I, I have know. been dying to talk <laughs> about that movie because there is so much love for the franchise. There really is. In that film. I mean, one of my tweets that kind of blew up today was I was literally on my way to the theater. I finally bust open my copy of Hans's soundtrack album because I still I still want I could listen to it digitally, but I wanted to listen to the CD. I have a CD of every individual James Bond movie score. Mm. And so I pop the CD in. I'm driving the 15 minutes to the IMAX theater to meet my dad because my dad and I were seeing this together. First time we've seen a movie together in like two years. Because Ford versus Ferrari was the last movie we saw together in IMAX. Wow. Yeah. yeah that, that tells you how long it's been since my dad and I have seen the movie. And I was listening to track two. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait the hell a minute. Yeah. I know I know that melody. And so I'm just I'm just I'm just driving to the theater going. What's 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 going on? And I recognized it. And then there's the line in the movie that, you know, like like literally like hangs a lantern on the melody you're hearing. And then there was another old school melody later on in the movie. And I hear it in the movie. I hadn't gotten to the soundtrack album yet. And I'm sitting there going, where the hell? Okay. Which movie is that from? Uh-huh. And then this morning I was on my way to work. I was literally backing out of my garage, turning the wheel to get to. And I go, me, I know what movie this was, and then it realized that both melodies were from the same movie, and yeah. I and I just was like, I remember you posting about that, and I was like, yeah. eh, that Hans Zimmer. Gee. Oh no, I think the tweet said, "Hey Hans Zimmer, I heard what you did there." Yeah, so oh. he basically showed some respect to some older. Hmm. Oh, some great John Barry, yeah, John Barry score, and then you go and watch the movie, and I was in here going, my dad and I spent the whole movie like, hey, you see that. Yeah. <laughs> like like they're they're just there's Easter eggs all throughout this movie, and it helps that Craig is already my favorite Bond. Oh like, yeah, mine too, man. I mean, it's just and 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 it's it was fun. I was talking to people at work today, talking to the movie. And it's like I am now old enough that I have seen start to finish in theaters two Bonds. Yep. I, I don't think I saw all the uh, Pierce Brosnan ones, but I did watch every single one. Like, I mean, Goldeneye, I don't know how many times I watched that. And of course, oh, I mean, that was my first Bond movie in theaters was yeah. Goldeneye. I don't think no. I saw it in theaters, though, to be honest. Did you see oh. that, Jordan? Did you see Goldeneye? Or you were... <sighs> Pierce Brosnan was my first Bond I don't. I don't remember. There's only, there's only certain movies I can remember. All I know is that just hearing you gush about this movie, my yeah. stepdad's going to lose his mind because he oh, loves. Oh, it's yeah. he's a Bond fan. Yeah, he's he a huge Bond will. fan. Like he literally, he could, he he's he's one of those guys that just doesn't talk much. He just kind of okay. listens. Hold on, guys. I, I just got to say this to uh, to uh, to Dodger fans. That's right. Four nothing. Giants win, and in comes uh, Mr. Ray. I get out. You're feeling Jesus. for me. I know your Tigers aren't there, but oh, the Giants won four to What was it? Uh, we, okay, Yankees <laughs> lost the other night, so that's a win yeah. for mankind. Like whenever they lose, so they they're out of the playoffs. So I was happy with that, but yeah, the Giants. Yeah, it, dude, it was crazy. Like they were talking about the win totals. It was like, yeah. a, what were they? One, 105? 106. 
107. Like what yeah. kind of that's a crazy. Well, what kind well, what's of crazy about the NLS is the fact that the Dodgers won 106. It was just right. like they were right behind them, but they had to do a wild. They had to do that one game wild card just to get into the playoffs. And right. it's like that's baseball for you. It's like, the, but now we got the two best teams of baseball playing. And I'm sorry, Dodger fans, Jose, if you're out there, my mom, if you're out there too, four nothing shutouts. Ah, sorry, I just Good. had to do that. Yeah. No, there's, there's, <laughs> do, do, do not apologize. Yeah. Like, you, you have a team. We've been over this. <laughs> well, so, it was like right, right as Scott like came in and we were talking about Bond. I'm like, oh shit, they won. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, all right, let's well, let me compose myself. Let's hear what Scott had to say. And then I was like, all right, well, hold on, guys. Before we start more of the Bond talk, I have to celebrate. So, yeah. Nice. And that was my celebration right there. So, cheers, everybody. <laughs> cheers. Good Shaking, day. not Good stirred. Day. Yeah, I took the olives out because I cannot stand olives. No, that's, that's why I love a Vesper because I can't do the olives. I but Dude, I, love, I thought I'd be okay. I thought I'd be okay, but I'm just like, yep, it, it's not good. Olive, that olive taste is just and not. No, I wish no. I did the Vesper. I really did wish I did uh, that because I like a little lemon flavor. That's fine, but fucking olives are gross, man. <laughs> so I, I, I haven't I haven't seen no time to die yet, but I would it was thinking about this as you were talking like. Casino Royale is the first Bond movie I saw in theaters. Oh, wow. Like, I've only well, seen surprised the Craig... Constantine was the first DC movie you saw in theaters. The first Bond movie that I saw was actually Tomorrow Never Dies. That's the mm. one I saw. I didn't see Golden. Okay. I saw Golden Eye on video, and then I saw it when it was on, like, HBO or the fuck. But then I was, like, I was all set. Yeah, I was like, on cable. Yeah, probably did too. I don't know, but I just remember. I remember going and watching uh, "Tomorrow Never Dies" on it. That was like the first Bond movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, it's a good one. And then, of course, I got what "World Is Not Enough," right? World is not enough. enough, and then "Die Another yeah. Day." Yeah, it started. Die Another, the, Die Another Day is the only Brosnan one I haven't seen yet. I, I have like not. It's the one Yeah, it's the one with Halle Berry, but it's right. also the one that I left the theater going. Wasn't that the one where he got in captive and it was like 20 years later or something like that? Or No, yeah, he gets captured in North Korea. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like it was like 15 years later or something like it that. Wasn't, it wasn't 15 years. It okay, it was long. way too much, right? It was like 15 <laughs> months. It's probably like 15 months or something. Oh, okay, maybe. But that was also, you know, that was the one where like <laughs> – that had that had Madonna doing the uh, title right. Song. She did the yeah. She did the title. So, and, you know, she yeah. came, and she cameoed in the movie too. Did she? Yes. See, hmm. now, now, now there's a question that I want to ask. Like as far as Bond, okay. Bond themes, right? Your top five. Come on. Come oh, okay. Oh, five this is easy. Okay. Bond easy. Themes. Okay. All right. Okay. In no particular order, I'm just going to say the top five. Um, you know my name, Chris Cornell for Chris. Oh God, that's that really good. Um, Shirley Bassey, Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah, that one's definitely up there. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Here's the trick. It's not in the credits, but I still love Louis Armstrong singing "We Have All the Time in the World" from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Um, Carly Simon singing "Nobody Does Nobody It Better" does it better from The Spy Who Loved Me. And then after that, come on, um, like I said, Adele didn't she do Skyfall? Right? She did Skyfall. You didn't. That was one that, like, Skyfall was one of those that didn't sing for me. Really, listening to the song, Mm. but it worked great watching it with the uh, opening title sequence. Yeah. Yes. So honestly, I think. 
So I think I'm actually going to round up my top five probably with Tina Turner, Goldeneye. Oh, Thank wow. You. Wow. I was, wait, I, I was waiting no, no, for that's, that one. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But you know um, what? Billie Eilish doing this one was actually pretty damn good, too. And that opening oh, no. title was really good. That was uh, – Billie Eilish's one for this one was one of those that – uh, a year ago when it came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because they released it when they thought the movie was originally coming out. <laughs> yeah. I know, we've already heard the theme for a year. <laughs> for a year. She's right. been performing it and shit. <laughs> well, and it's already platinum selling. Yeah, and it right. literally yeah. came out today. But just to hear it with the, the opening sequence. Well, which... and when I waited, a bit, and, I, and I started to listen to it, I think yesterday before, on my way to the movie, and I actually bothered to listen to the lyrics. Yeah. And that really worked. And then once again, as, even if a Bond theme doesn't sing for you uh, as a track, the ultimate redemption is, but does it work when it's played during the opening title sequence? And that's, that's what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, so saves, that's arguably that more important, truthfully. Like it's arguably more important that it works with the title thing. I am very partial to Live and Let Die. Paul McCartney. Oh, I'm very proud of that. Oh yeah, uh, I just don't like the movie, but I love the song. No, I like the movie. I like the movie. I I have a, I have a thing against the Roger Moore era. You know my my favorite mm-hmm. Roger Moore movie is um, For Your Eyes Only. The song's not okay. that great, but the movie. I was actually talking to my dad last night because once again, when you get with Bond and my dad and me, it's the cars, and. And there were some great cars to look at, in like an Austin to... Martin. Oh, don't! don't. I know. I, I totally. I totally. I, when I, when I, <laughs> dude, when I, when I said that, when I when I watched the video, I was like, man, I, I first said Qantas Asalis, and I said Austin Martin. I was like, I'm leaving it. It's raw. It's my first reaction. I hang and I was like, <laughs> and I gave, and I was the first person to give you shit about. Yeah, it I know. Last oh, night. And, and when you did that, I was like, hey, but I also said Qantas Asalis too. I didn't see because I, I know, was but the Austin it. Martin was the one. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, dude. I know. I, see, see, Roger Moore. I when they like, I first started getting into Bond. Like I've told you before, Scott TBS. Yeah, you know, all TBS the, the all the way. marathons, right? And so, like, the Roger Moore movies just always seemed to be on. Maybe it was because he made some. Uh, how many he made? Oh but no, every he, time he, they, he he's made he made the most movies. So yeah, so anytime yeah. they'd like start the rotation, a lot of again, people like, think that Connery like did, but no, he no he, he made like five. Connery yeah. made like five, right? Yeah. Five uh, or six. Um, hold on, it, hold on. Not I, counting I, never seen ever again. Not counting never seen ever again. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, Thunderball. You Only Live Twice, and Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds are forever. Which that's another theme that I am partial to. That's Shirley Basie's other theme. Oh, she also did Moonraker. She you're right. She did, you're right. She did do Moonraker. Yes, but I I do like Diamonds Forever. I really really like that one. Um, <laughs> but no, I just grew up like no, the man. more movies are like the ones I started with. And he's not my favorite Bond, but he's like my first Bond, right? Because I saw like I think I saw For Your Eyes Only and Live and Let Die first, and then I saw a View to a Kill. Like I. There's no, there is no order in terms of like how I've watched any of these movies like at all, and it's entirely possible that I saw all of those before even seeing Goldeneye, even though I knew about Goldeneye first because it was the one that came out in theaters when we were like formative age, like what was it ninety six, ninety six, ninety five, freshman. Fre- yeah. Well, so basically it was like either eighth grade or freshman year of high school. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like that was, but I don't know, man. I just I I I don't dislike the Roger Moore 
Bonds. I, I, yeah, I don't we know. Like, when you watch them all, I mean, it was funny too because um, there was like a moment during the pandemic where, you know, you try to save some money. And I was like, I didn't have any cable, but I got Pluto TV. I don't know if you guys have heard of Pluto TV. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I yeah. love Pluto TV. They, they literally the had, a, they, yeah, they had a James Bond channel as well. It's still there. Yep. Okay, good. Because, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I need a, the Bonds that I haven't seen. Let me see. And I just had, would, would have that on in the background. And it was just like catching up on some of the, you know, oh, even like the very first, they had the very first James Bond. Who was that? Who was the first James Bond? I can't, I know, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. See, you, no, I, you mean the one, do you mean the one for the, that TV, that, that, that sort of TV adaptation of Casino Royale? Is that yeah. yeah maybe that's yes. that one. I don't know. It probably is that one. Yeah. That, that, Cause that was the only one before con- that, because that's yeah. part of the reason that it took so long for for Eon Productions to make Casino Royale ah. because it took them that long to get the rights back to that right. book. I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, they, they, that's got to be the one he's talking about, and I don't yeah. remember the, that actor's name. Yeah, no, he was an Amer- he was an American too because they called him Jimmy Bond. Oh no! They did. I'm not lying. Oh no, man! Oh no! No! Yeah. Oh no, man! No. But I mean, that's that's just where you know that's where it kind of all started. But then they realized what they had right there, and it's just, and you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, we won't talk. We won't talk anything that happened since. You know, you know, it's still fresh, and you guys haven't seen it or anything like that. But I mean, you know, it's an end of an era. Yeah, it really is. When it comes to when it comes to Daniel Craig, even though, like, yeah, it's like it's. I've always, you know, and I think a lot of people agree. It's like. Every other one, it was like it was interesting because it's like Casino Royale, just top notch. I mean, that oh, opening scene, that opening scene, that parkour where he's just chasing that guy down before uh, you know, it's run like, down, dude. That, that, that's how. I mean, that's sorry, I'm, I'm I apologize, but that's no, no. like my favorite David Arnold piece, like because David Arnold did the score for Casino mm-hmm. Royale and like. African Rundown. I, that's how I. That's why I know what it's called because I've listened. <laughs> because to the name of so the track times. on the soundtrack. Yeah, right, I know, yeah, I know exactly yeah, what totally. you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's See, so so good. David <laughs> Arnold. My favorite track of his is his arrangement in Casino Royale for the Bond theme. The wow. the one at the end when he shoots Mister Y and he goes, he goes, who, who is this? And he shoots him, and then he go, and then of course the track is called the name's Bond, James Bond, oh, right. and it's my favorite arrangement of the bomb thing because he's got the bongos going it's like it just he went to town and it's so funny because david arnold wrote all of the the brosnan movies too and it just like he kind of found a new life when he took over for the craig movies yeah yeah i mean just just that opening sequence that's where everybody was kind of like going Oh wait, this is a different kind of bond. This is not the bond that we're that we're normally like used to. This is a bond that's just gonna get down and fucking dirty and just go. And I, I love instrument. I, I absolutely love loved that about the movie. And that yeah. sequence like prepares you immediately. Like when you see because that's the great part about it, is like seeing the difference in the guy he's chasing and like all the, the crazy parkour and the acrobatics that he's like the, the, the best one is that one where he jumps over the wall and Bond just runs through it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Just the whole, and then there, and then like there was that one where uh, he got on the platform and the guy was doing all the acrobatics and he's just like, whatever hit the switch and like, yeah. and like the platform goes yeah. down. Like he, he had to think of like raw, like ways to match what the other guy was doing. Cause he couldn't do that. 
and and it worked. He caught the See, guy. For, it, even before the parkour, I'm talking uh, for me. It's always been that black and white pre-title yeah. sequence. Yeah, that's you a know, great when, when he's sitting there and it's just like, you know, because I had I had been reading the books, so I got the whole rundown about the fact that you know, because they never explained that the reason they're called double O's is because uh-huh. you have to you have to have two kills yep. to get the designation. And so I love how they how they just explain it in the opening scene. He goes, "Oh, the first one made you feel it, did he? Don't worry, the second one is easier." <laughs> yes, he, he didn't even say easier. Cons- it was just it, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yes, considerably, and just walks out. Well, and then, of course, the way that they go into the gun barrel sequence. Uh, yes. Well, into the tight into the into Chris Cornell's song, I was like, "Oh, this is fabulous!" It, there was a because just because you know he's like, "Your file shows no kills, and it takes two. And just seeing the you know the black the juxtaposition of like how difficult his first kill was. Yeah. So it's one of those cases where when he's like when he says, "Made you feel it, did he?" You see why? You see what happened? I mean, that was that scene might have been the inspiration for the bathroom scene in Fallout. Oh yeah. oh yeah totally yes <laughs> and it was i mean it's, and it's a brutal kill it's a really brutal kill and it's, it's messy like, too because yes yeah. because it's like he just can't do it and 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 the track on that soundtrack i love it because the track is called it takes two right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. oh yeah, it's a great movie and then kwama has had the writer strike issue so yeah it's not it's not terrible that's the thing it's like even though like you know, like i said and then of course you come back with skyfall and it's like oh shit now we got like a yes. whole other level of like we're getting into deep bond like the, mm-hmm. this is just just keeps going and it's like now we're getting uh you know just the way that they go deep into it, and that we're actually getting into his past what his childhood was like and just getting into that and then it just but and even the action and everything that was going on and then you get the specter and when when specter came out i remember just kind of going okay they're trying to incorporate some of the old type uh, you know because obviously you got blowfeld you're trying to get you're trying to incorporate you're trying to ground some of those crazy bond villains into into this i guess you could say which wasn't bad because i mean it's christoph waltz i mean right. i know right right yeah and, and and they even said that they were trying to intentionally bring back in some of the uh, they were trying to bring the, start bring the gadgets in, like yep. the whole idea was we've earned mm-hmm. the the bondism. Yeah, yeah like, like by the know, time you get the Skyfall, money the queue is here. Queue's here, yeah. But, but money penny is is here, and yeah, you have, have the traditional M, right? Yeah, which I saw. You know you. You see all that coming, right? Especially when you figure out what's going to happen to to Judy Dench, which I I, I oh, did like. By the him. way, I should have seen it coming sooner, and I and I wanted to like l- voluntarily revoke my Bond fan card because they <laughs> call him Mallory. Yeah, Mallory. Yep, all exactly. through the freaking movie, mm-hmm. and I'm well, and I'm sitting here going, and then when he, at the end when he walks into the office, I just went Mallory. That's his freaking name in the book, you idiot. Dude, it was the same, same with me when when Eve talked about how she was taking a desk job and she walks in. It didn't hit me until she put her coat on the rack. I was like, oh, my God. It's, and I started freaking out in the theater, too. I was like, do you know who that is? Like, I was looking at Shadda. Do you know who that is? It's Money Penny. And then she said it. I was, yeah, so I, I, I hear you on that. It's just, it's just, but you were so engrossed in the movie that they're telling you the whole time what's happening and right. you're just you're not 
paying attention. And then it happens. Then you have that fanboy moment of, yes! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, you did the fist pump at the end for sure. But that's the other testament to that movie is it was so engaging and, like, you know, Javier Bardem just, like, top five. seriously so creepy dude from like moment one he's one of the creepiest Bond villains like Uh on earth I mean I think I mean Mads Mikkelsen was also just like I mean he wasn't creepy but he was just 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 that whole thing with the eye and everything and just god damn and the way that he would just do that 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 stare I mean that poker game was one of the best. How moments. could you make a poker game so freaking suspenseful? Yeah, and then when 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 James thought he had him, he thought he had him. He's like, "Oh, I know, I know his tell, I know his tell." But then it's just like, "Nope, you, you he fucked you." And then you know, and then and then almost getting killed, almost dying, and then coming back to play the rest of the game. Right. It was like, okay, that last hand. Yes, nearly killed me. Not just not just poker. Texas Hold'em? Yes. He made Texas well, you know Hold'em? What? Well, you know what? Christina <laughs> Royale has one of the best Bond lines, I think, because, you know, obviously, drinking one of these, drinking this all night, I love the fact that they they, they did a perfect play on the, you know, the shake and not stir, because he, he goes up to the bartender after yes. him, and he's just like, he's all... He orders a martini. He goes, how do you want it? He goes, do I look like I give a damn? You know, he doesn't even say shake and not stir. He just goes, do I look like I give a damn? He just, he's so pissed that he doesn't even say his his iconic line of shake and not stirred. And I was like, ah, so good. And I I remember, I remember the Bond purists hated that. Oh, I love that. There's going to be, there's going to be some Bond peers that also are not happy with this movie too. But I'm like, oh, come on. You have to open it up a little bit. It can't just be. Oh, yeah. And this, and this movie, and and this franchise bringing in um, Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. Again. Yeah. Oh, all throughout. He's just so, he's just, when you see him on screen, I mean, that's, I think, I mean, like, I've seen, well, obviously it's also the first it. time the same yeah go ahead well it's also the first time that consistently the same actor has played lighter literally in every other movie lighter every time lighter showed up he was played by a different <laughs> actor. Did, didn't david hedison play him more than once or am i wrong on that i um i i honestly wrong on that. i don't know okay uh, hey i i'll admit i just i don't think know i, I because he's but, played by a different guy in Doctor No than in Goldfinger. I, I mean, Wright's definitely played him the most, like consistently. Because yeah. this is what three movies? Yeah. Because was or, he in? He was in Quantum. He was in Quantum. Was he in Quantum? Yeah. So he was all three, he was, right? He or was he not in Skyfall? He wasn't in Skyfall. No, he wasn't in Skyfall. Yeah, that's right. Skyfall, he was not in. But yeah, he right. was in. And he all. wasn't Inspector either, was he? Nope. Was I don't think so. I don't think he was Inspector either. So oh, wow. he'd been so gone Andrew for the was... last two movies. Ah. But, but yeah, bringing and well, and see, and that's the other thing about Craig's movies, and I I imagine that No Time to Die continues this. But the idea of like you know his five films are rather linear, like yes. more than any. You of need the to other... watch all five in order. Exactly, which is. Not the case with any of the others. You don't no, have to no. watch. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, Every, I, mean, I mean, that's what that's what I like about this is the fact that he actually had a full arc all the mm-hmm. way through. Because I mean, you know, 
there's things in here that are inconceivable in all three of all three of them, all five of them, you know? And, uh, and I love the fact that we actually have a full on arc of bond and it, you know, and it comes to completion and you're just like, you know, and that's why I think some bond purists are kind of going like, eh, you know, but it's like, oh, I mean, and I wonder what they're going to do next. I really don't know where they take it. Next. It honestly reminds me of the same problem that, I run into with Trekkie purists because a yeah. lot of their a lot of their problem is that they want this the show to continue to be like episodic and like you know villain of the week like the older shows were and they yeah. don't like how Discovery and Picard are serialized yeah, and have like what you're talking about with a continuous story and it's the same thing here you know yeah. the purists want to go back to not having to have an order to watch their Bond movies I know I which like is so f- funny because the books were in an order. Like you, mm-hmm. f- for most of the book, like literally, we, the these people don't read. Come on. <laughs> but 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 as someone who did go back and read all the books, yeah. it's really funny because the end of From Russia with Love leads directly into the beginning of Doctor No, which leads into Goldfinger. Like, like watch the Doctor No movie and listen to the conversation that Tanner. Uh, M and Bond have like when he goes in and he gets his Walther PPK for the first time and all this stuff the dialogue they're having is actually supposed to be referencing the end of From Russia With Love because the uh, remember the scene at the end of From Russia With Love when the crazy specter Russian lady has the uh, the knife shoe and she's trying to like <laughs> She's like trying to kick and stab. That's Bond one of the, the Connery end. ones I haven't seen yet. Okay, I'll see. Uh, it is on Pluto TV though. So I should no, watch. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well, it's Frasher with Love is actually top three, top five for me. It's like it's my. I've it's heard my, more yeah, than a few people say that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a good one, but it's kind of funny is because in the books, it actually ends on a cliffhanger that continues into, into Doctor No. Book. There you go. Yeah. But they didn't want to do that. Uh, Jordan, are you uh, you failing? <laughs> you want to take um, off? You look a little tired. Are you no, my, my my wife's uh, my wife just texted me saying I'm watching you right now. So <laughs> it's just like usually she's asleep by like ten. Oh, so okay. I'm surprised that she's right. up right now. All right, I was um, just making sure. I know you're. You said you were yeah. a little tired. I didn't. Well, want I mean, to I've only seen a few Bond films, so I really have nothing to contribute. I've only yeah. seen a couple. I I really need to give the franchise more of like more attention because. Like I was mentioning, my stepdad loves the films, and mm-hmm. like he's excited to see this new one. And for me, it's like I've only seen a couple, like just sporadically different eras, like different actors. And it's like I need to really give it more of a chance because people keep saying how good they are. Some yeah. are, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I wasn't huge on it either. Like I said, when it came to Bonds, it's like Pierce and Daniel Craig, those were my Bonds. But then I've seen, I haven't seen all of them, but like I said, I've, I have gone and, you know, jumped yeah. into like you know taking a dive in some of those past ones but yeah uh yeah he definitely will enjoy this i think it's a i mean but like i said some bond purists might not like some of the things that happen in this movie well, when, like, when scott was saying there was like a bunch of easter eggs he's gonna love that yeah like, he's gonna love eggs, seeing there, all that. there is there is there's stuff that like the whole time like my dad and i were sitting there and i went and then there'd be another one where I'd be like pointing over like in a corner on the screen going, we saw an IMAX. So thankfully, the thing about the thing was seeing it, something with Easter eggs and IMAX is that oh, it's also- geez, you could spot all oh, of yeah. You could spot everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And so I was thinking of going, hey, you see that over there? And my dad was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and, a highlight uh, book. Like, remember when you had to like circle yes, the yeah. yes. <laughs> You're like, okay. oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to love that. Seriously. Like, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I love Easter stuff. eggs. Yeah. I love Easter eggs so much. Those are so good. But, but, but yeah, there's not really, I don't think Dude, there's really like a, like if you want to, if you want to jump into it, man, I don't know that there's really like, I mean, other than what we said about Craig's bond being linear. So maybe you want to yeah. start with Royale with him, but as far as the others, you start wherever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You, I, you, would you, al- I would almost just recommend if you, I would almost say do a chronological watch just to yeah. watch the evolution of, of the, films. the franchise. Yeah. It's a lot of movies, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been <laughs> yeah. around for almost si- for over sixty years now. So yes, there's been a yeah, lot of movies. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's just as many. I, th- I think Marvel finally caught up to yeah. how many Bond movies <laughs> there are. Yeah. yeah. No, but like um, when it comes to this movie, I mean, it's a long movie, but you don't feel it. Did you feel it, Scott? Oh no, no, no. 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 There's too many. It's too well paced that. Yeah. It, 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 but that's the thing is that here's another thing, and Ray, you're gonna love this. The cinematography. Oh, fuck. this movie. Oh so yeah, who, who was the DP? Oh, who who was the DP? Yeah, look look at who the DP was because it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh my god! I mean, like, there's times where you go, you're like, all right, cool. We're gonna catch our breath. We're gonna uh, have some dialogue, and then all of a sudden, bam, something happens. You're like, all right, here we go again. Bond has to fight somebody, and it's just like, okay, oh, Linus, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Yeah, Linus, Linus Sandgren. Uh, <laughs> okay, he won it. He's won an Academy Award for cinematography. Well, that makes sense. It was, uh, good. And, he, and he's currently working on Bamalon with Damien Chazelle, and he did Don't Look Up oh. with Adam McKay, which is going to be on Netflix later this Ooh. year. So, all right, well, there you go. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. he did American Hustle, Joy, La La Land, First Man, First, First Man. La La. Yeah. First, well, so he's so he's oh, basically he's worked with. Chills, uh, yeah, he is. He's his cinematographer. Yeah. Oh yeah, and those movies wow. are all gorgeous, man. So okay. I know he's. Right. Yeah, this movie is shot very well, and you know, and uh, I mean, I haven't done my full review yet, but man, um, Ana de Armas, man. Ah. Uh, okay, she, so I. I okay, I've, so so Scott, how adorable and sexy was she, and just like adorable badass. and. Se- Adorable and sexy are the two perfect yes. adjectives. Okay, because like, for any movie she does. Yes, it's like she just she knew how to pull that off perfectly because it's just like she's like this supposed new agent and she's just kind of like nervous and blah 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 and, and and there's like it's a great exchange between her and Bond, you know. Like, and I knew like she was only going to have like a scene, and sure enough, because anytime you saw the previews, you know she's just in that dress and whatever the hell. But that scene fantastic and she's fantastic she shows her action like i mean she does some kicking she does some shooting it's great and like i said she's just so hot but also just so adorable my she god is. and and the track that plays yeah um, um ray you're gonna love this if you look on the soundtrack the track for their scene is called cuban chase <laughs> oh, listen yeah. to that listen oh, to that boy. track well, you can you can I, tell I, where I, it takes place you can, can definitely can, tell that it's cuban it's, i, I can like, guess how it cuban. sounds already and i can't wait oh but That's there's there's amazing. a crazy twist that happens too where you're just like what the fuck? Like, there's some woof. Oh, no, and that's another thing because the thing about like the the 
the, I think all the Brosnan movies and then the Craig movies, you've got the two writers. You got Wade and Purvis, who are always like the first writers on all these screenplays. And you get the idea that basically they're there to come up with like the Bond plot. Like, yeah. what's the who's the villain? Who are the characters? What's the mission? And then especially with the Craig ones, there's always been one to two co-writers who you get the sense of, we handle the dialogue. Like, <laughs> we write the characters. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. the, these other two guys just worry about, you know, the mission. And then we make the Because uh, Corey J. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pronounce this director's name, but uh, oh, Fuka, uh, Fuka, is it Scott? Not easy. Uh, Fukunaga, I believe. <laughs> right. Harry Ter- Ter- Joji Fukunaga. I yeah, he and Phoebe uh, Waller Bridge or Bridgewaller. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yes. Yeah, they co-wrote it, so you can really get the sense that they brought all those beautiful character moments that mm-hmm. are in the. I mean, Craig gets to act his ass off oh in this yes movie. he does yes he does and okay. and so you can tell that they and phoebe waller bridge you can really the female characters just get a little bit more Oof. finesse mm-hmm. yeah I, in this I, movie. oh dude uh what's her name who plays 007 i i can't remember who was oh, also Lashana lynch yeah 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 who's also yeah. i did not like her in captain marvel oh, she, she, was her in in she was barely in yeah captain i love her in this yeah. I love this, and it just kind of shows you that hey, good script, yeah, that's what it is. Because Captain Marvel, I'm sorry, it is not I, good script. It's not good writing, and there I, was not much to deal with. And she had that weird wig. I don't know. Here, she's a fucking <laughs> badass. She is. She her, really is. Dude, she acts her, and, and then you know, it was funny too because there was like that. I don't know if you guys saw it. The comparison, like that, people were making a stink about like Bond, like on a motorcycle girl behind him holding on to him and then he's well, because like because it was Michelle you from that? Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. And yeah, then... yeah, but then yeah, and then they showed it like you know, things have changed now and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to comment Fuck on off. this because of because Fuck of context. Off. What's the context when you actually see the context of why Bond is on a moped holding on to her? It it's like, okay, there's a the context. It makes sense and what, why what is like what? What was okay? That's, because Bond is yeah. now. Oh, he's holding on to the woman who's driving. Who's the driving the moped? Oh, it was. It's it like was, oh, he's uh, Bond's it. now being ma- emasculated. It's like Whatever. in the scene, totally not the, emasculated at all. It's the and I knew it. I knew that was going to be. Yeah. Yes, really and I knew is. that was going to be the case too. I was like, I was like, all right. When I saw people making a stink about that, I'm like, I want to know the context. I sure as shit know it's I, not going to be your guys' context. And dude, it was that is the. That is the buzzword for like any yes. anything. It's fucking context. stupid, man. Everybody context. wants to get mad about everything. And I'm like, you watch the scene and it's still like Bond is still going, you know, he's mm-hmm. still I mean, if he's you, still you look at that shot, he's still got his yeah. hands. He's he's having a good time because he's got his hand on on this girl's hips who's got some good hips. You know, it's like, come on, guys, Jesus Christ, still Bond. Very much, right. but I won't say the actual context. I don't want to spoil well, your, it. Your you know. whole thing about like everyone's getting mad at everything. It's like the yeah. thing now. Everyone, every time there's a new movie well, filming or a new movie coming out, yeah, you gotta find something. Well, to, sadly, to I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, we got this whole like you know the whole woke thing. It's like, yeah, I, I see that, but then we got this counter woke thing that wants to go against everything, and they find it, they find it in everything they they want to get upset about. 
And just like something like this, and even though they don't know the context because they haven't seen the movie, they just want to get upset about it just because of the way it looks. And I'm like, they, they got bad at a casting for Indy Five. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, who was she's right. not who was replacing that? Indy? I, I forget. Oh, her, I forget her name, but they uh, cast but, her, yeah. and everyone's like, "Well, this is her personal agenda." It's like, guys. Well, they did the oh, same thing with this. They did the same thing with yeah. this because she was like, "Oh, he's, she's she's going to be the new Bond." It's like, no. She's, no, in she's, she's got the number. Yes, because they they agents. play with it the whole story. Like for for like the second for like most of the movie they talk about that number. There's like a there's a whole thing about it. There's a subplot. It's a plot. Oh, yes. it's like a plot uh, point in yes. the so, movie. So 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 basically watch the movie. Yes. And yes. Yeah, which yes. which is something that these people never do. They oh, like they they complain never. they never they're actually like, watch oh, the movie. Oh, oh, no, he's still and the then, same guy. <laughs> and then they'll you know they'll see they'll hate watch it. They'll hate watching yes. the movie. That or they, they'll say, uh, I'm not gonna pay for that. I'm not gonna pay to watch that. Yeah. Um or what they'll do is they'll find something that isn't worth talking about, but they'll make it seem like it's a big thing because everyone's gonna go, Wait, what are they doing? And they click on the video to see what they're saying every time. Right. No, it's, yeah. it's it's sad. It's well, sad. It because it's like I, I yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't get it because it's like you gotta. You, there's there's context for everything, and I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Some of the stuff. Oh, it's like, oh shit. I see what they're doing, but, but then some of the stuff, like right here, you know, there, there's like a whole little. There's a whole thing. There's a back and forth that goes on through a you know a good chunk of the movie, probably the second from like the second half on, where it is. It's just about the number. It's about 007. You know, it's just 007. She's not replaced. She's not. Her name isn't Jane Bond or anything like right. that, you know. Yeah. It's, but it's it, but if, if she was, it'd be over. Like they yeah, would lose yeah. their mind. That'd oh, be yeah. stupid. That'd yeah. be. But they. Yeah. But that's what's that's what's good about the writing. That's mm-hmm. what's good yes. about the writing is the fact that they were like, you know, in this one, it's like James. Hey, guess what? After a certain thing, he decided to go off. And guess what? Did they decide to uh, retire his number? Apparently not, because then we got this one. So now there's this whole thing when he gets back into the mix. And it's okay. it's it's good. It's great. There's a good back and forth, and she is awesome in it because I did not like her in Captain Marvel at all, and I was worried that I wasn't going to like her here. But it's fine. Like yeah, I said, I, good writing. Good writing. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't use Captain Marvel as yeah. a barometer for anyone's <laughs> acting. And then, oh, and, I, oh I, and Rami Malek. Oh, oh, oh. See, creepy. You know what? Creepy. And, and, and I'll tell you the thing about him is like, because I still haven't seen Mr. Robot to this day. And like, I think the only thing either. that he's been in that I've actually watched is probably the little things. Because I haven't seen mm. Bohemian Rhapsody either. Oh, wow. So, what like, the fuck? You, you, need, you need to see that movie. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Really good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he well, just, I mean, yeah, he totally. I mean, it's it's funny. He won, because, he won the Oscar, right? You won the Oscar for yeah, that. Won the uh, Oscar. I, I mean, did. Yes. he yep. did. I mean, he did a perfect like. He took over, and it's just like it's almost like Freddie Mercury took over him. It's like you look at him. It's like you compare, and you kind of go, "Ah, oh, they don't really look alike." But then when you watch the movie, you go, "Hey, he's fucking Freddie Mercury." Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously he's not really singing, because who the fuck can sing like Freddie Mercury? Nobody I mean, does. Jesus Christ. Nobody could even don't try do to do that. But yeah, I mean, that's what's so funny about biopics. You know, biopics are a tricky thing, especially when it's about a, mus- a musician, because sometimes she's like, you can't do it. But then you got the Elton John one. You had uh, 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 what's his name? Taryn, uh, Taryn, Edgerton. Taryn Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah. Okay. So he actually sung those. He, he actually sung the songs, but it's like, okay. and people thought that was going to be like being Rhapsody in terms of 
Yeah. Like how it was established. And it's like, no, it's completely. Well, he, did, a, he did a good job of singing because I guess, yeah. you know, because Elton John yeah. didn't have Freddie Mercury was just on a whole other level. His his vocal cords were just a Freddie Mercury was an octave all his own. I, I, yeah, really. you and can't. Now, and now they're doing an Elvis biopic. Oh, I know. How do you? Yeah, good luck with yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. then you look at you look at uh you know when um, uh, Jamie Fox did Ray. I was just about was to say he pulled he, it off. He, he well because he he had he, he could sing absolutely yes. and that's but that the funny thing about that Dave is like a lot of people still didn't know that. Before yeah. that movie, like he, he, thought he, was he, like, he is, no, that's him. He, yeah. he is a man. Like, there are so many people that still think of him from like in Living Color or the Jamie Foxx show or like any of his movies, and they and don't I, realize, no, this dude is a massive. And that's what I love about talent. that. That's what I love about that because I watched in Living Color, I watched the Jamie Foxx show, and I'm like, I've been following this guy, and I love the fact that like this guy is multi talented. So it's like. There's nothing that this guy can do, it seems, you know, and it's just that's why I, that's why I love Jamie Foxx so much. If I see him in something, I'm like, all right, yeah, even though when he was Electro, it was. I'm gonna say, weird. do not forget his best performance yeah. of all time is Electro. Hey, <laughs> hey don't forget <laughs> that, that was not I, his. Well, he still he still made his own. Hey, I don't understand why people. I feel like people sleep on Collateral. Oh, I fuck. don't understand they do. that. They do. They very much. I don't, I don't understand. I, you know what? Th- th- thank you for bringing that up because the other day I just it was crazy. Michael Mann's Twitter, he posted oh, yeah. an article a couple of days ago about the 20th anniversary of Miami Vice, which Dude, blows me away. People need to fucking revisit Miami revisit Vice. That I just movie. got that. Dude. I just- I just got I, the unrated version for free for redeeming on Universal so Rewards. Good. I'm going to watch I've it. Always I've always loved that it. movie. I've always loved that. I've never yes. got the, the hate of that movie. I think it's because it didn't really like it didn't have the fucking 80s like blazers like you know. Right. The, but, you know, but, I think people wanted that, but I'm like, dude, he took it dude, seriously and dude, Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx fucking dude, that movie is so fantastic. Cuz cuz when I cuz when I went into that movie like yeah. I hadn't seen, like I obviously I knew about the TV show, but I didn't grow up with it. What yeah, I did see, what I had seen was Heat. So I went into Miami Vice, like I want you to make this like Heat, and oh, he did, dude. and it was perfect, dude. <laughs> so that movie yeah. does not get enough. And, and Naomi Harris is in that too. Oh, my yes, God, Naomi Harris, so Colin Farrell. Weird because oh. I I have now seen two movies two weeks in a row with Naomi Harris. Yeah, Venom. Shriek and Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, why, and then she's Money Penny. Why did they not? But that, see, and that's the weirdest thing about like Venom, Let There Be Carnage. They never advertised that she was in the movie. She was just it was it was. She was always on the poster, but like well, you know, they showed they showed like random shots of her, but yeah, like it right. wasn't like a thing but to they, where they were really highlighting this character. No, well, you so, know what? So did, like you when see, the movie, did you see it, Ray? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I reviewed yeah. it last week. Okay, yeah. Okay, but, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, but it was a case where like when I started watching the movie, there was that part of me that was like, okay, is this like Pirates of the Caribbean where they found someone that looks like Natalie Portman, but it's not Natalie Portman? <laughs> or is this actually Naomi Harris? And I'm like, yeah. no, that is actually... Naomi Harris. I, I was I was thinking the same thing when I was seeing it. I'm like, is that is that from? Because I'm thinking like Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And I kept right. thinking like maybe it's not because I wasn't sure. And I'm thinking I got to look this up. And once I finished the movie, I'm like, holy crap, that was. And, and, and she essentially looks the same as she did as Tia Delma. All I remember Pirates. from the all I remember <laughs> from the trailers, what? it's the shot of when she first uses her abilities and like breaks through the car. Like the the windshield. That's the only thing I can remember in terms of the trailers where they showed her. Every well, other thing, it's like they don't show her. But again, it's it, it's they chopped that movie. 
it's they it's, could yeah. they really could have done more with her character because the Scott, did you see Venom yet? I went opening night. That's what you did. You did. Okay, so but I mean, I, but I haven't. I haven't had an opportunity to speak on the movie. Okay, well, I, I think oh. we could speak on it. It's been a week. We could speak on it. The fact of the matter is, is like <laughs> that opening scene. Jesus Christ, that was tough because they instead of doing the de aging thing. They decided to go, let's get younger actors that kind of look like them and then put their voices doubled. Yeah, oh my god. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I remember what Woody Harrelson looked like in 1996. It ain't that. And and that's the tough part because especially with him, because he has so many years of like yes. visibility. He's, he's, he's called Cheers. I've seen Cheers. Good point. Uh, the, guy, the guy's been balding since the 80s. He was on yes. Cheers. So he, That's all he got to say. Yes. He was on Cheers. I remember. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you brought that up, I think about that because literally I remember seeing that opening scene and then they would show the faces of them, the younger ones. And as soon as their face oh, oh there goes my video. But they would show um they would show their faces, and as soon as they turn away from the camera, then the voice. Oh. And you're like, ah, okay. Uh, they yeah. couldn't even well, try well, to lip sync well, it. Well, like, did you guys see? Have you any of you guys seen Gemini Man? Yeah, yes. this movie. Yeah. Okay, so remember what that film did. Okay, that film goes uh, Fresh Prince. We can't avoid yep. the fact that everybody has seen Fresh Prince. So when we de-age him, we have to model time? him off of what he looked like in Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, and yes. it worked. Totally it worked. worked. <laughs> Absolutely worked. And yeah, so, but, man. Let's just know the last scene. Here's the core problem. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is too old to play Cletus. I'm sorry. He's yeah. just too old. Because when you think of Carnage okay. from the comics or the 90s animated series that everyone remembers, Cletus and Eddie, they were like roughly around the same age-ish. Like Tom Hardy looks around his age, but for some reason Woody just looks way older. Tom Hardy's yeah. younger and, than Woody. Wait, but you oh, look at like if you look at the wig from Venom and the after credit scene for Cletus that, that Woody wore, it was terrible. It was and then, an awful wig. And then his hair in this movie, which is another wig, looked terrible. Yeah. And it's like, and then what even irked it more? And I, I don't think it's really a spoiler because everyone knows Carnage is in the movie. But when Carnage talks, doesn't sound like Carnage to me. Like that <laughs> voice just doesn't work for me. I'm like, no. So, so like, okay, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing for me when it came to Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I actually enjoy the first Venom movie. Ray and I have talked about so this. I. Yes, I, I enjoyed the first movie. I liked it better than this one, I think. Well, and that's my thing. My criticism of Let There Be Carnage is what detracted from my overall enjoyment. Of, like, I enjoy the first movie. But what I would criticize the first movie for... It's like they decided, hey, let's cut out all the parts that Scott actually liked about the first movie, <laughs> and let's make a sequel that yeah. focuses on all the stuff that he didn't like in the first movie. Yeah. And then also, and, and I know Ray sometimes likes to dog on me for this, but it, <laughs> and so that's me criticizing just the movie as a movie. Like, I, I'm saying... You are shooting this. There are there are aspects of the filmmaking that, as the movie, I am not enjoying. Like it, it the quick cuts, the the you mm. know the, the the random CGI that just seems to be going everywhere, and I can't really track 
who's what and where. Like basically, it was take that final battle from Venom with Venom and the other symbiote at the Life Foundation and make that the right. whole movie. And yeah. that that bugged the ever loving crap out of me. But then you also take the comic book aspects because Venom and Carnage were characters that I really enjoyed from the '90s, and then you do things characterization wise that yes we're talking adaptation but you you just it's like why it's like you just yeah. do things with a character is this that, is this the part that i dug you for like i'm trying to figure yeah, you out got, you, you, it's, the, it's the adaptation part where you go well that's just not how it is in the comics and you and you usually go but i haven't read the comics so i'm just judging it <laughs> on the movie and, well, and, well, and okay okay but i i, I don't want to I guess I take issue with, I don't dog you for it. It's just, it's a different percent. Cause again, like, again, I went into, I have not read a Venom or a Carnage comic. I'm going into this movie same way I did with the first film blank slate. So all of the issues that you guys have with the changes they made to the characterization mean nothing to me. I don't have the same connection. If I did, then I could appraise it the same way. But I literally just judged it as okay. It, I'm probably the the, the fairest, or, or not the fairest, but like the, the the nicest, I guess, as far as like any of us with this movie. Because I was trying to figure out is it better or worse than the first one, and I came out with it's even. Because there are things that this movie does that are better than the first movie. And then there are things that the yeah, first movie does that are better do than that. this movie. For ex- case in point, I know that we had, you guys may have issues with Woody playing Carnage. He's still a better villain than Carlton Drake. He's still oh, a yeah, better villain. Oh, well, oh absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I think the point Scott is trying to make in terms of the changes is that you don't have that knowledge going in, in terms of reading the comics or understanding like different versions of the character. I think what he's trying to say is that, this could have been a better movie if they wouldn't have done these changes. If it would, if they would have done more Subjectively of, speaking, right. Yeah. That, but I think right. too, it's like, I think audiences came out of Venom surprised the first Venom surprised at the movie. Cause like this, a lot of people saying this movie is not going to work without Spider-Man and it worked right. with what they were trying to do with it. This film I think is only really getting talked about because of the end fight between Venom and Carnage in the, mid-credit, in the mid credit scene. Yeah. Like, I know. I've, I see a lot I've, of people. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the I, I, it's like a lot of people are talking about that mid credit scene. And, and, it's, and like, it's 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 like that or the Venom and Carnage fight. Other than that, it's like it's just the mid credit scene. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen well, not a lot, but I've seen a few people. Basically, the reason they don't like the movie is because Spider Man isn't in it. Like they they yeah. they they don't feel I, like the I, dynamic works without him. And I and I understand that, but at the same time, I'm like, but okay, you got Tom Hardy. You, you can really do a lot with this. And the heart of both of those movies is the interaction between him and Vince. Yes, and those are great scenes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, especially with this one when they capitalized on it. And I wish they would have did more when Venom is so he's so smart and knows a lot about the universe. And when he visits Cletus and he gets a look at the jail cell and is able to figure out stuff, I'm like, there you go. That's Capitalize. cool. It was it was a cool moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's he's like he's like look and he's drawing it and he's like yes. I don't get it. He throws it. Okay, look at this and he's trying to let him figure it out. I think that was yeah. really cool. Was- my my biggest problem was the pacing. Yeah, this, mm. that movie just felt like it was a breakneck sprint to the end, and yeah. I do not personally enjoy this 
quick cut dear god when do i get to breathe when do character <laughs> moments get to happen yeah. like i just i it, it was just like it was like an add attack when when when, when, when eddie and that when, was my problem when with eddie and Carnage. venom like separate i thought that was great i mean like their relationship like again that's the heart of this movie mm-hmm. but they were trying to do like and when when <laughs> when it gets to the point where Cletus gets to break out Shriek. It's like you're they try to build it up where you're trying to feel sympathy for Shriek, but then when she gets out, you go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> she sucked. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was you were trying to make me feel sorry for her because she's in the captive, but when she gets out, she's like a piece of shit. And then it's like, and then like they just go, 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 and then like they have this wedding. It's just like bam, bam, bam. Michelle Williams. Why the fuck did she need to be there? Oh, damsel in the scratch. You know, it's just right. like there, there was no reason for her to be in this movie. Nope. Besides, they needed a reason for Venom and Eddie, Eddie. to get back together. Essentially, yeah. like, and the thinking too, it's like the whole cutting thing. I'm wondering if it's because they wanted to cut it down due to the release of when it was coming yes. out around this time. I think that's they definitely why they did. The thing was cut to shit. I'm wondering I, how much want, they cut out. Wanted, so so we're, we're thinking that that originally it was longer when oh, yeah. under the original plan. Circus there, I think there's stuff in the trailers that's not in the movie. And I think just based on how the pacing goes, you can tell there are like yeah. sections of scenes and probably entire scenes cut completely it, it, it is a little difficult to believe that circus would do an hour and 30 minute long movie yeah like, See, no. and i and i've seen his Mowgli movie that exactly. was exactly netflix was yes. so i'm sitting here going i've seen this man's directorial work before this is not this movie had no style to it this movie mm. was anyone could have Okay, and I'm, that, I'm I'm gonna push back a little on that because there was actually there was actually a, <laughs> no a, a, no there, there's a little bit of style I'll yeah. I'll, I'll give you that right too the, 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 the camera movements and some of the cinematography yeah, yeah. I actually really liked in this movie I will push back a little on the style thing really yeah. hashtag but release the circus still, cut it was still cut the shreds to me and that's it what I said is a circus cut yeah, yeah that, no, this guy just commented it. That's why I said yeah. that, like, like even my first reaction, I'm just like, that was my first thing was like, we was cut the shit. There's like no way, oh, at the, uh, you know, because there's like stuff, you know, and I and I get it because you know, and I wish Stephen was here because he'd probably be throwing. He's watching No Time to Die right now. I think oh, is that he, what he's he, doing? He, okay, he, because he, he, I think he finished it. He would. I think okay, he, but he's yeah. So I don't know. Stephen Stephen really like Venom too, and he goes well. It's just leaning into what it. It was very aware of what it should have been. And I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, there's scenes where I like, I like the scene where Venom goes to that nightclub and stuff like that. Yes. It's just, it's great. I I, I get that. And I get the, you know, but, but at the same time, it's just, give me a little bit more of the Venom of the villain, because you have this line at the end that Cletus says, like, I just wanted your friendship. I'm like, where was that even warranted? Where did it come from? Yeah. See, 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 but I agree. I I actually agree with Steven. Cause that was one of the things I said in my review was <laughs> that basically like, the movie didn't betray the Uh-oh. rules that were set up in this in in the first film. Uh-oh. Like as far as Ooh, how coming. Okay. As, <laughs> yeah. as as far as the oh okay take a drink. But, but like well, as far as far as like the, the 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 structure and like the like the the setting. But you know like how one of the things that we like Scott about the first Venom movie is how refreshing it was because it wasn't like the MCU. And yeah. it, it wasn't it really wasn't it wasn't like Fox X Men. It was different. Like it was a refreshing take, you know, as opposed to the 
assembly line stuff that we've come to understand over the last 13 years from Marvel Studios. So that was what we enjoyed about it. And it, it, in terms of the tone, in terms of the humor, in terms of Hardy's characterizations, and even in terms of some of the action, it was like, okay, we under, like the first film did a really good job of laying out how this Venom world works. And structurally speaking, I don't think the second, I don't think Let There Be Carnage violates any of those rules. Now, as far as what you're talking about in terms of the pacing, yeah, of course it's quicker pace, it's a shorter movie. And, you know, if I haven't analyzed the trailers and any, and any of that enough to tell you what's missing or what isn't, I, I will completely buy that there's plenty missing out of it. And it probably is because of when it was released. But to me, again, just looking at it from a movie standpoint and judging it based on what the first movie set up, I don't think that structurally there's anything that the movie betrays from the world that the first one set up. Oh, I don't I think, think it, it does follows. that. I just I know that they leaned into elements of the first movie that detracted from the first movie and then made more of that. So that's why I have a much less in, I like, I would say I don't enjoy let there be carnage mm. when I would say I did enjoy the first Venom movie. Even okay. though he gets on the top of the building and yells, let there be carnage, and then rolls credits. You don't like that part? Even though there was a part of me that was like, you're in a cathedral. Yeah. Okay, that's like, I at least like the setup of the idea that mm. you have two characters who loud noises is their primary and they're fighting in okay, there. and they're fighting in a bell tower like yeah. okay yeah and, and, which reminds and, me which and reminds one of the me characters of that is scene to, when yeah. peter gets rid of it yeah. is in a church yeah, bell yeah. Tower. And, and i yeah. really dug the fact that you know obviously Cleese is in love with shriek because and then when she screams carnage is like you better shut that you better shut her up. Mm-hmm. So he has a conflict within Karn. I like that. I really dug that. It was, it, was, it was interesting because I don't think they really covered that much in the comics from what no, I remember. In the com- no, that, that was one of those characterization things. Because mm-hmm. actually, because you know how Venom and Eddie have a symbiotic relationship and they always say, we are Venom. Yeah. The characterization in the comics, Ray, just for your information, is that because of Cletus's psychosis, yeah, he and the Carnage symbiote bonded so perfectly that they refer to themselves as I. So, mm. so like when they talk about like, so the whole point of the movie is that Carnage and Cletus end up being at odds with one another when actually it is the polar opposite in from the source material is that they're actually like so bonded perfectly bonded that they refer to themselves in the singular. And I wonder if that would have changed if Shriek wasn't in the movie. If that, Which is interesting. I don't know. Shriek does get introduced in the comics, but Shriek gets introduced later in the comics. Yeah. Like, Carnage shows up for a couple of arcs. Shriek doesn't show up until Maximum Carnage. That that fourteen Which, issue oh, event, and I have the, I have the graphic novel. I I love it so much. Oh, I, um, the, I had the Super Nintendo video game. Oh, oh yeah, I remember right. that video game. I, I, have, I have some of the original <laughs> comics when they were releasing them, and I I, I, well, have, I have all, all the, I have all fourteen issues. Yeah, I, I wish I did. I tried to get all of them back then, but uh, I I feel like that would have made it different if Shriek was not in the movie. But I think it would have. 
I, yeah, I, I like I, I I did like I, the dynamic about where Cletus yeah. is like, this is the love of my life, and Carnage is like, shut up, yeah. stop making noise, and it's like, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen here? Because it's it's causing tension yeah. when right. Cletus is like, we well, and, uh, I'll do I'll do this, I'll you do this for me, I'll do this for you, blah blah blah, right. and it's like they're actually no Carnage is actually just using you. He's not actually gonna work with you, Cletus. Like eventually, Carnage is gonna use him. You know. and, and that serves to like not only does that serve to to show a split between them, but it also serves to reinforce the need that Eddie and Venom have mm-hmm. to be together. Because yeah. and which, that, that's which even I like point. The them- and I like that thematic nature. I just wish it was more fleshed out, maybe. Developed. Yeah, developed. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's there. I mean, this movie could have easily been thirty more minutes, two hours, and I think it um, would have probably yeah, helped I don't know it. Why? It probably was. Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 I'm willing. I'm willing to buy that it was. And, and yeah, when you when you yes. when you said Scott about the Mowgli film that Circus did, it was so good. Like I was like Netflix yeah. put this up. I was I was actually worried. I'm like, oh crap, Netflix because Netflix traditionally with movies not very good. That's, but the that was year and a half is pretty solid. That. Well, what was great about that? It was like you you saw Jungle Book. I like Jungle Book. I thought yeah. that was like what Favreau did. Cool. You know, yeah. I was like, wow, he pulled off that absolutely amazing. Circus was like. Oh, I'm going to go by what the original shit is. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do this Disney shit. Kipling's original book, yep. And yes. it was like, you watch that and you go, oh. And then he wanted to go, I want the creatures to look like the actors. And when you watch that, you went, that does look like Christian Bale as, what the, f-? you know? Like, it's, it's definitely all interesting. All I'm saying be- now is that I want Circus to get this Animal Farm adaptation that he's talking go. about. <laughs> Dude. Well, and, yeah. and, and, it was just and, interesting because, of course, they were going to go more the, the Disney animated for the live action. Oh, of course. But, but yeah. for him to go with the original source material, go more that direction, that's what you should That's what you should do. Like, he should not have tried to do more of what Disney was doing. And it worked. Like, it yeah. To me, it was successful because of that. Because and, uh, my my wife loves the Disney stuff, so she loved Jungle Book. Um, yeah. But when we saw Mowgli, she's like, "Wow! Like I really like this." I didn't know how she was going to respond to it. I'm like, "Okay, I, we'll I, watch it." The, the, now, now the, the, and Scott and I have talked about this before. The, the Netflix has gotten vastly better in the last year and a half with their movies. Oh, of course, just, they just have. Yeah, but it is important to note that Mowgli wasn't originally a Netflix film. Oh no, I'm saying when they acquired made, it because. Right. It was like yeah. there was that stuff from time to time you hear where Netflix acquired a movie and then yes. when it plays, people are like, okay, weird decision because they thought it was a weird choice. So when I heard that, I'm like, uh-oh. But it, it, it was, was actually think, a good idea. Yeah, it, it, it's similar to uh, Enola Holmes. It's similar to that scenario. Oh, yeah, that one. Like, I, it was I done, them both from Warner I liked Enola Holmes. It was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 and now it, Netflix is making a sequel. Like they're like, all right, right. well, we have it. Exactly. We're 100%. Yeah. And yeah. your cavalry yeah. shooting right now for it. Yeah, I know. I think yeah, yeah. I saw the pictures. Yeah. yeah, no, we've seen the pictures of him as Sherlock Holmes right after finishing season two of The Witcher. It's like Netflix he's, is in the Henry Cavill business. He is. Just, he is busy because isn't well, he doing well, Highlander? And he's doing. Yeah. Uh, well, when's he? When's he going to do Argyle? That's what I really want to see. He's I want to see Argyle. He's got a lot of some spy things. He is Matthew busy. Vaughan. He is busy. He's very busy. And, and, and he's we. A and, and, and then, but then we're sitting here going like, we just want to see him as Superman again. <laughs> but, like, but he's like, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix wants me, so I'll I'll go with Netflix. Well, same whatever. thing with Zack Snyder. I, like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Netflix is like, all right, Warner Brothers, you don't want these people, we'll take them. Well, I, but it, you know, and it, it's you know, it's just 
Well, well the Witcher's Cavill like Cavill. one of their biggest shows. So they're going to keep Henry Cavill around well, and make him happy. Frickin- yeah. oh, okay, so so Ray, this was an issue that you brought up, you've brought before, and and I'm I'm glad that came up because you've talked about how show me when Netflix builds a franchise, and this I feel like The Witcher is yeah. the experiment. Is this is their yes. exp- because they've got season one, season two. I mean, season two hasn't even come out yet, and they've already confirmed season three. They've done that anime movie that I haven't watched yet, but it's been on my queue for like a month. They've already confirmed a second anime movie. They're Blood doing Origins. A, yeah. Right. They're doing yeah. that prequel series, and they've confirmed this family-friendly series that i'm like show me how you do family-friendly in witcher i will grab my popcorn and watch this because it's like netflix is like i think i was mentioning this earlier to uh i was mentioning earlier in the stream about how netflix just kind of gambling like you just yeah. never know squid game is like it's gonna be probably their biggest show ever and they had no idea like they had no clue yeah and even so now like, it's like they were shopping yeah, around for Witcher, they knew to take that, risks they yeah. knew the witcher was going to be big they didn't know how big. Same thing with right. Cobra Kai. They they acquired Cobra Kai. It blew up. Mm-hmm. So it's like they like we got to capitalize now because if they don't, they're going to lose everyone's interest because they're going to move on because there's so much content now and all these different services that people yeah. will Cobra move Kai on. was a little bit I, different I, because it started blowing up on YouTube. Red. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm, talking about, like, I'm talking about The Witcher. That. Yeah, I like, know. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I was just yeah. saying like Cobra Kai was just a little bit different because it was already getting eyes and netflix saw that and we're like we'll buy it and then that was a smart move totally and, and, and that was smart because i could have watched on youtube but me and my wife binged the first two seasons on netflix because it was on there and we're like right. wow we were missing out well clearly. and that's that's one of the other things that netflix you know it, it, it's hilarious for you right <laughs> his, phone, his phone dropped and my phone oh, just fell okay. oh shit okay <laughs> yikes um well, this is a perfect time for uh, for uh, oh, Stephen. Yeah. For Stephen to Steven. join. There we go. There he is. Hey. Wow. Hey, what's up, yeah. Stephen? What's up, Stephen? Do you have all the time in the world? <laughs> oh no! What? No right. spoilers. Careful. No spoilers. Careful. No spoilers. Careful. I love I love making out of context spoilers. Oh, I know. I know. When, oh. you, when you when you said that to uh, my re- my GIF reaction, I was like. I was like, what gift should I respond to? I mean, yeah. But anyway, Steven, did you like No Time to Die? I did very much. And I, I've, I've been weird on the, the I've, I've always been like a Bond fan. I, I always watch like, yeah. marathons and stuff, but I've never been like as into it. And so I never, you know, I wasn't always familiar with like, I knew the villains and everything, but I couldn't tell you anything about any story yeah. or overarching anything. Not that there was a whole lot of that. Turn, um, turn your mic up just a little bit. More? How's that? More, oh, more? No, 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 no. A little yeah, less. You're hot. A little less. Hot. No, I'm hot. How's yeah, that? you're so hot. So I'm so hot right now. Um, there you go. That's and good. so and and like I fell asleep during Quantum of Solace, and I don't think I ever rewatched it. Um, and I had never <laughs> seen Spectre until last night. Um, oh. <laughs> and right. so um, it's a good thing so I watched it. it. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, I think he's falling. I hate it. <laughs> Keep going. Drink. I'll, I'll um, fix it. So, um, um, I think it's really interesting because, as as someone who loves Bond and has always watched Bond, but like I'm out, I feel like I'm outside of like the like the Bond. I'm with you on that. I'm not, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Ne- I've never been like huge on it, but I mean, I played Goldeneye like crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um. 
I think it's really interesting how franchises like this, you see the discussion happen and, and there's all this like, oh, well, Casino Royale was great. Quantum of Solace was not. Skyfall was amazing. Spectre was not. Um, and then like you go and watch them without that like fanboy hat on. And you're like, these are all good movies. No, yeah, mm-hmm. like these are all like, yeah. like especially when you're com- <laughs> uh, whatever. Especially when you're comparing to like I'm trying to think of other modern franchises and like the the cinematic approach to the material. Um, yeah, it's, I know it's, what you're it's, talking it's, about. It, it's on another level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and and I don't necessarily mean that in terms of like another level of like it's a hundred times better. So much as it is, it is a different type of content. As Scorsese would say, it is it is cinema <laughs> versus yeah. like, and so and and so in this one especially, I mean, there were some some camera work and, and I mean, the oh, yeah. music was amazing, but there was a, a lot of shots that were like absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Um, but the first thing that I tweeted was I was watching the credits and I had a like. I was appreciating how, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it's being like marketed this way, and everyone knows it's Daniel Craig's last movie. That um, it 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 concludes his Bond arc. It is a yeah. it is a final chapter in in the Bond story. Now I think there's a lot of different ways they it could have gone and 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 served as a final chapter. So I don't. We got to well, yeah. When when you're watching, when you're watching, you're like, okay, where's this going? And then when like the little twist happened. And you kind of go, okay, is it going to go this way? Is it going to go that way? You're like constantly going, eh, and then when it happens, and then you get like the the moments, and you just kind of, man, I got a little, I got a little teary eyed where it's just like too. because it's just it's that's just the bond well, of the well, And thing, as you guys, as you guys know, time, is this the first time that we've had a last Bond movie? Yeah, where what, no, where well, I was no, conscious of the fact that it was the last one when it that, was being but, made but because I don't think. I, I I don't think they've ever like whenever a Bond actor has done their last movie, I don't think it was ever like agreed upon going into the last movie that oh, yeah. this well, is my have, last movie. And then you have Sean Connery where his last Bond movie was not his last Bond movie. Right. Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and like, well, we all know The Rock is his last Bond movie. <laughs> I still um, want to believe that that but, is true, that he was champion. Yeah, I, I had a moment sitting during the credits. What I tweeted was that I'm watching the credits, No Time to Die, appreciating how great it is to have a story with an end. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was like, I'm wondering, like, you said, you tweet that out, and there's a part of me that's like, am I going to get that, like, haha, look at this idiot, never having seen a, and I'm like, no, like, that, the point is not that I've never seen a movie with an ending or that it's novel to me, but the fact that I'm watching a movie and that is my, like, first reaction says a lot about the, the atmosphere that the movie exists in, mm-hmm. where every final chapter also, you know, like, how long, after the conclusion of the third act, did the credits roll? Who was it? Someone from uh, Iona. Someone wrote an article recently about all the old movies, how like they would end, like it'd be a, some some like old mystery movie, and like they'd solve the mystery, and then the credits would roll. Um, and it reminded me of that, where like there was no like, and here's what happened to this person, and here's what happened to this person, and ooh, are they setting them up for the next Bond? And here, mm-hmm. like, there, there was not a like. I actually I, I sat and watched all the way to the end of the credits, even though I knew there was no way there was a post credit scene because I wanted to see. <laughs> well, they because were there's put... a thing that's at well, the end of I was, every Bond yeah, movie. But I, but because of the movie, I was like, I wanted to see if it was going to say James Bond will return at the end, because there there is something that is so cool. But also, I was like, I could see them having a discussion about like 
do we not do that on this one to make a point that no, we're not going to like, that is not that there was any, any question about like whether or not Craig was going to come back or if you're, if you're following the news on that. But um, anyway, but just the fact that that was some of the thing that struck me at all makes me really appreciate like even the dark Knight rises doesn't, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's a final Mm -hmm. chapter and it it concludes Batman's arc in all those ways. But even that one was like, but leaves the door open. And, and once again, that's like the spirit of Batman. So I don't want to deconstruct like, how effective Nolan was at that. But the point is there's, there was still teases and sequels of like, they could have made a sequel mm-hmm. to that one. Whereas, and it, and I don't think it would destroy the spirit of what Nolan was doing. Um, nope. But with this, if you were, if you were like, let's make another bond movie and, and bring Daniel Craig back to tell another chapter in this story about what happens next, even if it's way later in life or whatever, it's like, no, I would. It yeah. would dis- Old like, man bond. Yeah, I like it. Well, um, it, it, bring it back was, Pierce Brosnan. Let's make an old man. Bond. It, there you go. It, it, it's funny because when you brought up the, the the credit thing, Stephen, the first thing popped in my head was Return of the Jedi, because I remember as a kid, I got really mad when I didn't see James Earl Jones's name at the end of either episode four or five, but his name is in there at the end of episode six, and that serves as like a finality to that part of the saga. It was like, it, mm-hmm. like even at that point, like I, and, and yes, of course they've done the sequel trilogy. They didn't necessarily have to. Yeah. After they did that in 1983, they well, could, and they, once they, again, you look at return of the Jedi, they destroy the death star. They have a party. He sees the ghost, the end, right? Yes. There is story that can and was, and is being, and will be told about what happens next, but they concluded the arcs. And then they didn't spend time out of the runtime of this movie teasing all of the things that will or won't happen in the future. The only story things that were included were the story elements that were necessary for this one. And and that like even Return of the King, which is like, how are you going to make like Return of the King part two? Like <laughs> the, Hobbits were, <laughs> the Hobbits are going to Isengard again. Um, and like... The, but like the ending of Return of the King even was just this like and that was like four endings. That's what the book is, and I, I get it, and I love right. the ending of the book even more. But um, but but yeah, you have that like, and here's what happens to this person, and, here, and and I appreciated so much that they're like, no, this is Bond's story. This is the end of his story. We don't need to wrap up everybody else and set up what happens next or tie all those things in a bow because those aren't relevant to the legacy of Daniel Craig's James Bond. And that is so respectful to the story and the artist and the, the character. And there are so many things that most movies do that take away a little bit at that, that make you wonder about what happened here, what happened there. And this allows you to just focus on and appreciate yeah. Daniel Craig from Casino. And, and also how, the, the the thing with Daniel Craig's Bond was always like, oh, they're making him into the classic Bond, and it was always getting closer and closer. And then at the, well, and Spectre then, was kind of getting there, yeah, exactly. And then and then the fact that this concludes just kind of like, no, that is who Bond is, and it gets the classic Bond stuff, but it also gets the other stuff about him. And I anyway, so I <laughs> um I loved it. I liked it a lot. Good. That, that is my review. Good. No, no. <laughs> and uh, you guys are all wrong about Venom. No, <laughs> there it is. No, I'm, I'm on is. your side. I'm on your You're side. There, I knew, I knew he was going to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Over here. 
<laughs> I, no, I just think that most of the negativity I've seen, I've seen, I mean, obviously I think most people liked it, but um, most of the negativity I've seen towards it seems to be people that are mad that it didn't fix what they disliked about the first one. Mm. And most of the people that liked it, and most of the people, <laughs> and most of the people that liked it. Uh, oh, good for you. And how was it? Are like, oh yeah, I liked the first one, and so I'm glad that they doubled down on the things that I liked the first one. And so mm-hmm. you can you can argue the logic and whatever about like what would have made it better for you, but um, it um, it was what it was always going to be, which is a sequel to the wacky Venom movie that was the first one. Bingo. And if you if Could that's not, not your cup more. of tea, then that's not your cup of tea. But right, but... it was like I said. I just, hey, yeah. do you think I'm mad about the fact that it was making bank? No, I just went okay. Not not yeah. Not not for me. But, to me, it was it was already referenced, so it's not a spoiler. But yeah. like, to me, this movie is no. Defined... You can say spoilers now. Oh, okay. To me, the movie is defined by by carnage climbing up on the thing and and just yelling, "Let there be carnage!" No matter how mm-hmm. unnatural <laughs> the line is, and you know that the direction for that scene also was like, just say it. Like, if you're going to say the line, you say, like, there was no, like, and now we will let right. there be. No, he's like, no, you climb up there and you yell it. Like, it's And then you're the Leo, and, you're the Leo meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood going. He said exactly. It. He, he said, said it. it. And then but, you say roll credits and then they roll credits. And, um, but that's, that is, that is, that is everything you need to know about the movie is contained in like that moment. So like, yeah, Sure they could have developed characters more, but that's no longer the movie in which Carnage climbs up on the crane and goes, let there be Carnage. I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I wonder when they decided on the title though. Like, was it after they found, they read, yeah, I, ne- I was never, I was never big on the title. I always thought it just should have been Carnage. Well, because you wanted it to be a different movie from. The no, movie. no, no, no. I think well, it was uh, because, because maybe, let there be Carnage was just a little too long of a. But, but, but re- 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 okay. But remember, it's not the fact that I wouldn't want him to say, that i mean he already said it at the post credit scene of the first one cool yeah we've mm-hmm. been through but, this though with like yeah. the marketing departments and titles they need venom the word venom had to be in the title oh, cool. well, yeah. oh, like that that there was no way well, of course you have to have it and you don't right. want it to be called venom carnage like right. it's silly and you're not going to so, call it Venom v Carnage. You're not going to do that. Oh, Dawn of the Symbiotes. The age of <laughs> so, Carnage. I don't know. I like Age of Carnage. You know, the one the one that would have worked yeah. for me only because of the Green Jelly song would have been Carnage Rules. <laughs> maybe maybe if they did do like Maximum Carnage, but then again, that's a whole different level. That's of a whole awesome. different level. Well, because oh, you, then oh, you're going to you... be graded on how accurately you adapt. Exactly. The... Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, that's the thing. It's just it's like, a good title. It's a good title. A, it, it sounds cool, like Venom Maximum Carnage. That sounds awesome, but. At the same time, it kind of yeah. defeats what. Well, and also, it's going to be full of like, well, in the comic, Maximum Carnage, this happened. And it yeah, didn't exactly. happen in the movie. Therefore, that's the, the movie is bad. That's the thing. Like, exactly. It'll fuck that up. Exactly. And, but but even though it sounds better, I don't know. I think just let there be Carnage was just to me. It just was like, eh, it's, it's a little too wordy. I think it just needs to be two words tops. I, 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 I per- needed to be thirty minutes longer. That's all. That's a two-hour movie. This is a two-hour movie. Long two-hour movie. It would have been thirty more minutes of Eddie and Venom, which I think, which is the five, best part of the movie. Right, you know, about five to ten more minutes of that ruins the stick, mm. and then you're like, okay, so Eddie and Venom. Well, what about or, what, or what, what about the Venom and, and Eddie? Like when like. Like when he looks in Cletus's uh, jail cell, and then they figure that out. 
I like that was awesome. I was like, more of that. I want more of that. They're like get try to get Eddie back where he's supposed mm-hmm. to be, you yeah. know, as Eddie Brock, like in breaking if stuff like that. If they were doing a Zodiac adaptation, yes. or a, a, if they were doing a Venom versus Carnage movie in the style of Zodiac, then sure. Yes. But they weren't doing that. They were doing yeah, no, badly. <laughs> and you know, and we oh, even it's... said it before. It's like Woody Harrelson, hey, maybe not the best Cletus. No. But by, by, by the way, by the way, was was I the on, not the only one thinking that when uh, Eddie's story is being published after he finds the bodies and we see Daily Bugle on the computer? I'm like, Daily Bugle wasn't in the first movie, was it? <laughs> nope. Like, well, this ooh. is where they're trying to connect all that. Right, yeah. but remember, well, <laughs> but it's also like, well, now Sony's done the handshake to where we can use Daily Bugle now, <laughs> even though the mid credit scene hasn't happened yet. And maybe on that, maybe on that Earth, there is a Daily Bugle. It's just you know. I, I, I will go ahead and say this controversial bit of whatever that that, that mid credit scene did way more to interest me in that movie than its own trailer did. And that's that's the sad part. Well, it, 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 a lot of people feel that way. It's like I the mid credit scene. People are talking movie. about that but more. Than... It's also well, 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 no, 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 not not the Venom mm-hmm. movie. I'm talking about Far From Home. I, oh, he did no like way the home. Far From no Home way. trailer. I, I, the, the Far From Home trailer was... The no Way Home. Sorry. No, way home. The, no, way. The no Way Home trailer was three minutes of meh for me. I appreciate and this. The, the and this post- credit scene was like, oh, now I'm interested. I, I, did, I appreciate okay, the, mid, the mid-credit scene for like for what it introduced, but I, I find it funny that there's not been very much conversation about like as a scene. It's like kind of terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like not... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it, they could have yeah. just put up a whiteboard and been like... Totally. Venom is in the MCU now, and it would have been like the same. <laughs> yeah, like it, it is definitely, oh, yeah, it is definitely a weird thing. way to go about how they did it. It's weird. Yeah. Like, yes. and I, I, I appreciate also though that there's once again per the nature of this movie how they're just like, oh yeah, no, there was a flash of light and he's there now, and it's like how it's like, well, it's comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, see, but see, what what's weird about that? It's like okay, so Venom was gonna show show Eddie like a little glimpse of what he's learned throughout the the universe. And then all of a sudden, so did Vi- so so it was just coincidence that at the same time, unclear, as sitting in a you know lit- sitting in a bed watching TV, that the multiverse goes to right. shit they, they, somewhere they want else. To believe that it happened at the same time of the last episode yeah. of Loki. Well, but that's some, what I thought. Somewhere <laughs> somebody farted, and the same thing happened, and they're questioning whether well, or not they're. And the thing is, too, like, so it's just everyone's doing something. And, and even happens, asked, like, right? what did you do? He's like, I didn't do anything. So. <laughs> I think it's they're probably going to explain it. Probably this Although, is the same time that Doctor Strange is doing the magic no, trick. I'm He's not, doing yeah. the spell. I'm oh, not deep yeah, in Venom mythos because, like, I know the Venom verse is like a whole thing now. But um, yeah. I have seen those speculation on the fact that like the symbiote is a multi-dimensional entity and could have multi-dimensional memories well, or I mean, understanding of the universe. Well, that's why when he sees Peter on the TV screen, he's all this guy. And then he's just like, yeah. I well, like, which, his, which, might Im- which might imply he knows a Spider-Man, maybe. If he can travel yeah, multi-dimensional, yeah, he, he probably knows a well, he Spider-Man. He, does he, well, because does, other symbiotes have met other Spider-Man in other dimensions before. Probably. Just oh, I, I would love for Topher Grace to come back. <laughs> all, all, I know, all I know is that now I'm trying to build the fact that, you know, I told Ray the the No Way Home trailer actually did interest me in like, okay, it's Spider-Man. And they're basically building this multiversal version of the Sinister Six. Yeah. Because we got Mol- we got Molina's Doc Ock. 
we're going to have Jamie Foxx's Electro. That pumpkin bomb looks like Willem Dafoe's pumpkin bomb. And it, it sound, his laugh sounded like yeah. that, too. Yeah. Right. And then we've got Venom now. So, like, I'm trying. So, that was that's one, two, three, four. There was a. I'm like, okay, so who's making five and six? Sandman. Of Sandman. Well, Sandman, Sandman was in a trailer. You see something happen. That you see something looks like Sandman in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Venom is one of the Sinister Six. Yeah, um, and the, actually, and the, well, they they say it's a lizard, right? The lizard behind him, yeah. But the what lizard. I think, what I think, actually, I don't think Venom has as big of a role in the movie as people are assuming from this. I actually think Peter leaves New York because he like travels to another dimension or whatever, and the, New York needs the lethal protector to keep shit locked down in Spider Man's absence. Mm. Um, and um, and 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 J. Jonah Jameson is going to be looking for a new hero to like pin against Spider Man. Um, I don't know, maybe that. And then he comes back and he's got to like retake the city from him, and that's what pits them against each other because he doesn't know who. I'm also but... wondering if they're going to end the movie. I would assume it may be the ending, not the after credit. But I'm wondering if the symbiote's going to attach itself to Peter at the end of the movie, and they Ooh. end it there. Because I'm thinking, because if he is seeing Peter on. TV and that's a new shot that I, I I'm trying to remember if they ever like if that was something shot from a previous movie or they just did a, a digital I heard post it was a new shot or an alternate shot or yeah something. it looks kind of strange because like I don't remember ever seeing that before in, in in the movies but so I I think they might go that route because we don't know the future of Spider-Man in the MCU or what they're doing with him after this movie because with the whole rights thing with Sony and Marvel we don't know they might end it with the symbiote attaching itself and then that's the big cliffhanger. Like, because they ended, like, how, how do you, there's, I don't think there's a way you can top revealing he's Spider-Man at the end of Far From Home. Like, how do you top that? It's kind of hard, you know, yeah, but I think yeah. what they're doing is, well, we're going to have all these, like I said, multidimensional Sinister Six. We're going to have supposedly Toby and Andrew. We're still uh, waiting but, for but confirmation. See, and, and, and that's the thing right there is like, okay, so you're telling me like multidimensional Sinister Six and mm-hmm. Andrew and Toby. No, this movie's getting way too crowded. Well, and that's also just the way that we're talking about it is very much in the same realm as the post credit scene itself to me, where my brain, I find more and more when we start talking about these movies. And, like, the thing we're talking – like, we're like no time to die. I'm like, it's so great to have a conclusion to this character story, and it takes mm-hmm. him on a journey. And, and for this, we're like, where do all these lore puzzle pieces fit into these mm-hmm. – te- it's like, it's like what, is, what is this movie even? It's just like all these puzzle pieces of like, I made a comic book splash page with all my Easter eggs. And it's like <laughs> – Totally. What's so cool. crazy, there's so, many different, there's, like, <laughs> there's so many different people talking about what they think is going to happen. We oh, don't yeah. know. We don't no, know nothing. We, yeah. we, not only do we not know, but it's also a situation where people are talking about what they think they know so mm-hmm. much that they will invariably be disappointed by what actually happens. Yeah, no, I mean, there's Whatever no it way it's, I, it will be almost impossible, I think, for it to meet, meet everyone's expectations. expectations. Oh, I, no, yeah. oh I, no, yeah. no, of course not, certainly. And uh, I've been warning people, I'm like, guys, I'm like, I'm like, guys, be prepared for everybody from, to be in one scene at the end of the movie. From and the second somebody speculated anybody, anywhere in the world or tweeted or whatever and said, like, oh, if it's the multiverse, they should bring in Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire. Like, from the second that existed in the ether, the movie was never going to meet anybody's expectations. Mm. Because it's not going to be Spider-Man 4. It's not going to be The Amazing Spider-Man 3. Um, probably it's also not going to be Spider-Man Homecoming 3, <laughs> like, because it's <laughs> juggling all those things. It's going to be, maybe yeah. it'll be good or whatever. It's going to be its own thing. But it's not going to check all those boxes that people, that, like, 
are pinning on it for what they are hoping to to, to get out of it. And that's I, just I, me being cynical, but it's hard. No, to... I, I think that last point is, I mean, it's basically the same way I feel about Civil War. The, the, the fact that it's not a Captain America movie, it's Avengers 2.5. Yeah, this is, is. going to be but, that times well, ten. It's, it's Avengers two point five, but without acknowledging or embracing the fact that it's Avengers two point five. Yep. So right. As a result, mm-hmm. it just kind of it's still trying to be so hard to be like a Captain America movie, the you know Winter Soldier, Bucky. They're still mm-hmm. trying to hold on to that, but it's right. like too much. Yeah, start. So as a result, the like the Captain America arc and the but, Tony arc like don't really fully come around. It introduces a lot of stuff that like. It's just kind of in limbo until they address it in like Infinity War and Endgame, um, and so it's got an important. Once again, as a, as a lore puzzle piece, it's got all these things that are like key in it. But like yeah. as a as a movie, it's like what is it even really a, like all of like the core questions of the movie of like the Captain America um, Iron Man conflict. Like the movie doesn't have an opinion on like who is right or wrong. It avoids casting judgment on like whose approach to being a hero is actually. Better. I'm and, gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna step in and say but that was actually something i appreciated about the movie versus the comic mm-hmm. because i like the idea that it kind of presented it almost objectively in a way that was like what side are you coming down on because actually i and, and ray you've actually read the comic now so you know what i'm talking about the comic makes it so almost mustache twirling how much Stark is if, in the wrong. If you read the book and side with Stark, you're a monster. Yeah. Right. You have <laughs> and, the book, and the book tells you that. Yeah. But I think, really there's, there's a, I think there's a difference between presenting a complex character story that cannot come down on one side or the other. You look at something like, I don't know, even like the prestige, for example, it's hard to be like one character is all in the right and one character is all in the wrong. I don't know why I always went with that because it's no, 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 that's but, a good, that's good because they both I like that, yeah. And yeah. Um, whereas I felt like Civil War was more like it abstained instead of being like it didn't present a situation that was so complicated that they couldn't answer the question. It was that they knew that they were aware of the fact that they would make a lot of stands mad if they definitively painted one as the villain and one as not, or painted both as not villainous right. or they wanted it to be open so that both could be interpreted purely heroic or purely villainous without um causing fandom drama basically i i, I <laughs> no i I, I, th- I think you're right because like the whole and, spe- and they use it for marketing purposes team cap team stark right like that was right. the whole thing so the idea was they were even trying like, to encourage i don't, like, remember I don't that, think uh, the team cap team stark conversation is any different after seeing the movie as it was before seeing the movie no, no, I, I, like, I you have new I, evidence I to, to, to lean yeah. into it, but like philosophically speaking, I don't say like, you know what? I like, I don't know anybody who saw it and was like, I'm team cap going in and came out and was like, well, I really don't know now. It's just like, everyone was kind of what they were and the movie mm-hmm. kind of served them what they wanted. And then, well, yeah, even in infinity war, oh. when like banner comes back and he's just like, eh, we're not on talk, talking terms anymore. You know, it's like, he tells him, it's just the way that he says, that's my horrible Robert. <laughs> Danny um, I you know, he just, that was. Yeah, I know. I was trying something. I don't know. You know, um, you know what, you know, that, but he, but that's what I he thought said that you were being, I thought you said that was my, I thought you were impersonating Banner at first. So I was actually, <laughs> I, know, when you, I was really like, How's so, that Mark so when you said yeah. RDJ, I was so, like, you know what? Was, Still shitty, but not nearly as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
we're not on talking terms. Yeah, I can't. No. I, I have to work on it. I'll work on it. Don't worry. No, we, yeah. we and and I and I've I've had that argument. And and Stephen, thank you for pointing it out in terms of like like breaking down in terms of like the lore versus the story because I've had the argument with Brent Scott about <laughs> the importance of civil war on the rest of the marvel cinematic universe like it's such a critical movie because well, otherwise infinity war doesn't go the way does, it does is is the movie critical or is the the bullet points of what happens in the movie critical exactly that exactly could you watch a five minute youtube video that sums it up yes and now mm-hmm. there are there's like cool, some cool fight moments and stuff i don't mean to totally like there are yeah that stairwell sequence of the winter soldier is <clears throat> fucking awesome yeah, yeah. So like there are things that that i I, I appreciate it and enjoy about it, but but I don't think functionally, like what it is not like essential viewing in the way that as a film, as opposed to just like a series of important things you need to know for a different movie. Yes, but that Agreed. that for me that's kind of the MCU in general because like when right. my dad was trying to finish up, I literally said no. Here's three mo-, like I was like dad, just skip to Endgame. I'll tell you the bull like either. I can give you the bullet points you need from the three or four movies I'm telling you to skip, or honestly, or the movie will just use exposition to exactly. explain what you missed. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Pretty much what I told my dad. I didn't tell him any bullet points. I was like, just skip these three. Just skip uh, these two that, movies. It, go ahead it, and watch it, Endgame. It, 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 it's literally it, again cinematic television. Last time on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Da 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 da. da. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, which is, valid, which is a valid form of entertainment that millions and millions of people enjoy thoroughly. Absolutely. And yeah. makes billions and billions of dollars. People, I get people it. People still so. think that I'm just blatantly insulting it when I call it cinematic television. I'm like, that's a you problem. Well, I'm and just that's telling why, you how they make it. And that's why I always thought it was so important with like the Scorsese conversation to, <laughs> to, 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 cl- to clarify that it is not a bludgeon or a criticism of the quality of of the films now whether or not he thinks i'm sure he maybe he doesn't think that they're high quality but his intent with the criticism was not to say i think those movies are shit his intent with the criticism was to say like no no no, we're like we're at the olympics and like i'm doing palma horse and they're doing floor or whatever i mean it's a bad analogy because those are both similar events but but the point if you if you watch um who um style is substance if anyone has seen that youtube channel it's pretty small, but he's done some really cool Snyder videos, and he did one recent. He has, has a couple really good Watchmen ones that are like an hour long, but the most recent one started off with a full breakdown of the Scorsese thing, and it included a bunch of clips that I hadn't seen before, which finally kind of clarified his stance on that. Where he says, like, amusement parks are great, and people go there and get entertainment about out of them, and he even talks about other movies that are like, there's lots of movies that are entertainment that are theme yeah. park rides that are yeah. that are phenomenal. We we don't need to be. His frustration is that he makes Goodfellas and then Marvel makes Civil War, and then people are like, "These are the same thing." And he's like, "No, they're they're not." I'm not saying I'm not saying that they that they have an inferior product or that you shouldn't enjoy their product. I'm just saying I don't want what I am making to be considered the same art form or that an amusement park or the the way that I craft it is the same as the way they craft it. Basically, there's there's not a ride where you. Yeah. Right. Basically, Russo Brothers, shut the hell up. Stop telling everybody that you're basing your movies <laughs> off of what I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if I you know, when, they, when they started comparing, yeah, I know. That's... No, but I mean, if, that all makes sense. So if you watch Community and you see the episodes where it's like, oh, this is the episode in, by, based on this. And this is like every episode is because I'm, I'm right with they did Community, right? 
I'm yes, not, they do. Because yes. I love Community. I right, love exactly. that show because a lot. it's very much that where like they capture genre so well in some of those yes, episodes they where they they do the western, they do the war movie, they do the whatever. But it's not actually a war movie. It's just a Community right. episode that feels kind of like a war movie. Right. Um, yeah. That's okay. not to say that it's the problem with that because I love like that's not like I'm not watching Community be like you didn't make an actual Saving Private Ryan as an episode of Community. How dare you? But it, it is it is important it's one of the to say like episodes, right? Yeah, because <laughs> when they do the annual paintball, episode. one of the paintball episodes. But I think it is important though to say that like it is not the same thing though. Like just because they can capture the essence of that doesn't mean that you need to say like it is the same thing as Saving Private Ryan. Right. Um, well, guys, so. I'm going to bounce at this point because I'm looking okay. at the clock, going, "This is a this is a great time for me to, to bow out." <laughs> and hold on, hold on. But to commemorate the end. Ah, there it there is. Go. <laughs> go ahead and plug. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. And probably returning tomorrow night, we have Batman the Fan Ministry. We have shirts. And we are talking Joker's favor, first appearance of Mr. J. Harley Quinn. Nice. Harley's the cake, appearance. man. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I think this is the last nice. episode I watched. Yeah, it's a good one. We, it, yeah. it, it, if only we had known what what that what that how momentous that yeah, introduction was. But when we were kids, we were like, we, "Oh, he's got uh, yeah." We, we had oh. no idea, no idea that no that, idea. that that character was going to be it, around. Was it well. notable when she was? I've never known a time in my life where I didn't know Harley Quinn as a part of Batman lore. Yeah, so I don't know that's what's so a, weird. That's what's so weird. It's like, yeah, well, we were kids and like, just, you know, I, to me, I was still learning the Batman lore. And I was like, I didn't know if that was a character from the source material or not. And then finding None out. Of us like, did. Yeah. yeah. So, but then finding it out, it's like, oh, she's not, not been around. Scott that. is well, like, I could talk about this for so long, but I just said, <laughs> that's why leave. there's a YouTube show that you can watch. On <laughs> that's Saturday why we'll, you, we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here, here on this channel. So subscribe, <laughs> like, buy the T-shirts because I can I can post heroically on your chest if you buy a T-shirt. <laughs> yes. So, guys, have right. fun. I'll see you later. Thank Bye. you, Scott. Maybe. See ya. See, see ya. Tomorrow. All right. All right. What were we talking about now? <laughs> I'm right, just into a, waiting for my phone a... to fall again. <laughs> <laughs> just patiently, just keep looking like, at it. Like, like don't do you do have it. it? Do you have it like like just standing on the monitor? Or... Oh no, it, it's on. It's on a stand. I think that the uh, like I, I, I just think that it's falling apart. Like oh. the actual <laughs> base of it, I think that it's just coming undone, and I have to get a new one. I because I'm, I'm I'm actually I'm doing the same thing. Like I I got the are you using like the camo app? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, uh, Ray, Ray, I've been meaning to ask since you've jumped on. Are you in your apartment that you moved out of? Because there's, like, nothing behind you. No, this is the new one. This okay, new so place. you haven't moved much in? because No, I just haven't put anything up. Okay, okay. Because there's, like, nothing behind. But, but at the same but time. But those are the same still, blinds. Or the yeah, same I know. No, like it was the same blinds. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. blocking out all my bookshelf, all my Funkos and books and <laughs> graphic novels back there. It, it, I, I did. I, I was wondering about that because I was like, you know what? This they're not going to think I've moved. No, <laughs> no, that's what, dude. That, dude, when I when I when I when you came on, I was like, oh, is Ray still in his old apartment? And he hasn't moved out yet. And he hasn't moved his 
his uh recording stuff yet <laughs> no no this is this so this is uh we're in the new two bedroom two bath now so like oh, she's okay. literally on the other side of that wall oh. that's where the like that's where the main like bedroom and everything is and like the door is like over there so no this is the old setup i was in i was in the living room yeah and like there was a loud ac unit like right up here and the tv was like right over there and no this is a totally different setup but, but i know and like the light, like I moved the light yeah. is over here now instead of like blinding people like from the back. So <laughs> no, so, it was yeah. just funny because it you had the blinds to the right of you. All the like blinds, you, yeah. That's yeah. I don't. That's just how it, it was. Like okay, when I moved in, it was like okay, what wall am I going to put the desk on? And it's like, well, okay, specifically for any recording and any time I'm here, I need to put it on the wall that is furthest away from where she's sleeping. So mm. that was that was the decision, and the window just happens to be in the same place, <laughs> the exact same place. <laughs> and it's before. blinds. I fucking yeah. hate blinds. I don't know, man. I got blinds too. I hate them because even like the uh, my ones to my balcony, man. Like like there's a couple of them that just like have fallen down and they broke off very easily. And I'm just like, can I just have curtains? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got I, just I, enough like OCD that like. The, yeah. there, there, there's always a vent under them. Yes. And so and oh. so they click against each other, yep. or or the string hanging down is like too long, and so you have to wrap it up. Or it's or during depending on the timing, you have to change them at different times of the day. Otherwise, you get a single ray coming through and hitting you in the yep. eye. Yep. But, um, or if like yeah. when you open them up and you want to open up as much as you can, there's always that one fucking those two. There's actually two two assholes that are like clean together, and you're like one in the living room ah. is like that. One of the living yeah. rooms is exactly like that. They clean together, and you're like, "Come on!" And then if you yes. like go too hard, one of them's gonna break off. And it's like, mm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I hate, I hate like. Mine. Oh, and then like, someone comes over and doesn't know how to change them, and they like, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, 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 I just, someone comes over, it's like, "Don't touch it." Just you want you want them open? Let me open it. I'll do no, it. whatever. No, no. Yeah. If I have to, like, or I hate having them. kids and having blinds. Oh well. See, oh my god! I can't even order. imagine. I can't even imagine that. There, that's no. No, not at all. But no, I I prefer if I if I if I have to have blinds, I would at least prefer vertical as opposed to. And I hate Venetian. Venetian blinds are stupid. Who invented yeah. those? I don't like them at all. Like they're just the the whole vert because that's now it's just this, but it's horizontal and they're smaller. And when but you try to a, raise it's them, very in necessary the for film noir though. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably actually probably what happened is they were like, can we make blinds that are horizontal so we can do a like bars on the windows motif for, for the shadows in this shot. That's and then like, because they were in the movies, people and it became like, a well, market. I, yeah. I need those in my house now. I, I, it's the kind I, of in the movies. I am now wondering how many movies have faked that. Just for it's, that effect, like you, like we don't have blinds, but make a blind effect. Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah, like I'm sure there has. I'm sure there has. Um, did you guys see um, Jordan's um, uh, Star Wars motion comic fan teaser? I did not. No, oh, let's see it. I, I was, I, yeah, I was wondering because you know that was one of the things I was really wanting to promote when it came to uh, him. Well, thank you. That. Yeah. And uh, it's all uh, premiering tomorrow. We don't have a specific time, but it's going to be sometime no. tomorrow. <laughs> but I hate my, I hate all this crap's happening. All these videos I got to do. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. It's irritating. But, yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty damn cool. Like this is it right here. Yeah, and it's something new. It's not something that's already been done. That's what's so great about it. There it is. 
And it's actually got movement, I'm, not just. I'm you know, floating. I like yeah. floating. Yeah. I don't know what that creature is behind her. I'm like, what is that? And he's like, I don't know. I just made it up. I'm like, it's okay. cool. It's nice. like whatever. And the, and then the ship thing. I think that was in the script, but I can't remember. He looks way better here than in the movie. <laughs> and the live action is not that great. <laughs> I was getting so frustrated because I had to keep refixing that trailer because my software just kept screwing it up. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you posted it at first. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I saw it," and I retweeted. I was like, "Awesome!" And then you were like, "Uh, I had to repost it again." <laughs> yeah, it took me like an hour to figure out what the problem was. I don't know why I kept screwing up. Yeah, but yeah, nice. I, 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 it, it's cool. Star Wars, so <laughs> yeah. that's 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 what you know. I, well, because like. Because I've done some live action fan stuff, and that that fan reached out and said he wanted to animate and just recreate the ones we've already done. I'm like, no, like tell a new one. And I wrote him a script in like three days and gave it to him. He's like, all right, nice. <laughs> so he's been working on it. Um, awesome, that's good. That's awesome. Um, it's funny because that this Tim guy in the comments says, "Have you guys ever tried writing a Batman story?" I'm actually doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. We talked about that at the beginning of the stream too. Also, yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. He's also doing a Batman motion comic. What's the title again? Batman Amnesiac. Oh, that, it's a weird. It's a weird word. I was trying to find a word. I'm like, okay, I know what I want to tell in the story, but I can't. Like, I don't want to use a basic word. So I, yeah. I found. I'm like, it's a weird. I, I had to even look up how to pronounce it. It, it sounds like a Grant Morrison arc. It does. <laughs> and I'm and and I actually wanted to bring this up when you mentioned that. Is there mm-hmm. a Matt? Ha- is there a Matt Hatter involved? Okay, so I'll say this one thing. I won't tell you what it is or who it is or anything. I'm creating an original villain for this story. Oh, Excellent. okay, Excellent. Excellent. Um, Excellent. And, and, and I think it's going to be something to where I'm probably not going to show it in any marketing. I'm just going to wait till people see it to kind of see what it is in terms of the villain. And I say villain, and when you go, oh. And then you're gonna start thinking, well, wait, is this? Does that mean that this is gonna happen? And it's yes, that this is gonna happen. <laughs> like I got, I have ideas because this is something that at first, yeah, Bruce thinks I can take this on. No, you can't. No, you don't That's know. Usually, you don't know. You yeah. don't know what this is. Yeah. No, it's okay. So it's interesting you say that because I, I, I just recently, uh, like, I've been digging back into comics that I, I've been digging into comics that I've never read. And I just mm. recently started Scott Snyder's Batman run in New 52. So I finished, I, I'm, I'm through the Court of Owls arc nice. where very much the same thing happened. He mm-hmm. thought he could handle it. No, he couldn't. <laughs> well, it's it's like a thing to where too, I have the Bat family involved. Uh, I, I In the script, Dick Grayson is not involved. He's in Bloodhaven. I don't know if he does pop up. I haven't finished it. Um, but the Bat family's involved, but they quickly realize, yeah, this is not going to work. Like they're, they're, the way they the way they think of approaching it, it won't work. It's 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 actually going to actually end up hurting them in the long run because they think bring people together. Actually, no, that actually makes it worse. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be a thing. And I I already know. Well, I can't say that. I already know <laughs> how they're, it's going to get resolved. I just can't. 
I'm not going to reveal it in terms of characters confirmed when I start promoting and talking about and trying to get people to voice in it. I can't announce these people because if I announce them, people go, oh, okay, that kind of gives stuff away. So I can't do that. You don't want to get the think tank going because you know it'll happen. Yeah, because it's like a thing to where like Bruce is in it, clearly. Alfred's in it. Commissioner Gordon, Barbara Gordon is Batgirl, Tim Drake is Robin, Kate Kane is Batwoman. But other than that, I'm not saying anything else because I feel like at that point, I'm starting to tell you too much. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because I feel yeah. like with nowadays, it's like I, if you start just saying, OK, here's the movie, then you just know everything because oh, it's, it's it's all being shown. I don't want to do that. And and the, every, that roster you just listed, that's like your that's like your base roster that you could list without going any further. Like if you like mm-hmm. if you were to like if another Robin was in this, oh no, now like if if you said Jason Todd was in it, oh now we're thinking da 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 or whatever. Right? Yeah, and it's like a thing where like I name drop Dick Grayson like uh, so where's Nightwing? Because I don't want to say Dick because people go, oh you said Dick because they're stupid kids. But like, <laughs> I, but that's why whenever I do like videos and I talk about Dick Grayson, I say Dick Grayson. Like I make sure to make the full name because people are stupid. Although, but. I have found recently that I feel like I've I've read a bunch of stuff where they're just like, you know what, that's his name. We're just gonna call him that. And well, yeah, and maybe it, maybe that's how I should I should just <laughs> roll with it. But I, I in the script it says, I think uh, I think Kate says uh, in the in the Batcave, uh, worst Nightwing, and then I think Tim says he's in Bloodhaven, or I think Bruce says it. I can't remember because it's been a bit since I've looked at it. But like, I, I want to name drop stuff, but I don't want to. I'm not gonna put everybody in it. Like that'd be ridiculous. Like I kind of want to keep it more simplified, and just you know, and I'm I'm worried as hell. Like, and I was telling Dave earlier this. I'm like, people might kill me if the Batman dialogue is not good. Like, if yeah. it's not good, or if it doesn't feel like I, Batman, I, I, they're gonna kill me. I, I I I mean, it's it it's all subjective. So yeah. like, and I know people no. that. that... <laughs> But 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 as far well, I'm I'm saying as far as like people's appreciation of of dialogue. (laughs) I I, I agree. I just I just have to call out every time you say it's it's your it's your let there be carnage. It is it is it it, it, it screaming on top of the bell tower. It 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 very much. It's all subjective. (laughs) Yeah. No, but like the you know gotta make t-shirts. There there's there are people out there like I. You know, I I happen to really like the thirty or so issues of Tom King's Batman run that I read in in Rebirth. I know people that hate it, absolutely despise it, and hate the writing and hate the like the dialogue and all of it. I I liked it. Yeah, there are people like I'm I'm about to read a Spider Man arc that I know my co host on Fans Without Borders detests, which is Brand New Day and One New and and uh, and uh. Was it Brand New Day and what's the other one? One fine day or one, one new day? One day more. One last one, day. One more one, day. One more time. One last time. Right. One, another, another day. Die another yeah. day. No time to die. Die. Right. <laughs> well, well, because well, we have like, more time. What, Sorry. Well, yeah, because well, what happened was like I finished Civil War. I, I, I read the whole thing, like 97 issues, tie-ins and all. And the one that I, the one, the issue, like the run that really hooked me was amazing spider-man like i they because you they leave you on a cliffhanger with his story and i'm like you can't just do that and then finish so i had to keep going and that took me into back in black and then after that is i think uh i think brand new day is after i think one one more day is after that and then brand new day is like after that so it's like okay i'm, I'm gonna keep going right but i he brent hates it 
he absolutely just he's mentioned on multiple times on our show that he detests it and i'm probably going to read it and be like i disagree with well, you i, I actually Scott like this says that's one of his favorites if i recall correctly i don't know if you've talked to him about it but I believe yeah he mentioned that it's one of his was it scott that said that it's got to be scott well well and, and and there's a lot of speculation that the events of no way home are pretty much that mm-hmm. like following that which is another reason why i want to read it so i can be so i can have like a frame of reference in case they actually do go in that direction not expecting accuracy because like i told somebody just the other day uh like because someone was asked a question on twitter about like when you watch a show like a comic book tv show do you watch for the story or do you watch for accuracy to the source material and my thing is if you're watching any of these shows or movies for comic accuracy you should just stop and read the comic exactly. because all of these shows and movies are elseworlds because it's a different medium you cannot expect like it and i know someone sin city sin city is such an exception to the rule you're not going to do that with every one of these adaptations there's got to be liberties taken not just because it's a different medium but also because it's a different audience you're not appealing to an audience that's only spider-man fans or only batman fans you're appealing to people that you're trying to get to become new spider-man and batman fans they have they're going to take liberties with the story so as far as adaptation goes no i i don't watch them for accuracy i watch them for the story that they're telling so don't worry man you'll be fine yeah, it, it's funny because I'm looking at the script now, and I was actually wrong because he pointed out the whole thing about just it's called Dick. In the script, I have Batman. Where's Dick? Busy in Bloodhaven. <laughs> like so, apparently, instinctively, back when I was writing this, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to say his name, just yeah. Dick. So yeah. I guess I'll keep it. You, you just say it so straight faced and earnestly that you make the people that are going to giggle about it feel weird. I know because like yes. they, like they're going to laugh and be like, "What's so funny?" And like Dick, it's like what? I don't. It's a name. Why? Oh. <laughs> Oh, you think it sounds it's like it's like the word for penis. Ah, so you're criticizing <laughs> my writing because of what they named Dick Grayson years ago because you yes. think it sounds like penis. That's real. I feel dumb for including that now. You're right. I should feel dumb for writing it that way, not you for finding humor in that yeah. in a name. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, I'm just always yeah. like double and triple checking my dialogue cuz like uh, it was mentioned earlier, I think Scott was mentioning earlier about how it's like there's people that come in and create the Bond story and then people come in and do the dialogue like they kind of help flesh it out. Yeah, I'm really good at if you say, OK, give me a story. I can give you a story. Dialogue. That's going to take some time. Like it's yeah. it's not dialogue a thing. Is hard. Dialogue, yeah, dialogue, is hard. It is. dialogue is one of those things. I mean, I mean, a lot of people give shit to uh, Iron Man 3, for instance. But I what I like about Iron, Iron Man 3, the dialogue, because Shane Black has always been good with dialogue. Yes, in my opinion, I've always liked Shane Black's dialogue. When I watch Iron Man 3, I'm like, okay, I get your issues with it, but that dialogue is pretty fucking good because just because Shane Black knows how to do really good dialogue. Watch well, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. My God. Jesus I feel Christ. like Iron Man 3 is like the reverse problem of Civil War. Yeah, it is hated because of the the note card version of what it does to lore, as opposed to what it is as a movie. That's exactly yeah. why. Yes, you're absolutely right, and and of course that that flared up uh, recently again because of Shang Chi. Uh, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, that you're. It's exactly right. It's a complete and and I Iron Man three is like a top tier MCU movie for me, and a, the dialogue like is, is part of the reason. Yeah, but of course I, I dude, yeah. come on. I, I wanted it to be more Shane Black, but um, 
but I, I, it was Shane Blackie enough. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, it's, 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 <laughs> come on, lethal weapon, Dave. Come on. Oh, lethal Jesus we- Christ! Weapon man, come, come on, man. Come Seriously. fucking. Oh man, I mean that's that's the pinnacle of buddy cop right there. I yes, mean, that is that that is the template for a buddy cop movie. I mean, you go back and watch those movies. I mean, you could watch them at any time. And you know, we're 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 you know we're in October. We're getting into December. I'm gonna watch Lethal Weapon again because Shane Black likes Christmas. Apparently, <laughs> he does. You know, and there's I mean, and and I consider those Christmas movies for sure. And along you know, with Die Hard, yes, yes, especially Die Hard. Jeez, it is it, it is interesting. When I watch Die Hard, when it's not around Christmas, it is a little weird. I still will watch it, of course, but there's something about it in that December month. It's absolutely fantastic. Same with the Lethal Weapon, though, at the same time. But, yeah, like I said, there's just that crisp dialogue. He knows how to do it. You watch Nice Guys. You watch you watch uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and you see that the back and forth between the two main characters, he knows how to do He crafts that so well. So well, and I think that was totally injected when it came to uh, Tony and that that kid. I forgot his the kid's name. Uh, yeah, the potato gun kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good dialogue. It just it was. was like, and it was yeah. like it it really deconstructed a little bit of of Tony Stark, where it's like, oh, Tony Stark is not Iron Man all the time. Now he like crashed in this uh, small little town. He's got to figure shit out, and he's got to try to get out of this and use his uh intellect to try to get out of this and you know that's what i really like about i mean that's what i really like about that movie the fact that they with they went for it they went for it they didn't try to go for i mean yeah the final act does have the bells and whistles as it kind of does and you know it it has its issues and everything but i like guy pierce i mean i'm always been a guy pierce fan even though yeah there's some things that people don't like about it but i actually i'm one of those people because i'm not a I'm not an Iron Man purist, I guess you could say. I didn't mind the twist. It didn't bother me, you know, with, uh, with, uh, um, Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't mind the twist. I didn't mind it. It didn't bother me. I, I thought I, it was pretty cool. I, I, I it, it didn't bug me then. And, and they, they, they yeah. fixed it now. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and then he's you know. been incorporated and he was incorporated in Shang-Chi. And I was like, all right, right there, it, it, it's fine. You know, it didn't bother me, but I, but I get why people have issues with it. That's just, I don't have issues with it at well, all. You know, and I think once again, I'm gonna just keep on harping on the same point over and over, um, as I usually do. But um, I think that's, 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 that's another like the theme of this vodka stream is um, <laughs> in, including him in Shang Chi and the fact that people would see that and be like, oh, that like fixes Iron Man three now is another great example of like. No, Iron Man three is still the same movie it always was. They yeah. just injected something into lore later on that, like uh, on your little reference card, you're like, exactly. "Oh, I can't be mad about that anymore because right." And, and it's like people aren't and, evaluating it as a and and that's precisely how they've taken it, Stephen. They've basically looked at it as like, "Okay, I can forgive Iron Man three now because Shang Chi has fixed." And and you're right, it's, like, it's, they didn't it, they didn't they didn't release a special edition of Iron Man where it in, where it includes that as a no. part of, or Iron Man three. Like it's still the same movie, the same. It's the the exp- now. That's not to say, like, obviously movies are connected, and so there's going to be some bleed over. Like, where you watch Star Wars, you're going to be like, oh, well, this happens in the next movie, so I appreciate the parallelism here. So, like, there's definitely bleed over, but um, it's, it is it is really interesting how, like, 
you uh, even when um, the the Mandarin um, "All Hail the King" is that what it was called? The, yes. the one shot back when they were doing one shots. Mm-hmm. When that came out, and people were like, "Oh, well, this fixes Iron Man three um, or whatever." It's like, well, no, it just adds more context that makes you look at the movie differently. But the movie as a story is still the same. If that make if that fixes the movie for you, then your problem wasn't with the movie. Your problem was with the the lore or the like the the presentation of the lore. Which um, is usually the case with that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> gen- gen- generally speaking. <laughs> and and I, I want to take this opportunity to point this out because I'm noticing your shirt there, good sir, and I love that shirt. Um, Whose shirt? Yours. This Jordan, yes. mine? Jordan, Jordan shirt. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, um, mine? And, and that, and, and that le- well, no, your shirt's awesome too, Dave. Oh, yeah. um, but 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 uh, but it leads me to this because there was a you know it, there was a lot of noise this week left out. about like well I can't see his shirt I know <laughs> Stephen Stephen your lighting has been like I know he's got like a he's okay. got yeah, a, like a, a, he's got, got a green Freddy Krueger thing going Sandman on. Sandman there you Sandman. go Sandman <laughs> yes Flint Marco there you go he says it on the sand, tag I went to Sandman immediately <laughs> no but like they, they all this stuff about like I, I read that. I read two things over the last day, like, okay, they're doing a, a, an Agatha Harkness series in development. And then they're also like, apparently developing a series, a series for Monica Rambo as well. And it's like, yeah. okay. And I, and somebody had commented, someone had made a, a, another ridiculous comment about how Marvel has given everybody a series, but we're still waiting on new Superman content to which I responded uh, Superman and Lois, the second season is filming right now. It's an awesome show. Just because you don't like the CW <laughs> exactly. doesn't mean that you ignore exactly. it. But here's my real That's reaction. Yeah. My real reaction to it, Jordan, is, all right, cool. Agatha Harkness show. All yeah. right, fine. Monica Rambo show. Where are the X-Men? Okay. Yeah. So Where that's a good question. So the X-Men. There you go. There you go. Here, okay. As far as I know, they are... Kevin Feige is trying to find a way to make it all fit because there's so much crap that's now being <laughs> filled in the MCU. They're thinking multiverse is a way to go because there's there's rumors of supposed characters popping up in multiverse of madness that is supposed to give us our first inkling in idea of mutants. I don't know. What are you talking about? Who? <laughs> Sorry. I already know. <laughs> everybody knows. I know. It's, everybody already it's like the worst kept secret about what, what's now. happening. I, I've always tried to but, be like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. But the thing yeah, is that it's like, there's back in 2019 in the, in the sunk. Let's just say, uh, let's just say uh, another character called them wheels. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> oh, back in right, 2019, yes. when yeah. Kevin Feige announced phase four, he said, this is phase four. The next two years, obviously all that pushed back due to COVID, but it's like, that was his idea. Plus probably phase five without the mutants or anything. We know fantastic four is coming. I'm guessing they're waiting as long as they can for a proper mutants film or something because like Fox was hit or miss and they did so much of it. It's like, you know, you have to really, yeah, you have, I think the thing is they have to reestablish and try to stay as far as away. Like, Dark Phoenix came out what come out 2019 Dark Phoenix came out the same like months after Endgame yes. Yeah, yeah. so like like yep. so it's not been that far away. And, no, and then New Mutants came out in 2020, right? So New Mutants, New Mutants Yeah, but nobody late, remembers and, that. That's what's Well, that's happening. true, but I mean in terms of like you don't want to announce a Mutants movie or anything like that. I don't think right now and plus Kevin Feige has already said that I already have like uh, this whole stuff mapped out. I'm not going to change it because we have the X-Men back. 
just is what it is. And and that and and I don't want him. Look, for all the issues, you know, all kidding aside, all the stuff I've said about Kevin Feige, I've never knocked the man's hustle. Mm -hmm. Like he found a formula that worked brilliantly. Continue it. I'm not telling him to yeah. change any of what and, he does. And I'm not. And I, I agree with you because well, I got a secret guest behind backstage, Kevin Feige. And I'm just kidding. Sorry. I would laugh. Like, he comes up. What the <laughs> fuck are you guys talking about? Um, so the thing is, like, I remember back when they did Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, God. And well, and the reason I'm bringing this up, at I the end of that too. movie, well, at the end of that movie, they showcased them in iconic looking. Oh, my God. Suits. Right. Yes. So Dude, that happened. They... That so that's already happened for Fox, <sighs> and then they completely botched it with, of yes, course, Dark they Phoenix. Completely they completely got rid of it. Yes, yeah, they, they, yeah. That, that, Now that was stupid. That yes. was I, I like Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, but that decision was stupid. I think what they're going to be doing. I think Feige is going to go the direction of the original first, like the first run of the X Men in terms of the original members. And build it up from there. I don't think we're going to see Wolverine for a long time. I think it's going to be your traditional. Yeah, and I feel like that's the way they should go. Because yeah. especially with the fact that everyone... I mean, they if they didn't do three Wolverine movies with Hugh Jackman, it might be easier because he wasn't that established. But he did so good, especially in Logan. Like, it was like... Oh, God. It's well, like Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. Iron Man. You, it's hard to recast or replace Hugh as Wolverine in terms yes. of the modern audience. You've also yeah. got literally hundreds of mutants and you only get to introduce them to an audience that's been begging for them mm-hmm. one time. And so like you have now a few years where you can like, like once the mutants teases start, or at least I anticipate once the mutant teases start coming, Oh man, there's going to be so many like, like I remember at the end of Ant-Man where he was like, I got a guy that climbs on walls. I got a guy that, yeah. and like everyone mm-hmm. was like, ah, like, <laughs> that will be me with the first X Men tease. Yes, like you, you made that noise. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I didn't, but like, <laughs> uh, but but like people like lose their shit over that stuff. And yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, and so you could, but you could only you only have one period of time during like during which you can like enjoy that tease. And I... like, Feige is not going to l- miss out on the chance to be like. We're sending no. you to a special school and then like never address it again. And then I, like, there's a guy in the Canadian wilderness and then like never. And then like, eventually... do not be surprised <laughs> if the first tease is in Eternals. I feel like it might be in Eternals. Yeah. We got Celestials. We have all these characters. I have a stinking suspicion. Well, isn't there like a kind of a connection to that or something? Like yes. That? Yeah. yeah. So I think what they're doing is I think with the plot of the movie in terms of they have seven days before shit yeah. goes down, I feel that outcome. But then again, it's like, Think back on the WandaVision theories. People thought WandaVision was going to end with the multiverse. Well, well obviously we, because of the Evan Peters thing and the fucking yeah. Well, well not, not that. They were thinking like the hex going to explode or something and then mutants are going to be born or some sort of – like it was going to – the mutant gene oh, was going to be reborn okay, or something right, or yeah. the multiverse was going to explode because it ties into to multiverse yeah. of madness. So we all thought this stuff. So <laughs> could be completely wrong. I feel like Eternals is going to – wake up the, the X gene. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a thing to where, or they're going to go the direction of professor X has always been around. We just don't know because mutants are staying hidden because they try to do in humans 
course with uh, Agents of Shield. They try to do that hum- Inhumans <laughs> that movie. <didn't> work. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like in the Inhumans TV show, of course, they're never going to make that canon. They're going to completely that never existed. So I feel like Inhumans don't exist in the MCU proper. They're just going to go with mutant, the mutant gene, because like that's to me, I think more interesting. They might still go the route of, you know, Black Bolt and all that kind of stuff, but I feel like they're going to focus more on mutants. I, I, I would agree, I, I would agree, and I've read I, I I read a smattering of like Inhumans and X Men stuff, but like for me, like everybody, you know, like it's funny. Uh, Stephen was talking, or like the the I, t- Stephen was talking about Iron Man Purist earlier, and it's like, yeah, only since two thousand eight. Iron Man Pierce before I know you never no. heard that before ever yeah. so he so wasn't that like, popular of a character back then before the no. movie he wasn't no and, yeah. and, and, the, only, and, the only time it was mentioned was like in like uh Seinfeld when I when George and Jerry talked about he's is he wearing undies underneath his you know costume and jurors like he's naked under there that's it that's the only time it was mentioned in pop culture that's it well, that's and, the only time. And, and and so like you know be, you know, through the and I've had this discussion many times with people, just through the circumstances of only having your like C and D listers available in two thousand eight. Okay, you build this Avengers plan, and that is the genius of the cinematic television model that Feige has built. And now Mar- Marvel Studios is this gigantic, massive, multi-billion-dollar brand to the point where when you bring the X Men into it, now that you have the rights. You don't need to start with a roster like what Fox had. You can go like we don't need to see Wolverine. I'm not saying that we no. have to see Wolverine yeah. because people are going to go see it just because it is Marvel Studios. Like that brand is going to speak for itself. Yeah. It could be it, that that roster could be all the originals, like you said, Cyclops, Beast, mm-hmm. right? It could literally Angel. be yeah. Angel, Ice right? Man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It could be that whole original roster. People will not care. They will see it because it is yeah. part of the MCU. I'm perfectly well, fine with that. I'm there just will in- be a w- hashtag where is Wolverine. There will oh, be. Of course. Of course. <laughs> there, there, that's the casual fan that right. is going to be demanding for that kind of stuff. It's like, yes. Just, yeah. You're going to have to wait. Right. But, well, the, the, but, but you know, Stephen, the, the, the general audience will not care. The yeah. general audience is like, here, let's, let's, but you're right. There will that be that comes hashtag. in giant sized X-Men well, number yeah. two. It's the same thing when happened the Falcon, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. When people found out they're going to Madripoor, they're like, oh crap, Wolverine. No. It's no, not right. Didn't happen. So, so yeah. me Omega Omega Red. No, it's so, not happening. So, so, so it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm bothered by these rumors, these scooper rumors about Agatha Harkness or Monica Rambo getting their own show. I'm just impatient mm. for the X Men. That's all. I I that's, think that's the Agatha Harkness thing. I've, I. It seems like that's happening because Variety and Deadline reported on it. I. I don't. The only thing I, I find interesting is the flashback stuff with her character in terms of what happened to her when she was first you know, uh, basically taken and saying you are a witch and she proved that she was a witch. So I, I kind of feel like that would be interesting to see, but that like, are they going to have it to where it's just what happens before she goes, shows up in WandaVision? Like, I don't, I, I don't think we need to know that. Like, yeah. uh, I, I, I think they're trying to capitalize on Catherine Hahn more yeah. than anything. Yeah. And if they don't call the show Agatha all along, it's a failure. And that's and that that's probably right there. The 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 spark, the catalyst for even doing an Agatha Harkness show is literally Agatha all along. Yeah. And, how and the thing is too there's a, there was a comment from someone saying uh Miss Marvel is inhuman so they're gonna s- still exist in the MCU. Well from what we're hearing they're changing her origin. She's not an inhuman. At least where her powers won't be the same. Which they think 
it's 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 kind of silly. Yeah, it's kind of silly. But people say it's because her power is same as Mister Fantastic. I don't think that's the reason why. I feel like they're just like. I can't wait for there to be Miss Marvel purists. Of course, there will be. There will be. I'll say this though. I I don't. Obviously, she's a new actress, so we. I really don't know her at all in terms of her work, but. When I saw her, when those set photos of her in the suit, that's Miss Marvel. At least to me, I was like, "That's a good damn looking suit." No, they, they, they not my Miss Marvel. No, yeah, they'll, no. they'll do that. Not my, no, not my, not my. Yeah, not my. By Just the way, I, I, I love the fact that Steven's been changing his color grade. What are we? What have you been doing? <laughs> my, th- th- there's an auto white balance or an yeah. auto exposure setting on my camera that, like, if I <laughs> if I move off center, it like yeah. screws it up, and so okay. I've been trying to. And it's just, it's, I, I'm a, digging, I keep, I'm digging I keep seeing blue. it flickering. I'm like, is this sort of like a fact I'm you have? I'm digging the blue that you have right now. Blue is really cool, but like, cause like you have like a kind of like a brown, like, like, you know, like, like, like the other, like Ray and Jordan have like kind of like a brownish background. You had that a little bit to match your hat, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But then all of a sudden it changed. You kept changing it. And I, and I kept noticing every time. It just drew my eye. I was like, yeah, sorry. I just think he's just trying to be mysterious. Just like, <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. You're it trying feels to like it. it's at 5200K right now. It's just really bugging me that I can't, I can't get the uh, exposure to just stay static. And uh, yeah, I know you're like, <laughs> I'm, and I just need to surrender and accept the fact that, like, you know what? I can be a normal person and not like dodging in and out of my like exposure zone on this. Hey, at least your camera's not falling. Yeah, that's true. Phone. Yet Very my true. my tripod was like spinning beforehand. So it, I re- it, I really need to go. I need, I need to find what kind of tripod this is. Anybody well, just buy another well, one. And, and, and so that, that's what I was saying earlier. Is like I, I I hate my cheap webcam that I've been using, but I can't afford a new one yet. So it's like I have a a tripod that I have with a, a an iPhone like stand attachment, and so I literally like I with my setup now was like okay, this is a flat monitor i've got this tripod like right up behind the monitor and like i've got a the you and they say don't plug it into a hub screw it i have a hub because it's a mac mini i only have two usb ports i'm not going to sacrifice my mic just so that i can not have you interrupt the camera but it's been fine so far so yeah this is like a totally new thing (laughs) i had the same thing my tripod's right behind the laptop it's like right behind (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm always, I've had to keep repositioning it and crap when I'm doing videos. I'm like, I got to get it just right. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I was, I was playing with angles. I was moving. I, I will not move the camera because well, there's just, to me, it's just, this is way better quality stuff. than my like webcam that would just sit. I mean, it's a nice webcam, but the quality just wasn't there and the lighting was yeah. terrible. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. You you get those little webcams. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Like, and when I got like new camera, I'm like, oh, I can actually do stuff, <laughs> you know, and try to focus manual focus. It's it's a whole new world when it comes to that. And even people oh, were like, oh my god, it's a whole new. Yeah. No, like, if if my wife would have heard you, she would have started singing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the things that we actually haven't really touched on. Speaking of multiverse, oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I know it's that it's go. that silly little rumor that came there out. We go. Yeah, I know. I it's know. true. It's true. One hundred percent. I saw the movie. I already saw a cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Don't worry. All right. So, so it was okay. So we got this rumor that you know that uh, the Flash movie is really gonna just kind of you know what? It's funny because when I saw that and I was like, uh, I was like, okay. 
how am I going to approach this? And all I did was quote tweet it with what if, because it's a good, it was a good like response. Very much, it sounds very much like, okay, if we're going to start dipping back into previous DCEU movies and stuff's going to be changed. And because, because the fucking multiverse got all fucked up because whatever the hell Barry ends up doing, it's like, all right, it's just, what if DCEU, that's kind of almost what that is. What Flashpoint was. I guess I'm 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 confused by the reaction to it a little bit because how is this news any different from like what we they had already told us the movie not. is gonna exactly it, it, exactly well, well, because well, this is what it always always pitched. Yes, it was well, always yeah, like I'm, supposed to be like Flashpointy. Yeah, so. but, but 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 well, no. See, the the problem isn't. Well, first, I have it, I I have major issues with the source of this because the source of this is like no, I'll, I will put it. I I I put all scoopers like in the same category in terms of like I have the largest grain of salt I can think of for anything that any of you say. Okay. So that already bothered me from the beginning, knowing where it came from. But aside from that, the problem that you have is there's two conflicting narratives that are coming out of this with among the fans. The first is the, the the narrative that we've heard for the last two years, Flashpoint is going to fix the DCEU. Right? There's that narrative. And now there's the other narrative of Fla- the, fla- the the flush is going to erase all of Zack Snyder's work. Bad <laughs> and it's like <laughs> is it is it me or do some people think that it's actually going to erase it from our existence too? I'm like yeah. Hey, these well, movies still exist. We could still watch them. They're still a Zack Snyder trilogy. I don't know what you guys are talking about because Wonder Woman 84 was Flashpoint. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right. <laughs> guys, we already saw we already saw it's all it's all been changed. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, uh, like we saw Crisis of Infinite Earths, like we've like there there first of all there already are alternate universes on different screens and they've already had a crossover literally with them. Correct. A yep. couple but it's the CWC, but it doesn't count. They hate the CW. But then also, they, they literally fuck. They fucking cast an alternate universe Supergirl. Mm-hmm. There, there is a character in this movie who is explicitly, and Batman. I mean, like, like there are multiple characters in this who are who are literally alternate versions of these characters from different universes. And so it's just weird to be like they're going to visit movies from alternate or like alternate perspectives on existing movies. And it's like okay, yes. Which like I like that's fine as news or whatever. I'm not like like shitting on the existence of the story so much as the the fact that the reaction to it is like I, I think my biggest issue is that there's a lot of people who have an opinion on this movie that is based on things other than the movie or the news, and the the reaction is just to twist whatever the news is to fit their kind of predetermined opinion about Bingo. it, which is. I, I guess, like, fine if that's, like, what you want to do, but it's just weird when it's, like, I don't know if they think that it don't think that it's transparent or that people are more convinced this time than there were the last hundred times you said the same thing. Like, people feel the way they do about this movie. That's just kind of how it is. And feigning outrage every time something that doesn't exactly align with what you want as if you're, like, just hearing it for the first time is just tiring and weird and i find i'm like more and more withdrawn from like the concept of fandom the more this kind of stuff happens because it's like why why is this like a construct we're invested in where like there's so many people who are like 
just waiting for any headline about the well, flash to happen so they can be like how dare they and it's like well yeah. it could literally be like they handed out donuts to children and they'd be like how dare they Zack snyder would never hand out donuts to children on his set like or whatever well, I, mean, I mean but like the way the way i was looking at it and talking and like even talking to people is like i'm like all right did uh did endgame or the what if episodes like retcon the actual but also, Zach said it's Zach said his movies are an Elseworlds story. Yeah, exactly. It's not too. canon to these yeah. movies, and the people who are mad that this is not Snyder canon are also mad that it's not Snyder canon. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's it's so weird that it's like, but but the, like you don't want it to be Snyder canon, but you're mad that it's not Snyder canon. But you're mad that it's changing Snyder Cannon, but it's not Snyder Cannon, so it can't change Snyder well, Cannon. It's, it's, it's uh, and, 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 and by the way, right. Warner Brothers has made no indication that they officially even know what the word canon is. Yeah, yeah. But at <laughs> so, the same time, it's like I, I even had like a conversation. It's like, okay, so I shouldn't support the Flash movie because of the Ray Fisher thing, okay? But then we have actors that are that were part of Justice League that are in the movie, but they One get a pass. Is black. One of whom, at least, is black. Yeah, <laughs> that. And then it's like, okay, so they are getting paid by them, but they they get a pass. But the fans shouldn't sh- support them because, okay, they're trying to like make their living and get future movies, but then the fans shouldn't support that to, I don't know. It's there's a lot of things that I can't understand about the whole situation when it comes to all of this. And then everybody goes like, Oh, it's being retcon. It's being retcon. I'm like, all right, this is how multiverses work. If you look at what's happening on the other side, when it comes to what if an end game, it's like when they did the whole time travel thing, it's like, did it, did it screw up like the, the, the trajectory of, what they were trying to, they're still trying to do. But and also, like, just, what is what is branches. the DC? What is Zach's DCEU story about? Yeah, like it's about Superman. But well, no, but I mean, like on a larger, like, how does the story play out? It's literally two alternate, like, deme- alternate timelines. Oh yeah, because of the nightmare. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. they are trying to change, like, Flash in BVS is like Bruce, help me change the timeline, right? And then, and then that's like in the in the future, he's going to come back. And then even in Justice League, he 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 retcons. And I and I get like, yes, those are all like according to Zach's plan. And so it's not a pure analogy of like to say like, but so what's wrong with this movie doing it? But like as a like, did did um, Flash going back and undoing all of the character deaths mean that those deaths don't matter? anymore no it's all a part of the story even though like it didn't happen on paper in the the timeline it did it was just undone and it still influences the story going forward so to look at it as if like whatever the, and this is what why part of why i get frustrated with the mcu lore stuff like i come on criticizing is because when you get into too much of a mentality like that where you look at it in terms of like what is the bullet point version of this movie and that's how you evaluate it then all of a sudden you're like well on paper Superman is no longer wearing the black suit anymore, and therefore it means that that story doesn't have any significance. It's like, no, it, it still has the same significance. It's just that whatever the story events are that yeah. had him take it off are, like, I don't know. It, it's, I mean, and, 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 and this isn't even clear, me defending the Flash. It's just a, it's just a poor way of evaluating and, a movie. In and, and to be clear, Stephen, 
right there, your whole designation of the lore versus the story, that is precisely the problem. Because the reason that they are judging this the way that they are is because they are too focused on the lore and don't care about the story. And they claim to care about the story, but what they really care about is keep the lore the way they want it. Mm-hmm. And if you make any changes to the lore at all, that's a travesty or a theft or whatever. So, and, and, well, it's and it's weird too because to me, it almost seems like okay, the way that they're going to move forward with some of these movies, and I think like any Muschietti, it's like how how do you move forward with the these movies? It's like and preserve what has already been done. Multiverse. Okay, so if this is going to be a multiverse scenario where shit happens where, hey, in this multiverse, it's going to be Supergirl that's going to fight Zod and Fiora and whatever the fuck, which is what's sounding to be the case. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's going to be Supergirl. All right. And then it's gonna, stuff's going to be changing and whatever. Okay, cool. So they're, they're going to move forward with this multiverse. This technically preserves the Snyderverse. Over here, keeps it like, okay, if they're going to go that direction in this multiverse, guess what? This multiverse right over here, if they're going to continue this over here with, say, the air cut or, you know, any sequels or whatever the hell, or Bat or, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman trying to, like, you know, if he decides to come back and wants to do his movie that continues this, then it's like, okay, this is over here in the Snyderverse of this multiverse like again, that, that's why I kept on saying people don't understand multiverses because, like, it's going back to Marvel. I'm kind of going like, did the what ifs, did the what ifs movies that went went back into the previous movies, did it screw up the timeline, the current timeline? No, it didn't. It didn't. Did Endgame screw up any of the timelines? No, it didn't. It they didn't. They made sure not for for not to happen. Exactly. So I'm like going, okay. When everybody's going like, oh, they're, it's being retcon, it's being retcon. I'm like, no, to me, it's being preserved in its own thing. And even well, Zen's like, it's it's an else world. And once and once again, inherently, the the nature of Zack Snyder's arc was always going to be that Flash was going to come back and cause a change in the events. Yeah. And no, that's not saying that this is the same thing or 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 is changing it in the same way. But to say that like as a con- the the notion that someone would alter the events in the story. The idea that that make that that destroys the story is, is inherently like it is a part of the story that they, that they want implemented. So it's fine. If you don't know, if you don't agree with the direction that it's going, which you don't know yet, cause you haven't seen any specifics. You just know from rumors and, and et cetera about what it's going to do, yeah. but you don't know that like, yeah, sure. If they change it from Flash going back to warn Bruce that Lois is going to die, and instead Flash is like, "Don't forget to flush the toilet." Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. That's How dare a, you say flush? Talking about flush. that's a oh. bad story change, right? <laughs> right? But, but we have there's no reason to assume that it's going to be that way unless you are seeking reasons to be mad at this movie, which they are. Um, yeah. You know, and it's fun. Don't support it. It's fine. Take that energy, and if you're a definitive Snyder fan, hey, guess what? He's got two universes going on over here. Yeah. Take that energy, throw it over here well, for Rebel that, Moon and Army. That's what's also funny, because Zach, um, or not Zach, but the, like the, the same the same people, 
would differentiate between like Zack Snyder's Justice League and Whedon's Justice League as like those both exist and they claim one is canon to um to, to the like the DCEU and one is canon to Zack Snyder and like the same people that are that are fighting for like these are different things it's a multiverse it's, it are the same ones that are like but this is going to retcon like why, how how do you know it's retconning Zack Snyder's Justice League instead of retconning Whedon's Justice League like it's just well that's that I mean when people when people were like uh passing around the uh Ezra Miller in glasses and he's mm-hmm. like making a funny face at the camera and it was like oh yeah that's the Justice League one I'm like when when did the Justice League Ezra or uh Barry have glasses if I remember correctly Zack Snyder posted a Barry Allen with glasses and it's like what the fuck? I'm 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 trying to understand why. Or if it was him being goofy, but there's, there's video, there's literally gifts of him on set with Zack Snyder goofing around. I know so, that was like literally a behind the scenes shot. It wasn't like a shot from the. Is, flash. Is, isn't he the one? Like he was the one that gave Affleck the Shiatsu in the Batman yeah. cut, wasn't it? Him? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. behind the scenes. Honestly, it it, it it I don't know. I don't mean to like <laughs> be like ruin the fact that there's a conflict because like what we're doing is talking here but like even reacting or arguing back again it's it's bad faith argumentation and so for us to even spend energy or time like here's why those guys are wrong is because like they, they're not yeah, like true. it's, no, it's there's truth you're right there's truth we, we, we could just talk about like what potentially could like happen. you know like people said the earth is flat let's let's get all mad about that because there, we need to spend time to prove that one wrong yeah. instead of like yeah. just. No, no I, get that, I get that. I get that. I get that. I so, so, so to, 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 to spin it in the more productive sense, I'll say that, all right, say that the source on this is, let's say he's actually right this time. Let's he's right a lot is, of times. Yeah. He's got a higher it, it, than 50% hit rate. Yeah, I mean, I would always say like it's better than a coin flip. Yeah. It's better than I'd say it's a lot better than the coin flip. But also, but but yeah. to be fair, he's better. Well, he's than a coin flip. Uh, he's more reliable on trailer releases and stuff like that. Right, stuff yeah. like this is a little bit more tricky. Well, because stuff, so much stuff like this is subject to the game of telephone of being mm-hmm. what is an alternate universe and what mm-hmm. is, and how much do we is it is it a lot of screen time or is it glimpsed in a monitor right. like. Because right. he's saying this now, if it's and does it get cut on the cutting room floor? Exactly, because like, they just finished filming today. <laughs> so right, exactly. Yeah. So and and that that that's probably the biggest grain of salt that I have with any of it is like, okay, we're 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 almost a year away from this movie. Almost, we haven't even seen a trailer yeah, for it next yet. Month. This is yeah. this is too early for you to be telling oh, me, oh, this is what it's about. Although, it is interesting? Speaking of Snyder canon, that like in the same week, there is rumors of Feora being in the movie, which seemed to be. True. More than just like total speculation. There's something there. I don't know how much there is, but there is some element of like there's reason to believe that she is. Well, I guess he knows her. Andy knows um, her. Like they did they work oh, together? Or... I don't know. I think um, I heard that. Yeah. But um, but the fact that like that news comes out, and then also news that Manganello is talking about Deathstroke again, and then I don't know what's up with this Adam movie rumor. Um, oh yeah. Even if that. it is, if it would be the same guy from Zack Snyder's Justice League or not, I will say that. Like, and if it's it, not, that it would get hey, backlash hey, if they recast well, him. Well, well, yeah, well, exactly. well, hang on. And not hang just on, from though. fans, but like well, from. Well, well, hang. That might. I wonder if that's crossed wires because I did see. You know the the. Uh, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if anybody here pays attention to the CW stuff anymore, but the Flash has started filming. Uh, as <laughs> the fir- the beginning, the first five episodes. Awesome, Jordan. Thank you. Um, but like the first. <laughs> Five episodes of The Flash season eight is a big, huge event called Armageddon. 
Osric Chow. Basically, gonna yeah. exactly. We we mm-hmm. saw there's a set photo of Osric Chow who mm-hmm. is Ryan Choi from Crisis and Infinite Earths. He's wearing the an old school Adam costume. So I wonder if that's cross. I don't know. I wonder if that's cross wired. It's crazy because like all I know is if they if they have the same actor that for this supposed um, Adam movie or whatever they do. I don't know what people are going to say now. I mean, like, it, it's just funny when like this shit keeps on going and it's just well, like, and what, I think the what Warner brothers finally got, um, I'll say quote unquote smart about like tactically smart, whether or not you agree with the direction or not is one thing, but in terms of like their strategy for forming a universe uh-huh. is they realized that denying fans, the things that they, that they, the type of things that they want is not fixing the problem and being like, Oh, you want more justice league? Well, here's birds of prey. I mean, I like birds of prey, but I mean, as an example of like, just totally not in like the, the, where the demands are. I think now that you've got, you've got the flash and they've got Ezra, they've got Kiersey. They tried to get Ray. And I know that's like a complicated thing, but like the studio, there was a version of the movie that had him in it. Muschietti's were on the side, but it is, it is off. It is off-screen issues that resulted in him coming out of the movie, and so right. I don't I don't agree yeah. with that. And he should be in it, but the 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 studio was moving forward with a version of the movie that he was in until off-screen issues, right or wrong, wrong, um, had them take him out of the movie. Right. Um, but the point is that he was in it, um, and then and it's got Ezra, and now you know maybe Fayora. But I mean, it's, it's it, what they're doing is they are instead of ignoring or just outright rebooting they are embracing the canon that came before and then building something new on top of that and it's going to make a lot of people mad that want those storyboards to come to life but also this is the type of thing that makes me say like oh you know what this this approach gives me the the most confidence ever that they are they have the balls to just sign the check for Henry Cavill, finally, for example, because they, because if, if they're doing this, then they've got to know that if they announced the man of steel two with Henry Cavill tomorrow, um, that that would be a, a, like the, the like Snyder fandom or the whatever fandom that, whatever you want to call it, the, the like number of people involved in that are like Cavill stands, would, who would immediately be like, oh, this is what I wanted. It, yes, Zack Snyder's Justice League and all of that was a part of it, but really there's so many people that wanted more Affleck, more Cavill, more more whatever, and maybe you're not giving it to them the way that they wanted it or asked for it, but you're giving them a version of it, and there's a lot of people that are going to say, that's good with me. Um, yeah, and and of, at and that part- point, you lose that, and the problem is right now, you're putting them, all the people that would say, you know what, I'd be okay with Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill, even if Zach isn't involved, although he'd be guaranteed, like, an executive producer credit, probably. Um, but you, once you do that, then you take all the all the people that, that want that, and you, like, cut it in half, or more, I'd say, like, 70% or whatever, or more of the people because and then and then all that's left at that point is just the people that are like Zack Snyder directing everything or bust is all that's going to be left on that side screaming whereas now you're like anybody who cared about anything tangentially related to Snyder stuff before was like give us more and they were saying no and now you like start to carve out chunks of that oh here's more Affleck right. here's more here's more Ezra Miller Here, like and and, yeah. and I think that I think that a big part of why it would be more than half is because I, I do feel like a lot of the, the among the rational parts of the fandom, Stephen, I feel like they, they feel the same way 
we are in terms of being completely burned out of this drama and what's the best wanting to what's fine you know a way out of it taking off your like fandom warrior hat and your you're like all getting out of all the fandom drama, like practically speaking, what's the best that we can like realistically hope for if you're someone that wants more of the Snyder stuff? Yeah. Um, from a like practical, realistic perspective, Warner Brothers is moving forward in this current direction. There is momentum and, and it's an and investment and everything behind this direction that takes a lot to stop. It would take even more for them to like revert to something else. It's not a, not impossible because we you know we saw it happen with Zack Snyder, with Zack Snyder's Justice League, but like there is even more momentum in a direction than there was before Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. Um, and then the other side, you've got Zack who's doing Army of the Dead two, he's doing Rebel Moon, he's got the he's got multiple spinoffs, uh, presumably of both. Um, and and so and so when you say like okay, what is a practical scenario to come for this, or like if I'm going to put my you know, put my chips behind like the most likely outcome, the, the like highest percentage chance of happening and most equitable solution is embracing all of the canon that exists now and is building new stories that treat BVS and man of steel. That's what he was trying to, that's what he was trying to establish. He set the foundation yeah, he was like, "Oh, these filmmakers can do whatever they well, the hell I mean, they want." Talk about like Zack Snyder is the blueprint. I mean, literally, that's what this is. Yes, yeah. it's a blueprint. Of what he established. I, I, I feel like Stephen, like when because we, we talked before on a previous vodka stream about like the difference in in the definitions of the term Snyderverse. What we're talking about, this is my definition. Like in terms of like when I when I tell people, we you know the people who come up with that fake ass term Hamadaverse. No, God, I hate and that. It, I hate that because it's like, stop giving credit to that motherfucker. He's not coming because, up with that. Because he's not a, di- and I, apparently they think he's directing the Flash. I'm fine. I, I, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, taken away from Andy Muschietti, who's a fucking talented well, director. It, it comes from but, a lot of these people that aren't familiar with just the production process in in general unless they're saying that like he's calling the shots in the same way that they tried to do with Zach for, for Justice League. But like that's not he's got no on like that's not the role that Hamada is even in. No, that would, he's that not would have Kevin that Feige. kind of micromanage. He's not Kevin Feige. He's not Kevin Feige. Right. He is not Jesus an architect. Christ. He has not built anything. But I mean, and, not and, not in talent and not in and not in role. I mean, he's not right. he, the 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 job that he has at Warner Brothers does not put him in a position where he's required to make those kinds of creative decisions. No. He's like responsible not. for assembling a slate. Basically. Exactly. And and, oh, yeah. and, and, I, and I get the Hamada burger verse. Why is that burger? For some reason is like the new thing. I'm I sorry. I, I got that a lot. I've gotten that a lot. Hamada burger. I feel old, honestly, with, which I think reminds me also that like why I dip out of most of these arguments. Yeah. Um, is that, is that you see something like Hamada burger be used or whatever. And you're like, Oh, this is like a 14 year old. Yeah. Trying to argue with me about Batman on the internet. Yeah, dude. Sure. Totally. I know. Yeah. As but soon like, as they, as soon as I saw burger attitude, I'm like, all right, what are we talking about? <laughs> I know that was. But, what are we but, talking but, about but, here? But, but that was my whole thing. Is like, okay, guys, look, like it could. The people that are like the Snyder versus dead, and it's like, no, they, the blueprint that he started, is what they have. Yeah. It's it's their starting point, and their these other <laughs> filmmakers are extrapolating from it. 
And when you're making a Flash movie, you can ignore, you cannot ignore what happened in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, the Keep literal the quote, what, um, I just looked it up. Andy and, said, and, um, yeah, there's uh, no way that he's going to, there's no way that Andy is ignoring that at all, you no. know, because that's, that was Flash literally turning back time. If I can turn back time. Come on, Steven. Type faster. Come on. Um, Jordan, you okay? Jordan, you good? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to stay awake. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, looking at my sorry. phone, just reading comments, trying to stay awake. Because at one point, you guys were like talking, and I, I leaned up. <laughs> and I, and for some reason, I leaned up, and my hand hit my desk, and it felt like my hand went through. Like I didn't hold myself stable. I'm like, oh, I'm like I've, the, I've done that before. The desk is not breaking apart, and I had to like, don't worry, don't worry. And so like, while you guys were like talking, I was like hitting, whoa, I was like whoa. tapping, like it's not, it's not breaking. Yeah. My, I didn't fall through it. <laughs> we'll wrap this up tune. Don't worry, we're going on almost four hours. No, so don't worry, we'll wrap this up tune. We're just, I just wanted uh, to touch bases yeah. on this rumor soon. Well, no, it, well, I'm glad you did because you actually mentioned that like earlier. Like we're going to definitely talk about this, guys, in three a- half hours in. I know. Okay, let's talk about that rumor. Yeah, <laughs> because I hate the fact that it's all dwelled on something that's not concrete. You know. Yeah. Well, right. but like, okay, so the whole thing about where this came from, that rumor is a part of his list of rumors on his Patreon that stuff he just throws out there that he's heard. And I've seen the list. I've scrolled through it. And a lot of it is stuff that obviously there's no, no idea if it's going to be confirmed, but a lot of it's like, okay, that sounds like anybody could have told him that. And he's just like, okay, I heard this. So throw it up there. So it's not like a thing where he made a separate post or, said something on Twitter specifically about it. He just threw it up in the rumors tab saying, well, here's another thing. Cause I, there's tons of stuff in there about they're, they're, they might be doing this. DC might be doing this. Netflix might be doing this. It's like, well, and anybody knows, knows especially with DC when they're like, Oh, like how oh, yeah. many, how many movies are they, you know, in development that are just like, it, never- it, this is the same company that years ago at different cons around the time of BVS and justice league, they were just like throwing out titles well, like, and then at the same time, too, it's like, it's like if they're going to go back into uh, DCU movies, it's like, what, are you going to gather everybody in Suicide Squad to get in those costumes again? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, is that no, going to happen? No, no. Or is, is there going to be – I mean, I, I can understand the Man of Steel part, and I'm like, all right, cool. Especially when we saw what happened with uh, um, the actress who plays Fiora, you know, and the fact that she went to England – or whatever, and 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 Musketti, uh liked it, but then again, there's like that whole thing. Where it's like, oh well, maybe they're fans. Who knows? It's all a weird thing. Hopefully, that's the case, and it would be. It's like if they go back into the movies, it's like they could do as much as they can without bringing the actors back. But then, if they're going to be, is, is there going to be an interaction with this new timeline or with this new, uh, you know, whatever? And it's like, which, which actors are going to actually interact with? Barry, who's doing this stuff, or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the same thing about the fact that we're hearing the rumors. Because you see that smooth, I what? so smooth. I still spilled on myself, but you know. oh, I oh, did I not see that. Did not catch um, that. Hey, at least you didn't spill it on your laptop. I caught. <laughs> I caught the glass. It's uh, like the rumors of um because they asked because they asked the people over at CW, hey, can we get Ezra in Crisis? Yeah. So the, so the thing yeah. is that the rumor that we, I I heard and people have heard is that Grant, after finishing season seven, Flash, he went over and shot 
for the Flash movie that well, he's in it. Oh, he's totally like, yeah. in it. He's totally in it. There's no yeah. way. Well, but also, that, that's like an easy bet. Like if you're yeah. gonna, oh, yeah. I'll bet for, it's it. like a thing yeah. to where it's like you can just throw stuff out, but and, 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 that has more credibility because they've already met. And, and, and like, give, they're and, just gonna show that scene again from Ezra's perspective. Like, no, no, it's gonna be. And I no, they're actually gonna shoot that with like a little bit of perspective and some blocking. I give them. Okay, to be fair, Stephen, that part of the episode actually looks visually different than the entire rest of the show. To be fair, but <laughs> actually, actually, the, that that episode when he's in the Speed Force. It, it, in that sequence is all shot very differently. It it's is kind of weird. Differently. And, and yeah. I, I, and I, I, that is one of the, that's one of the things that I, I have to give DC, I have to give them like a massive amount of credit because they, we never saw that coming. Like yeah. we, we said, like we, we talked about, we, we paid attention on, on DC TV Squadcast, like how many, like we'd said for the last year and a half, we will not see a single DCEU actor crossover mm-hmm with this show and when that happened it was just like well we're all wrong completely yeah. and and, like, and he even says well but like, it was not in the way like at the time nobody was saying like they'll use the multiverse it was like will ben affleck show up in arrow it's like yeah well it was <laughs> yeah but, but they, but they were extrapolating but well because because there's been because there have been other especially in crisis like you see like doom patrol or swamp thing and other stuff in there but like when that happened like he even says the last line he says before he vanishes is I told Victor this was possible. Yeah. And so that so there was definitely an orchestration there where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, because setting this up for whatever we're gonna do with his and movie. I, and I think it does tie into Flashpoint, uh, in terms of what he's going through. He had no idea that everything was falling apart. He well, the no episode clue. is where he got his name because literally yeah, Grant's like that, the that's, Flash that's why I like, think they're gonna they're gonna meet again in his right. movie in terms of he's probably gonna search out that Barry because he accidentally ran into him that other time. Right. But the whole story about it, I mean, it's like only like a handful of people knew about it. They got the flash crew to come on set mm-hmm. with Ezra and Grant. And they literally yeah. told them your, your, your job is on the line. If if you leak this, this is not going to be good for you because yeah. they're trying well, so hard to keep this under wraps. I'm, I'm surprised it, it didn't leak. Well, and it was the skeleton crew because it was, it was the arrow crew. They had finished, all of the principal photography for the whole thing. And they were asked to come back. Yeah. Right. He, I think uh, like, I don't know if it was Lee or Guggenheim, whoever called it was like, Hey, or no, they called Guggenheim was like, Hey, yeah. uh, we know you just rap, but can you do this? And Guggenheim was like, yes. <laughs> and so he called, he called Grant first, asked him if he was cool with it. And Grant said, yeah. And then they called Ezra. And then that would, it was all done under the cover of darkness. That's why there's no, like all the the reveals and like the set photos didn't even show up until after the episode had aired because yeah, it, everybody ha- else thought that it was done. They didn't think. Yeah, it was and the thing anything. is too is like as soon as it aired, it's not even when the episode was over. Grant posted the photos immediately when the scene was done, right? Saying, "And I'm like, come on, man, that, that's spoilers, but whatever." But it was yeah. it was it was awesome, and I think that it sets up because I mean, when talking about rumors, Daniel has been saying a part of rumors that. Warner Brothers wants to have more CW crossover with the DCEU or whatever they're doing. I don't, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It depends on how you look at it. But in terms of the two flashes, it makes the most sense. Yes. Past that, I don't know what, I mean, Superman and Lois, sure. Have Tyler Hecklin show up somewhere. I don't know. That'd be cool. But like, well, I don't well, know. Me go to the MCU and look at, and of course they moved away from this, but I, back when I was more invested in that, I thought that like the peak MCU for me, was watching Agents of Shield season two, 
or was it season one where um, Sitwell is doing one. doing season something, one. and then he and then like you're, he's Sitwell's a side character for like several episodes, and then yes. he's like I've got to catch a boat or whatever, and goes off, and then literally like the next week or like that weekend, so that's like on a Tuesday or whatever, and then on yeah. Thursday I go and see Captain America. And he like beats Baltrack the Leaper, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and then like kicks open the door, and there's a bunch of Shield agents in there, including Sitwell, right? Right, and then all that who, stuff who goes died down. in the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's who dies thing, in yes. the movie, and then right. and then after the movie, shit's going down, and all the Hydra oh, stuff yeah. is going on, like, and and on Agents of Shield, and there was such a seamless, like, beat to beat to beat, and nobody's watching the movie lost anything and anyone who's watch- like if you're watching the show and you didn't see agents of Sh- or if you didn't see the movie you might have missed out on something but also that directional crossover is not as hard you can't set people down to the movie theater and be like you better have done your homework but if you're on right. tv it's like you probably saw the movie right. um and um and it's frustrating because like they never really did anything to that level well, again it was like that. when they had but, lady yeah. sif from was, thor from good. the shield yeah. Yeah, yeah, that no, was but, that but, was cool to have, but, but I think that's if they have a crossover, you're not going to have Ezra Miller showing up oh. on the Flash every week. You're going to have a no, like right. what they're doing with Gotham, the Gotham PD show on HBO Max, where you take like a few side characters from the movie who it's like, oh, you're the TV actor that we have in the background of the right. Central City Police Department, and you're going to go on the Flash and right. talk about Ezra Miller, but Ezra Miller is not going to go. But, but he's absolutely right. Like that was, and that was such a unique thing that I, I I agree with him. I wish they hadn't gone away from that because that was literally a case where shit that happened in the movie vastly affected the rest of the show. The show mm-hmm. turns on a dime. The first season, Shield is like one way. Winter Soldier happens. The whole rest of the show is is. If, if I have any criticism of it, it, it applies to the general criticism of the MCU that maybe the first half of season one was a lot worse than it had to be simply because they were waiting for um, the Winter Soldier to come out for it to get good. It was like intentionally not be, as I, good as it could have been I, I, because I, I, they yeah. were waiting. And like yeah. that is if you want to criticize the shared universe model in general, the notion that you would have to say like, well, we got to save all the good stuff for later and so right but we've got 10 episodes to fill so like let's just make some bad episodes and, to fill and, the time. and it, like, it, it is that sharp of a turn to like he's right away. the first half yeah. of oh i mean that if, first season uh, is not that early great. on in that show trying to convince people to watch the show it's like look bear with it right. i know it's a struggle to get through those first ones i promise you the payoff is more than worth it once you get past it. and everyone that made it past that point is like yep the show is like a core part of the mcu for me mm-hmm. um and um, and it was for me too up until like I was like oh these this no longer has anything to do with the movies yeah they kind of like steered away from it right well it was after the um, the Perlmutter exit cause... yeah yeah yes which was that I want to say it was after like the third like the, the se- after the second or third because se- second season they were still because I remember and it wasn't nearly on the same level but they they did allude to uh, Age of Ultron during the second season like briefly like in an episode like rain ahead a vision of an, an army of metal men attacking. And, and yeah. I think that's they had, the a, they had a slight connection because they had, a, I think the, there was a character who, who mentioned Ultron by name after yeah. yes. the events, of like all yeah. that. But you look at that level, of, like look at the missed opportunity with 
um, with the snap or what do they call it now? The um, the, the blip. The blip. blip. Um, I hate that. I hate um, that. Imagine <laughs> um, if they were still maintaining that level of crossover and like half the characters get snapped away for. Oh my goodness! Like right, right, and then um, and they're just your favorite characters is gone for like a year. And then yeah. they come back. Five years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, or well, I think I'm it, saying... it may have happened during a season break too, yeah. though. So you could have uh, even ended the finale with them right. going away, and then it, the it, next one, the next, uh, then the premiere, they come back or whatever. Who knows? It, but yeah, like it, the, right. Talk it, about it, crossover it, opportunity, and that was. They, and, they, and you don't even right. need to have characters cross over. You just have people get snapped. Like, right. Exactly. No, Dave, you're right. It'd be five years, but I'm saying like for the audience. Oh like yeah. You're, yeah, wait, you're I, waiting I, a year before your favorite. Yeah. Yeah comes back and you don't know if they're going to come back because of you got to wait to see what happens in Endgame. Yeah, there, there's... They should have capitalized on that, yeah. Totally. So, yeah. I mean, I, I and, and it's 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 going to be interesting because, you know, you hear that plan and so many of the people that we're talking about, so many of the, 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 the DCEU diehards or whatnot hate the CW. So it's like, you're literally talking about something that they absolutely do not want and so I feel like a lot of the louder ones are just going to become even more toxic. Of course. We, like, like when that happens, like it, they're going to hate, like I, I, I'm with you. I think Grant's in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're going to hate it that. Totally is. They're going, they, totally it is going to make their skin crawl when they see him in that movie. And I'm going to love it. So am I. It's so going to be awesome. I and the thing is, too, I, and that's I would, why I, I hate spending time on this stuff. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, that's how, like, why would, if you're going to love it, then why are you going to spend time being, like, upset that someone else. Right. Well, like, like, we, like, we made the continuity stuff. I wonder if the two flashes meeting again under different circumstances is going to affect the show. I don't know if it would. Because, I mean, and because they didn't will mention the show it, still be on. That's the see. I I, I wonder. I, I I don't know because we have season eight and I don't. We don't know. But um, I'm thinking like he never mentioned he met another Barry Allen after Crisis. He never mentioned it. I would like to think if he meets Ezra Ezra's version of the Flash again that he would have to mention it. Well, it's one because... of those problems with the with the the shared universe, especially when you're crossing over with TV. And the reason that it's so tricky to execute is because. Imagine like the cluster it would introduce if he referenced that on a regular occasion, and then all of a sudden you end up with the Woody and Buzz in Sid's room with where Woody's got Buzz's arm, and he's like, "Oh, he's right over here, guys! I promise." Oh, right. <laughs> where yeah. like yeah. you're not gonna get Ezra Miller to they, show up off enough, so you're like, "Well, how do we I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like up? it could be a story point to where he's like, I met another version of myself in the multiverse, like." Because he's never met another. The only other time he's ever met himself was an evil version of himself from the future. But in terms right. of another version of himself on another Earth, that's not him, not, not well, his I, face. Look like I, him, yeah. Jordan, yeah. I'm not caught up on this season of the Flash. Do they still not know that the that there's a new multiverse? They still don't know. It's so, well because I think what they're going to explain is that it's on a different frequency because they could detect it on a certain frequency. So I feel like it's on a new frequency that Oliver created. Okay. Right. I don't know. That's just so, my guess. I have so, no idea. So, so in and so in Grant and so in in, in that Barry's mind, that Ezra's yeah, dead. Yeah, essentially, Ezra's he gone. thinks yeah. he probably thinks that everyone, because all because all he understood, I think all they understood was that their Earth was reborn due to crisis because of Oliver's sacrifice, and they don't know anything else. Right. So, because all they know is everybody died, and then everybody came back. 
Right. And then our lives have been changed. Crisis earths have been right. merged in. Right. They don't, they don't know because like when they showed in part five, they had earth two with star girl. They have yeah. no idea. They have no idea. Of Cause that. earth two for them was another version of Wells, Jesse quick. Right. They, yeah. they don't know that earth two is now inhabiting a JSA. They right. have no clue. And, and that was one. And of course the CW did that strategically like and that was something we were we, we were waiting to see if they were going to do that because the biggest one of the problems they had was you know because uh because supergirl was on cbs at first mm-hmm. they had and they brought her over to the cw in season two and they're like okay well she's on earth 38 and it was all about okay the breach device use that so literally yeah, and that's the only way they could travel back and forth right. um and the thing is too i remember specifically when flash crossed over with supergirl it of course was just on her show Right, but they showed on his show where he traveled and he ran faster than he's ever had. Then he instantly comes back after no, already being he there. He ran faster than he'd ever ran before. On the- <laughs> yeah, wait, <laughs> did, 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 did did Henry Allen say that? Yeah. Well, he ran as fast. Like he's never. He, it was like some tachyon device on his chest, a, and then he, right. he yeah. goes over there by accident, comes back, and he's like, like, and then he's like trying to figure out what happened. And like, you just came back, but for him, it's been days. He's been right. gone. But for them, he's like oh, yeah. a couple seconds. But he never mentioned it. He's like, I just think it's funny for, especially for that show. Halford is like, how do I, how do I solve this? Like, well, Barry, you're gonna have to run. You got to run, run wait, faster wait, wait. than you've ever run hold, before. Hold on, Barry. Let me take my, glass. Hey, Allen, take my glasses off. I'm not reverse Flash. You got to run faster. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, run faster than well, and and so you know, so they had to deal with like I don't know, a couple, however many couple of years of. Because because even in the, the the my what's still my favorite crossover, which is Crisis on Earth X, I think that's still Me my too. favorite. Too. Um, you know, that's good. But and it had a very organic reason for Kara coming to their Earth. You know, wedding. for Barry and Iris's wedding, it totally made mm-hmm. sense. But they were just like, and I think Guggenheim even told them was like, okay, listen, if you got like he told all the showrunners, like, look, if you want to. There's anything you want to retcon. If there's anything you want to hit a reset button on, do it now with Crisis because it's essentially what you have an avenue to do. And they didn't necessarily do it on Moss. There are a number, there are a few things that each of the shows decided to. But Arrow is probably the biggest one. Arrow was just like, screw it, screw it. Everybody, you dead. You're back. Everybody, they brought everybody. You were a villain once, not anymore. Right. They just hit the. They blew the whole thing up for the last episode. Except Laurel Lance from Earth One, nope. Not which is that. which I, I was okay with that because Earth oh, okay. Two. I, I I I ended up preferring Earth Two Laurel a lot more than Earth One. I understand because they they wrote Earth One Laurel is crap and they should not because she's an amazing character in the comics and they completely butchered her. I completely I could not agree more with that. And so I was waiting yeah. all those I've seasons for her to get redeemed. Yeah. And so, but yeah, so it, it's I don't know if we're gonna. I mean, I, I I'm fine with seeing more of it. I mean, I don't know. I think by the time it gets to that point, I know Supergirl's ending because somebody earlier today was like, "Hey, we're talking about yep. all the DC fandom hashtags," and they noticed that Supergirl didn't have one. And I'm like, "Well, it's the last season. They're not going to promote the last season." Well, why didn't they give uh, Sasha Kaye one? And I'm like, "Well, because they probably don't want to confuse people at fandom with two Supergirls." Yeah, that makes sense. She's because- going to have a hashtag after the show. She's over. part of the Flash because right. DC fandom was supposed to have a Supergirl panel last year when they did the first year of this and it all fell apart because 
they just didn't do it. So this year they're like, well, we're, we're doing a farewell thing for them. So we're going to have right. all the cast. So that makes sense. You don't want to confuse people going, oh, wait, wait, what? Two Supergirls? Yeah. Like she's going to be wait. there. Is it blonde or brunette? I, yeah, like, like, I don't like, know. Obviously she's going to be there to promote the Flash movie, but they don't want to confuse people going a Supergirl hashtag when it's like, right. okay, it's, it's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So next year there'll be one. Because, oh, she'll have. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. By then, hopefully. November, you know. By then, hopefully, we'll know officially that she is getting a movie and they're filming it or whatever, and they are there to promote the movie. Somebody actually told me like, oh, she's actually the uh, the daughter of of oh yeah of Zod. No, no, with Feora and Jarell. Yeah. No, no, of Feora and Zod. Fair. I was oh. like, "What?" <laughs> so she's got the House of El Crest, not right. the House of. Um, yeah, she has. Uh, not the house that'd be a twist. Yeah, she yeah. shows up and she t- rips it off and shows the true <laughs> house. Yeah, it's also she's real. Like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, I feel so much better now. Have we, have we seen Krypton? We seen Krypton. Most I haven't of it. seen Krypton. Or first. No, not most of it. Part okay. of yeah, it. I have not seen it actually. Krypton. It's I should, good. I, I, I need to watch it because it's like actually way more. Yeah, Krypton was really good. No, it, I just couldn't really get past the Jeff Johns insert character. Ah. <laughs> yes, oh, that's man. exactly. Yeah, well, and it sucks because he was actually really good. Like his character was like a good character, yeah. but yeah, he did. He puts on that tiger's hat, and it's just like I know who the fuck you are. Yeah, I know exactly who you are. But no, like they did something similar. It was um the idea of like the houses of El and Zod actually did come together. Like, and there's there's some twisty genetics oh, right. yeah, yeah. with respect to the two of them in in terms of like the bloodline because again the show is about cal's grandfather seg yes you know and and you know we it's see people and so he, and so there's a baby and for a season you're like is that Jorel? and they're like half the season they're like no and then later they're like yeah it is so it's like <laughs> a, a twisty sort of thing that they do it's actually Spoiler. really well done but but yeah, no, and they, you want to talk about ending the show on like, they didn't just end that show on a cliffhanger. They ended it on three cliffhangers. That's what sucks about and it. it. One of those cliffhangers, I'm not even joking. And I will go ahead and say it because they're not rebirthing the show, unfortunately. One of those cliffhangers was literally the Omega symbol. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I remember hearing yeah. about that, too. Yeah, it, it, sucked. It, it sucked the way that that show oh, ended. I fuck, man. hated it. We'll use so. the old ways. We'll use the old ways. Anyways, you know what? We're at four and a half hours. I think it's a good time to uh, wrap it up because hey, go yeah. to bed. <laughs> I know Jordan's like, God damn it! Right, right, I got so much shit to do. What times? What times zone are you in, Jordan? It's three twenty-eight in the morning. So oh, same here. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> he's Eastern time, like all okay. you motherfuckers, and it's sad because it's only twelve. It's only twelve. And I'm like, oh god, because I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. Like, Shit. Yeah, so I'm with you guys. But anyways, let's go around the horn and uh, let's plug ourselves. Jordan, thank you for showing up and yes. uh, talking about everything. And man, I mean, we can literally have a whole conversation about Metallica. And it was getting yes. to that point, and I was like, oh man, yeah, we could just talk Metallica like so much. That's what I love about talking with you, man. And uh, you know what? I'll, you know, it'd be awesome if like one of these days we can actually watch a concert together or something like that. If something happens awesome. with that. But anyway, yeah. go ahead and plug yourself. 
plug your uh, Star Wars motion comic, all that stuff. Yeah, so tomorrow at some point, well, today, it's already today, uh, <laughs> The Duel will come out on uh, on my channel, Chainsaw Reacts, Chainsaw Reacts Everything, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all that. Uh, but I'll be dropping it along with still continuing Trivium Reactions, Squid Game. <sighs> this is a lot. Uh, it's a lot. But thank you. And thank you so much phone for falling twice you piece of shit i think it was three times <laughs> oh whatever <laughs> all right steven yeah uh, i am steven colbert you can find me on twitter at sm colbert you can find um all my writing at screenrant.com and also uh snyderminute.com for bvs by the minute uh just League by the minute and army of the dead by the minute I swear we have some episodes banked, but it's been. Um, now I was like, wait, it's, it's huh? been a, f- a few um, uh, rough or complicated months for for each of us. Alternated, like we're taking turns having like our families <laughs> go through stuff. So yeah, I get um, it. But um, we're we're like working on getting some of that stuff out and, and getting getting going again. So it is not not too distant future. There is will be more episodes rolling out regularly again so cool all right ray at the flight cast uh on twitter desperately trying to argue less with people and kind of failing at it but getting a <laughs> i know better. sometimes when i see that i'm like ray 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 <laughs> it's like you need that that clip from the end of lord of war where it's like the lesson is never go to war <laughs> Especially oh, yeah. yourself. <sighs> yes. Very much the look so. away, the look back great, is especially with yourself. Movie. Great movie. Underrated. Um but yeah, uh at the Flightcast, uh also uh theflightcast.com, which is where my blog and my podcast, my weekly show is located. Uh tomorrow I will probably be talking about the rumor stuff and just dealing with the whole where I'm at as a fan of all of this and just really trying to find some peace. Can yeah. we find some peace as a fandom with all of this shit? Dude, please? I mean, I, dude, I, was on, I was on a good one today too where I was like, I, I was literally, anybody who was like detracting everything, I'm like, hey, there's two other Snyderverses. Can you just throw this energy over there, please? Right. right. Please. Exactly. Go to Netflix and shut yes. up. I'm like, I'm, like I, I'm to the point where I'm like, all right, guys, I mean, yes, I know how much we want the DC Snyderverse to be like restored and everything like that. But at the same time, I'm like, the man is doing great things over here. Right. Blytanaka Bly is in the trailer for Army, Army of, Thieves. of Thieves. And in Army of the Dead, Dieter's locksmith shop is Gwendolyn's lock and safe. Yes. Like, you want to talk about like implications? We <laughs> We literally have a Snyderverse movie that's coming go, out. It's a different Snyderverse, but still. Go down the the army of uh, Army of the Dead rabbit hole. There's like right. you start thinking about what that stuff implies. Man, right. I'm I'm like that trailer got me so hyped. That, that's right. another I discussion. Mean, I, I, but like, dude, we're gonna have a great discussion on the Vodka stream when that after that movie comes out. We're gonna have a fucking Absolutely. fun. Hopefully, we can get Snyder on here too. No, 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 no question. But yeah, I'll be talking about that on on my show, the Flightcast, where yeah. uh, that you can find on wherever you find podcasts, or like I said, at theflightcast.com. I also have the Patreon, which is where all of my uh, not safe for work rants about <laughs> fandom and everything are totally 
located, uh, and also my reviews of the comics that I've been reading, the stuff I told you I'm about to read for Marvel. Totally going to review that. I just reviewed a death in a, a death in the family, uh, yes. the the uh, Jim Starlin Jim Aparo story. I'd never read that before. Um, I had some interesting thoughts on that one that kind of weren't what I expected. Um, but so I've got that, uh, and of course I also still do Fans Without Borders. Uh, with Brent over on Squadcast Media, which is where which Scott was plugging earlier as well, and we're we're bi-weekly, so we're going to be doing our our. He and I have not talked about Venom: Let There Be Carnage yet, and we will we will review it, which will be interesting because he hated the first movie, so mm. interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion for this one, for sure. All right, guys, make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. We got the member. If you want to become a member, hit the join button. We got the Patreon, and we got the Film Junkie Closet down below if you want to get shirts, even like the one I'm wearing right now. And uh, to all you Dodger fans, <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying, it's good. I don't want to get too cocky because I'm probably going to curse it, but still, Giants were on top of that shit tonight. Hey, just saying. Just saying, they're a playoff ball crew. So are you, but still, you got shut out. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later.